PKA473 with our guest, Andy Miller. Kyle? Yeah, a couple of sponsors tonight, Blue Chew and Postmates. We'll get to them later on the show. But, uh, you know, if you just can't wait, links in the description below. Andy. So, Andy, oh, what do you <laughs> kick it off? I know we I, all got questions. We do, we do. Yeah, I, I'm, Andy is a big-time businessman, and this captures my interest. So you are currently the co-founder of Energy Sports. Your first, as far as I know, wild success was Quattro Wireless, which you sold to Apple. Yes. I actually had a business before that uh-huh. that was that um, was pretty successful uh, and did really well. Um, for me personally, it was like my first win as an entrepreneur. So that means that you make less money because uh, you got into it, you know, kind of like being a, a struggling musician and you sign your contract with the record label and you crush your first album when you make no money off of it. <laughs> so you, uh, that next contract, right? But uh, I actually did okay. But it was a company uh, called MQ out of Boston. M. It was the worst name ever, literally. Thankfully, it wasn't like consumer facing. Uh-huh. But uh, I didn't start it. I came in and, and uh, worked with my now business partner for the last million years. And uh, the it was spelled lowercase m uh, hyphen q u b e m cube. And the idea was it was mobile. <laughs> messaging marketing yeah terrible right like don't ever name that company that's what confusing it, it's yeah it's classic uh, but it, it, it's stuck uh, you know i don't even remember like what our url was no one could find us so <laughs> business 101 catchy name but that was a mobile messaging company and um it was text messaging but before this is like internet 1.0 mm-hmm. so if you were on sprint and you were on verizon you guys wanted to be buddies you couldn't be friends you couldn't text each other because there was no interoperability back then so we got the bright idea of connecting all the carriers together and creating short codes which text messaging sms and uh and eventually running messaging you know across all the major carriers in north america and um doing billing as well so like our first we were a startup out of boston and our first like giant gig was we got uh, we started working with Fremantle with a brand new show called American Idol hmm. and we were running the voting the messaging voting and we had no idea that you know 80 billion votes were gonna happen every freaking <laughs> night and uh we sucked and the whole thing went down the first night and they were like oh my god like the voting's all invalid and we added more people and more servers and everybody was sleeping over for days and it was it was awful but uh, it ended up being a pretty cool company we did um text alerts for like major league baseball but the irony all the money came you know back in the day if you were young enough to remember uh ringtones ringtone subscription uh, horoscopes stuff like that you couldn't yeah. just rip a song and make it your ringtone so so it was well, now m cube is better faster mortgages without the hassle i just checked <laughs> <laughs> diversification yeah so you said that there you didn't you get super wealthy off that company who did no no um I don't know if any of us did. It was around okay. for a couple of years before I got there. So it raised a bunch of money. It sold to Verisign uh, for $270 million. The cool, interesting part was the CEO of Verisign at the time was Stratton Sklavos. Is that name familiar in the esports world to you guys? Well, Stratton's the dude who put all the money behind Rick Fox for Echo Fox, which is gone now. But uh, I gave it a shot there. And um, he, yeah, he bought it. And um, the business was fascinating because 
think we sold it in 2006 and like 2004, no revenue, 2005, no, 2003, no revenue, 2004, no revenue, 2005, 5 million in revenue, all of it in December, 2006, about 75 million in revenue, you know, in one year. And then we sold it. It's a pretty crazy run. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Just so to recap, we went from five to, did you say 75? 75 in one year, like all hyper growth because text messaging took off. Like everybody was, you know, getting suckered into those subscription <laughs> ringtone and horoscopes. And uh-huh. we were doing, you know, all these alerts and MTV stuff and we sure. had uh, a bunch of carriers. So uh, it was like hyper growth. I think we went from like 50 employees to about 250 employees and um, trying to get people on the platform as much as, as quick as possible and give them info and how to run their business. It was really like a total business school case study, fascinating business. And it kind of went down as fast as it went up after we sold it. My nieces and nephews used to get in trouble for sending too many text messages and they weren't on the right plans and they had friends who weren't in Verizon. And I hear these numbers and it's like, wait a minute, that breaks down to like 180 texts a day. That seems like a lot. (laughs) Do you remember how fun it was when you knew one of your friends was roaming to send like a bunch of one word texts because it's like each one cost them 17 cents. That's why this man's company became worth 75 million. A bunch of jokers like you. I contributed. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's true. Stop. Fact, that was the impetus for starting Quattro. So I went there to Verisign for like two months. I'm like, this is not for me. I'm not, this is, I'm not going to stay here. And I got the bug now. And, uh, you know, once you have a, a successful exit in the startup, you're like, Oh, let's go. I, we just do this again. It's like a drug. And, um, the impetus was you, I was looking at my people's phone bills. I'm like, there's no way everyone, this is like a credit card. People were charging everything on mm-hmm. these phone bills, all these, you know, you can't have a $300 phone bill. And I remember meeting with Verizon and they're like, we, we can't have people look at our phone bill and think it's us that's charging them all this money, even though the Verizon part was like, you know, 60 bucks. Right. So that's when I started to think we got to have everything ad supported and the ad networks on, on the wired web were just kind of starting. And, uh, you know, now it's everything's ad supported, but that was kind of the idea to starting a mobile ad network. That was, that was the company that Quattro, that Apple bought. Huh. That's yeah, cool. I ran up a phone bill at one point talking to a girl who was on a different carrier. It was in one month. It was almost fifteen hundred dollars. Just you feel like a rube afterward. I felt like an asshole. I was like, <laughs> "That's all the money I have." <laughs> must have been some some pretty good pussy. I, I was just talking way too much, you know. She, <laughs> she, yeah. she, she it was kind of long distance. I love just... you, booby. No, I love you. <laughs> <laughs> Fifteen hundred dollars for even, that conversation. It was voice. It wasn't even text. Oh, it, was, it was voice. Yeah, it was voice. It was just you know. What are you doing? <laughs> yeah. Oh, it was. It's not like we were covering anything important. I'm sure it was just like ah, this is how my day went. This is how your day went. Ah, yeah, yeah. What's the weather like? And just fifteen hundred dollars of that over the course of thirty fucking days. It was, I was just, thirty just, days. I'm glad that's not a thing. We anymore. had that repeatedly. Like it, so, when we moved to North Carolina, like this, you know, one of the like contracts I had with my wife was that she was allowed to call home. You know, I it, we might have to work out. Like first, she'd use her free cell minutes, and then she'd use the ten cents a minute sprint plan or whatever. But but she, I wasn't to restrict how often she could talk to her mom and her sister and stuff like that. Cool. Well. Even though we set up a long distance plan, somehow that got fouled up. So when you make calls and you don't have a plan, 
the price is ridiculous. It's like a dollar a minute. Meanwhile, my wife is like watching Buffy the Vampire Slayer with his sister together, you know, like just like, <laughs> not even talking, just existing on the phone. And month after month, we got these huge bills that I would pay and then call them <laughs> and contest and be like, look, you've got to fix this. You need to fix this. So in the end, what happened was they did fix it and they sort of like backdated and fixed the bills. And then I didn't have to pay a phone bill for like, Seven more years or something like Jesus they were. Christ. That's how it worked out. I need came to, out ahead. I really need to call <laughs> right. Verizon for for nineteen year old me. Nineteen year old me was in a jam. Oh <laughs> yeah, no. Phone companies used to work with you if you were in a jam like that. Like they'd be like, "All right, I need a new plan. I need to start two months ago," and then they'd help you out. Mm. You know, it's similar to uh, I found out at Apple with the the App Store. Like if you'd call up and be like, oh, my, you know, eight-year-old, 10-year-old son just started buying shit left and right and, you know, playing whatever game he downloaded and bought, you know, $2,000 worth of in-game items. Like they're like, okay, like in one second, they just wipe it out. The last yeah. thing they want is, uh, you know, call your congressman and say that there's some... <laughs> I've done that with so them I too. Could have lied I'm like, this about is paying for freemium apps. All that whole <laughs> <laughs> we had a big uh, app store bill one time. It was, I forget if it was Colin or Hope, but it's not important. In any case, I'm like, this is a GPS app for Australians. Like, we didn't mean to buy this. You know, we've never been there. And uh, <laughs> I don't know where you're trying to go, mate. It was 30 <laughs> some dollars for that app. And, and like you said, they're just like, oh, yeah, all right, cool. We, we can undo all this. So, so I was imagine uh, a scenario where they force you to deal with like Australian customer service to resolve that issue. <laughs> You're going to need to call back at 4 a.m. <laughs> uh, Andy, after all this entrepreneurship, how do you think you do working in a big company? Like if you got a good job at somewhere big, you know, an Apple and AMD or whatever, are you wired for that or have you been? Uh, probably. It's a good question. Like I, I, I liked working at Apple, but we were like, Last year. We were like a startup within, you know, a mm -hmm. huge company. They were kind of like, you're over here, your ads, don't fuck up everything else with Apple because everybody on the executive team is super nervous that ads are going to come into all these apps and wreck it. And no one's going to want to use them anymore. So it had this double edged sword. And I reported directly to Steve Jobs, which was unusual. So I had this like weird setup uh, anyways. Uh, and, and, and he was pretty sick. So it was even stranger. So I don't know how you know accurate that would be for my temperature, but yeah, probably not. Like, it would be cool to have some really big job, like hey, like you're the president of you know something really fun and interesting. But I think just the whole structure and like formal reporting and I don't know, mm -hmm. not the best at that. <laughs> how long were you reporting to to Steve Jobs? Was, did you work there up until he he passed away yeah, or before yeah, before that? Yeah. Okay. Yeah two years was he real yeah, the sick last... the whole time you were there or was or did you kind of get to experience some of him being eccentric because you heard so much about him being like you know wearing his jeans with no belt walking around his new balances kind of just being a, a, a goober it's what it sounded like was you, you obviously had heard of him before you started there did expectations line up oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, he was very sick very sick like the first time i saw him i mean i couldn't believe it like i, I was not a fanboy and didn't know every bit of his life like my 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 co-founder my cto but he was you know he was a scarecrow he was a thin guy who was obviously trying when you uh, see someone that's that ill and they're still working it, 
do you relate to that sort of work ethic? I guess you might, you might call it, or are you like, man, I'd, I'd be at home with the family. I'd, I'd be. That's I'd be a like... great question. It, the, I don't know. You know, I can't speak for his life and his, you know, his relationships with his family, but he, Apple was his family. There's no yeah. doubt. I mean, that's his baby. And he probably, I can't imagine him healthy because he crushed everybody with work, his work ethic when he was, you know, in his last couple of years. Like mm. he, I think he knew he was dying and he wanted to go real fast and he wanted to see this get done and this get done. I want to see this get done. Uh, but Apple's thing was like, you know, he created this culture where he would bring you in and say, okay, I really love this idea. Uh, how long is it going to take to build whatever the next iPod? And you'd say, and he'd bring the engineers and you'd all meet and you'd come back and you'd say, nine months, we can get this thing ready to go certify, you know, for production nine months. He's like, okay, I'll give you three. And you'd be like, no, I mean, we can't even get through the first phase of planning in three months. He's like, <laughs> you got three months and you're going to get it done. And they always did. They always did because he made you feel like your shit didn't stink. And if you were at Apple, you were a superhero and you were handpicked and they were, and they always did. And huh. he did that times 10 when he was, uh, you know, failing. So I think this was just his thing. I think getting not, not getting to go in was an awful feeling for him in the days he couldn't make it in. I worked at Cisco for a while and sometimes playing with timelines, like I worked there 13 years. So you'd learn like... If they say, Woody, how long does this take? And I explain to them I can do it in three weeks. And then I freaking nail it. And it's done in three weeks and everything is great. They say, huh? Yeah, whatever. I mean, it wasn't that big Far a project. Of course. Right? But if I say I can get this done in 12 weeks and then also nail it and get it done when I said I would get it done, they were like, that was a pretty major endeavor. Huh? You got it done in 12 weeks? <laughs> That's exactly what Scotty does on Star Trek. <laughs> you, you, you know? Like, like Scott, the captain's like, how long till we get power back on, Scotty? And he's like, ah, three days. He knows it's one day. Mm -hmm. He knows it's one day. It's always three or four days, and he's always going to knock it out in twelve hours. Like, like he he just multiplies whatever it's going to take by eight, and then he gets it done and looks like a genius. <laughs> People would catch on after a little bit. No, they never did. Yeah, no. yeah that show was on for years, and you were just like, yeah, <laughs> they in, never figured it out. In Cisco no. IT, That's the management, me. the management didn't have a lot of technical expertise. So they, they just seem to have no idea how long something should take. I felt like they had a, a trouble identifying who were top performers and who weren't. And a lot of career success in Cisco IT anyway had to do with how well you managed up and, you know, and like how well you communicated with them, how, you know, whether you hit your dates and things like that. And they really didn't care or know or understand who wrote the best if conditional statements. It was about how you presented yourself to the people above you. Yeah. So yeah. a lot of businesses being liked, being like on schedule, that kind of shit. Trustworthy. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. Carry on. What sometimes a, here we, we talk about, I'm sorry to interrupt you, but I'm already rolling. Um, sometimes here we discuss like that it, the difficulty of staying motivated once you've made a certain amount of money, the amount of money, whatever it is, where you're like, man, I can just live off interest at this point. I kind of got this thing sewn up. And, and I think w sometimes we marvel at the people who are like 5 million. I was really going for 50 or 50. I was really trying to get that big B in front of my, my, my worth. <laughs> and, and, but, but for someone like Steve jobs, I feel like that ta is taking it to this whole other level where it's like, Oh, so you're telling me I've got 20 months to live. Hmm. I bet I could get a few projects out in 20 months. Uh, you know, really, if I get on the team, we could probably get the next device out and we could get a new operating system. Maybe we, we can really get, and 
I just, I don't relate to that. Yeah, that's foreign to me. I'd be like, see you later, everyone. I'm going to die on a beach somewhere. Yeah. yeah I, Andy, in, in that way, I, I think Apple and a lot of the things that he did toward the end, and I, and, I, and that's, that's where I'm leading to with this, has to be like a big part of his final legacy. Were there any things that, that he was prioritizing toward the end that, that you feel like maybe like, like he, he looked at as like sort of putting the, putting a bow on his legacy, his magnum opus. Yeah. 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 Like, like what was he focused on in the, in the, in the, in the later, in the latter days? Mm, Was was it just business as usual or was it like, oh, this, there's this one thing I've been wanting to do. And if I could just get that knocked out. Um, it, there was two things I would say. One was the new headquarters, which is mm. insane. Insane. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's the coolest building in America. It's mm-hmm. unbelievable, uh, and it's you know a giant monument to him. Uh, the other thing was he has this thing called Apple University. Not that many people know about. Do you guys know what that is? I don't. No, not at all. So he built Apple University inside of Apple. He hired like I think it was the dean of Yale business school or something and he wanted to always have sort of his culture and history and drive and vision really codified and embodied in apple and so he started to create classes and um uh, curriculums around like how to be an apple person and how to think like apple and executive programs for new people who came in like one of the things he said to me when when he bought my company, when he, you know, at the frequent times that he was annoyed with me and the way I thought, he'd be like, you know, I bought you. I didn't, you know, I didn't hire you. You, you don't think like an Apple person. He'd say you're too complicated. <laughs> no, he said you're a complicated man. And I'd be like, oh, I guess that's not a compliment. He's like, no, you use 10 words when you can use two words. You show me, you know, a whole, you know, PowerPoint presentation when you can just show me a picture. He, he goes through the whole list, right? He's spent his whole life trying to simplify everything. Uh, in fact, like the uh, outside of the Marcom office, they, you can even look it up online. They, he, he created this installation that basically is the word simplify, crossed out, simplify, crossed out, simplify. And that was it, right? That's that's the way he lived. And um, I didn't think that way. And he wanted to make sure that if you came, um, that's that's the way you're going to think and work. So there's a great history. You, you hear all the stories. You learn all about the business and what uh, sort of Steve wanted to leave as a legacy. And it's a big part of their training. Didn't he simplify his diet towards the end by only eating fruit? That's a real thing, right? He only ate fruit for a while? I guess so. He simplified his wardrobe. Well, he had a simple wardrobe. (laughs) And I'm pretty sure he was like a fruitarian. I remember that at the time where it was like he just ate fruit. And I even at the time, I'm like, God, how is he working like, is he working from the bathroom? Just <laughs> constantly. Well, I had I had a bushel of apples and three bananas for dinner last night. Like that sounds that sounds awful. I think simplifying your wardrobe might be really good for productivity in the end, though. Like like whenever you watch those futuristic shows like Star Trek, even Star Wars, whatever, the same wearing the same thing. They've right? That guy the with the they, red beard, Simpsons. Come they've on. all gotten yeah. together and they've agreed this is the look. This is the look for us. This is this is utilitarian and fashionable. Let's go with this. That's why he did it. He didn't give a shit. He just didn't want to, have to pick out his clothes every day. He picked out a new t-shirt, black shirt, put it on, put the <laughs> jeans on, put the new balance on, went to work. Didn't care. <laughs> in, a, in a way, that dressing down kind of worked for you at some stage in your life, right? Like it, if you're aspiring to be a VP... 
then dressing like that doesn't really work. But if you're the man on top, now dressing like that's part of your legend. It's a, it's a different thing. And he, yeah. So you look at Steve Jobs' way, simplify, simplify, use a picture, not a PowerPoint, et cetera, and you think because Steve Jobs was successful that that is the way to be successful. But you have your own opinions. Was he right? Or, or sometimes maybe a little context a good idea, and, and some problems aren't simple. Yeah, well, I think he's right if you want to run a big business. I, I think he's right if you want to just it, – it's it, it okay. wasn't like saying – I don't think it was his way – like his way doesn't work for everyone. He was a brilliant, he was a five tool athlete, right? If you talk about a baseball player who can run, catch, throw, pit, whatever, he hit, he, he could do everything. He, he was, he's the mm. world's greatest salesman, right? He sold you stuff you didn't know you wanted. He was unbelievable with design, unbelievable, cursed with this, uh, this um, curiosity and dislike of everything. So I remember I, I walked, came up to him one day and I was wearing a pair of New Balances I bought that I was very proud of that had no laces, right? It just like it was early days when they were shoes with no laces, right? Mm -hmm. Just the little circular, yeah. what are those things called? The lots, whatever they are. Mm -hmm. And he's like, your shoes have no laces. I was like, yeah. He's like, oh, how do they stay on your feet? I'm like, oh, they got this little thing in here. Like, oh, let me see. And he like looked at it for like minutes and he's like, why? Why, why would you wear this? That's kind of dumb. And I was like, uh, <laughs> cool. You know, like, so like he doesn't like everything he had in no furniture, like because he thought he could do better. That's kind of a curse, I guess, in life. You're not satisfied with anything. Mm -hmm. But um, it is a great way of being able to scale. Like, I, I don't have a lot of great traits, but I'm an awesome multitasker. Even at my advanced days, like, I can do a ton of shit at the same time. And it pisses a lot of people off because they're like, wait, 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 wait. All right. One thing, like, how do we, you know, people who work with me. And he basically made me think like an Apple person, which was boil everything down to its core points. Don't worry about the rest of the shit because it really doesn't matter. And let's make big decisions on core things. And I used to come in with a whole bunch of stuff. He'd be like, no, 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 no. And then when I started to learn to boil stuff down, I could handle a lot of stuff at once. And then the problem was all the people who reported me, they couldn't do it. So they were still bringing me a ton of crap. And then I would have to boil it all down. And it was like, no, I can't handle life anymore. This is way too much stuff. But it is a great talent. And I think if you're going to scale, you, you know, and be able to handle a lot of things and a lot of people and make a lot of decisions, you know, that, that's a company that has no focus groups. There's no hierarchy. It's the same 10 guys for the last, what, 20, 30 years in that executive team. And they have a meeting every Monday. I, don't know, I think it's Monday. At, um, uh, what the hell is it called? Uh, executive meeting, senior staff meeting. And it would go on until they were done. And they would make tons of decisions. And Steve's rules were like, if you came in here, you had to be, everything you said had to be 100% factual, no politics, truthful. We're not going to go look up if you say that the manufacturing was this or that. And uh, we're going to make decisions here. And the day we find out that you're not prepared or you are giving us some type of uh, agenda, then you don't earn your, you're out of the boardroom. And, did, and we saw it. He got rid of people. Did Bill Campbell wow. play as big a role as he says he does? That's funny. You mentioned Bill Campbell. The second person today mentioned Bill Campbell. For oh, me. really? You know, I'll, yeah. I, you know, died recently, lived right down the road from for, me. For those of us who aren't familiar, maybe some of the audience, can you, uh, who is Bill Campbell? I'm not familiar. Bill Campbell uh, was a football coach uh, for a lot of colleges, including, I think, my alma mater for law school there, Boston College, but definitely Columbia. And he made his way to the West Coast after being a football coach and into business and became the CEO of, oh, God, Intuit, I believe. Uh, but most importantly, he became Steve Jobs' life coach. 
and Larry and Sergey from Google's Life Coach. And then everyone wanted to be part of that, you know, piece of Bill. And he was such a wonderful, generous soul. And he gave his time to people. And then he was on the board of Google and at Apple at the same time, especially when when I was there, which was like mortal enemies, both putting out Android and iOS and phones. Mm. And Steve was like, you got to pick. You got to pick. I want you on my board, but I can't have you on both because these guys are ripping me off. And so uh, he's kind of a legend. What should he pick? Google, uh, Apple. Picked Apple? Yeah. And uh, like it, it, so I, I read his book. I actually listened to the audiobook. But um, he, I, it came off a little like, you know, he's the reason Apple succeeded, the reason Google succeeded, the reason half of Silicon Valley succeeded. And I was like, ah, this just sounds pretty wonderful. Uh, <laughs> the only piece of modesty in the whole book was that his football teams lost all their games. <laughs> <laughs> I wasted all this time when I could have well, been at Google's fucking headquarters. <laughs> at the very least, in in that guy, you've got a life coach with some credentials, though, right? Like, like I feel like if you're gonna be a life coach, if mm. you're gonna throw that on your business card, you better have done some things, right? You. You oh, I would love own. to lie about my experience to be a life coach for someone. <laughs> you got your own. You got to have your own house in order. You know what I mean? I, I had a girlfriend who she decided at one point she's like, "I'm gonna be a life coach," and I'm just like, <laughs> ah, "Great!" <laughs> oh, that's wow. And, and look, I'm a. Don't you I'm think a, you should own a car? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm a really supportive, like, uh, boyfriend when it comes to things like that. You know, if you tell me that you want to start your own business or whatever, whatever it is, we, oh, you're, you're going to be a wedding photographer. Great. Oh, like, yeah, like, we, you've got some experience there and you love photography and you've already got the equipment. Excellent, excellent. Let's, let's work on this. Let's build a base. But no, she, she's like, I want to be a life coach. And I'm thinking, like, your car has I, one I, headlight. <laughs> I pay your rent. <laughs> I should be the life coach and you should be the student. I pay your rent. Like, how are you going? Step what one, balls. find a wealthy man who you can fuck. <laughs> what balls. I was it's thinking the like, one step method. <laughs> you know, and I never said a word for like, like she struggled at doing this thing for a year and mm. I never said a word. I was just like, you know, I think it's going to turn around, but you know, when it, whatever, if you believe in yourself, then I believe in, you know, I, I'm trying to pump her up because I think maybe, you know, maybe she could swindle somebody into listening to her. I don't know. <laughs> she is very positive because she still believes in herself after, a year of this at this point and her rent's not that much <laughs> <laughs> and the pussy's pretty good <laughs> oh my god but i just felt so bad i there, i felt like i would it would be so crushing to say to her what i just said to you that like oh i don't think you're qualified to coach anyone else in the matters of life i i don't think i am either and i, I think that the, the the individuals who are qualified are rare and and, and Oh man, but it sounds like this gentleman, his credentials. Well, that's funny. Order. You know, they say that like the most messed up people when you meet them outside of the office are therapists. Like you go out to, oh, what do you do? You're like, oh, I'm a therapist. Twenty minutes later, you're like, this person's nuts. <laughs> like, they're a hard person. To like, I don't think that's going to be a like, close friend of mine. Uh, but they're all they all end up being therapists. Uh, Bill's famous for the saying as a coach: "Good coaches win. Great coaches cover." Mm. So there's a good legacy. Uh, Great coaches cover. Yeah, cover. I'm like the um, 
So they just spread, uh, gamble. Oh, so cover you can the gamble spread. Your own team, <laughs> exactly right. <laughs> Wait a minute, isn't this why, why Pete Rose isn't in the Hall yeah. of Fame? I, Lucky I, for I, him, I, his teams were always like minus thirty-seven <laughs> going into <laughs> <to> the game. <laughs> I was, I was, I'm looking at his record now. Like, well, there's that one season they almost went. Uh, Good actually, for him though. He's like, all right, almost went one type of coaching, total disaster. <laughs> but I'm still a coach. I'm gonna be the kind of coach. Yeah, everyone had kind words to say about him. Like, I guess he was. Uh, I guess he was helpful. All his people were. What he would do? Well, he owned, owns the um, or owned the old pro, which is a, a sports bar here in downtown Palo Alto. And mm-hmm. uh, on Friday afternoons at four o'clock, and, and the place is set up with like super long tables, like fifty feet long tables, and everyone just sits on like there's like thirty tables, a mechanical bowl, that type of thing. Oh, cool. And uh, he, he sets up these giant yard beers. At around four o'clock and entrepreneurs come in anybody who wanted to would sit down there and then he'd show up at like four thirty-five, and you just have office hours with him and talk every week it was great that's oh. cool yeah good man so it, uh, i assume he's dead yeah yeah he, yes. he, he died in what is oh, that? Yeah. 2016 um oh oh we were talking kyle made reference to this idea that like you know once you have your finances in order Working becomes optional, right? What motivates you to keep working? You're with Energy Esports now. Uh, it, yeah, what motivates you to keep working? Well, that's a great question. When you were saying that, I was like, you know, if you talk to super rich people or even pretty rich people, and mm-hmm. obviously it depends where you came from and what your family and background is and your motivation and what age you are. But I would say the vast majority of them don't say, hey, I'm going to go hang out on a beach now. Like, Right. Do you know any wealthy people and are they still working? Are they still doing stuff? Uh, yeah, some are, some aren't. Some are right. just grinding so hard and some are like, nailed it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so I sold, um, Apple, so I left about seven or eight years ago. I guess I could have stopped working, mm-hmm. but there was just one, one I have, you know, kids, young kids. I didn't want them to see me doing nothing. Um, I wanted to be a good role model for them. Mm-hmm. Uh, two just was, you know, my dad worked till he was like 80 years old, <laughs> you yeah. know, and uh, he couldn't stop working. And I, I'm kind of the same way. Like I'm, I'm not a chill guy, unfortunately. Like I need to be like super busy uh, or feel like there's a pot of gold at the end of whatever I'm doing or something that, you know, is motivating, but I don't, you know, I don't think I, I'm just not that person. I don't know. Uh, and most people I know aren't, aren't either when it's all said and done, like you can say, how much money would it take for you to do nothing? What's your number? You know, do you want $10 million, 20 million, a hundred million? And it's just like you said, and then if you get there, it's like, do I really, what do I do with my days? You know, you can only go to the mailbox once, get your hair cut, you know, once a week and, once a week, you're trying to convince us of that, Andy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like. I, I I've got a friend who owned um, HostGator. You're probably familiar with, maybe you know, hosted like seven or eight percent of the entire global internet at one point. He sold it for around a quarter billion dollars mm-hmm. at like age 28 or so. You know, he's 28 years old with a quarter of a billion dollars, and he was like, "Nailed it. My career is over. <laughs> Done." And he literally, he didn't retire to the beach because that's sort of the stereotypical one, but Mm -hmm. he retired to his own beach. He bought himself a gargantuan ranch out in Texas with all of the coolest 
toys that you can that money can possibly buy. Literally tanks. You know, he's like, so, I want to own some tanks. Gotta have tanks. Yeah. Yeah. It's a African livestock, right? Like, could you list some of the yeah, things? Yeah, it's a wild that... game ranch. Like, you know, I don't know, everything from uh, like like um these these rare black deer to water buffalo. He was looking into getting hippos last time I spoke to him. You know, he he just <laughs> You and you the know, camel hit it off. He yeah he owned camels and giraffes and kangaroos and and just just living on this massive ranch. I mean I, I believe it's ninety thousand acres yeah. and it's out in Texas where it it's not like there's a house at the border of his ninety thousand acres. They just can you know he's in the middle of nowhere. He's got his own runway and his own reservoir of water and 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 a lake of his own and it's he's done he's ready when shit hits the fan right oh he's so ready <laughs> yeah i have a friend who i've got enough hippo meat for years <laughs> <laughs> i have a friend too he's really i don't want to put all his business out there and give details but he has uh lots of money surely lots more than me and he's still working away and i, I think that he just I, I'm projecting on him now, but it almost looks like he's running up the score. Like, like, like if it takes 10 million points to win this game, he's like, you know, I think I'd rather win with a hundred million. And, and it, it, it's, it's not about the stuff that the money can buy. I think he just likes to run up the score. Some people do. They're probably motivated by that. Like they just, they're constantly driven. I can't imagine that. Like, I feel like I'd be like Kyle's buddy where if I had a quarter billion dollars, I would, first of all, I'd be doing some ridiculous shit with that yeah. money. And second, it'd be like, I'm good. I'm good forever. My kids are going to be going to the best schools. I'm, they're going to grow up super Not comfortable. They're going to have enough. My grandkids are going to be comfortable. My great grandkids. Like, like it, my whole family's set up for life. And so now it's time for me to get autistically into a couple unique hobbies. <laughs> you know, like get really into like long range rifle firing, get into jujitsu, ju ju mm. get into powerlifting. Pay powerlifting meets for the real strong guys to let me win. <laughs> <laughs> for the first time ever, the, the, the Texas powerlifting. Well, it was only a 300 pound deadlift, but everyone else forfeited. <laughs> <laughs> I have a posse of armed guards dressed like dressed like stormtroopers. That would no, be cool. you want some of those hot oh lady God, guards like Gaddafi had. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, get into a really unpopular sport, Taylor. That's my advice, right? Like, like long darts are illegal, so I think you can be amongst the best long darters in the country because no one else is doing it. That's true. Yeah, I could start lawn darts. What else do they not sell anymore because too many kids were killed? Um, don't, those magnets that you can't eat. I don't know. Oh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Edible magnets? That's my next quarter billion. <laughs> That's, that'll be the end of your money. Uh, Have you seen that biohacking shit that people do where they'll like put tiny little magnets in their fingertips, implants? I have. And then they say that they can like sense electromagnetic fields, but based on like little little amounts of pressure and things. Is that what it's I, for? I thought they just well, picked up paper this article and stuff. Eight years ago, and I'm probably making it up. Like, <laughs> I, I have a I have a piece of shrapnel in my thumb, and I can detect weak magnetic fields. Like 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 on on the my keyboard gives off a, a small magnetic like charge, it, 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 like in the bottom center. Like if, it, if you put a little piece of metal there, it'll click, like stick to it. And I every, if I run my thumb over it, I can feel the little flake of steel that's this is brilliant i need you imagine professor x trying to make you feel better when you show up at the x-man school oh, no. he's like flame on man and fucking you know the, the iron titan you can tell i don't know any other names. <laughs> yeah, meet meet shrapnel kyle <laughs> <laughs> he can tell you if your computer's on 
<laughs> Texas, <laughs> weak magnetic fields from six inches. Dude, like, you should put some shrapnel in your middle springs. finger and magnetize your W key. Yeah, I'm not help sure you get how back on. Yeah. I'm not sure how that's helping. I, I am fascinated with implantable tech, though. Like integrating tech into the human body. Like, like you, I, I love sci-fi. Yeah, it's, it's, it's obvious. But you see that so often in, in, in futuristic stuff. You know, people have these interfaces, right? So that the phone has become part of their, uh, their neural network. You know, they're, they're like, ah, loop. And they're, they're going live with somebody. Mm. That, that really fascinates me. I, I, I know I've got like, a, like my mom would be like, that's the mark of the beast, Kyle. Don't do it. <laughs> Don't let them put your that mom. in you. <laughs> your, your mom would, would throw holy water at my you. My mom <laughs> thought the uh, Apple Watch was the mark of the beast. Like They're telling you you pay with your left palm. Like, here it oh, is. No. It's like, no, but you can, you can take it off. Yeah, it, <laughs> it is a watch. <laughs> yeah. I can't wait until eventually those people are proven right when like fucking Apple comes out and they're like introducing the iPhone 666. Uh, it's, <laughs> it's actually implanted directly into your brainstem and your left palm. And I told you this was coming down the pack. And then we'll have to, and we'll have to admit those fucking maniacs were right. I know my mom watches the show. It was actually my dad who thought the Apple Watch was the mark of the beast. <laughs> Not my mom. I don't want to. I mean, the mark of the beast sounds pretty convenient. It does, right? right? Yeah. It's better than carrying yeah. around a credit card. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> uh, I had a quick. Oh, oh. Energy sports, energy esports. What's the business That's model cool. there? It's so expensive to own a team now, but I guess it's cheap compared to owning the Redskins. Like, like what is the thought process behind making money there? How's it going to work? Yeah. Good question. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I don't, I, I, I think the problem is. And I've given this a lot of thought that it's the name esports. I think that's the problem. Because when you think esports, then you think sports and you want to compare it to I'm a part owner of the Sacramento Kings. So let's compare energy to the Sacramento Kings. Yeah, yeah we both play games and uh, we have a fan base. And as of, you know, before these franchise leagues, that's about it. <laughs> and esports, as a, you know, from a similarity standpoint, esports as a you know a, a moniker has been around for a while. Helpful so to have the right players. Here, you know, we have players and contracts, sure, but we didn't. We don't have television distribution deals. We don't own a piece of the, the game, right? I, I don't own a piece of Call of Duty. I wish we did, or you know, or Overwatch. Mm -hmm. We um, don't own stadiums. We don't really have until now coming up, but you know, it's small and new ticket ticket sales and uh parking and food and you know it's it's not that similar it is similar but it's not and so people try and say this isn't working or this is different you know this is the same thing but it's you know how is it ever going to pay off the reality is it's not much different than lowercase m hyphen capital q u b e m cube or or quattro with uh you know as a startup because we we get in a space the business models are in flux, but they're figuring it out. We there's a lot of if you look at it over the last we're we're at like four years in a little more four and a half. If you look mm -hmm. at it over the last four years, there were a shit ton of teams. Everybody and their brother. Oh, I got a team. I got a you know a jersey I made, and uh, I'm I'm uh, you know I got an esports team, and I got a contract that I'm not paying people. <laughs> and 
the uh, and then what happened? Like it got it, it was already very popular, but it got a lot of attention, and then a bunch of money came in, and then real leagues formed, and it became more sophisticated. And instead of the kid down the street who is the CEO of this team, you got you know old guys like me running teams with some business experience, and uh, and then you got teams uh, going out of business. Uh, because they were poorly run or they couldn't, they didn't know how to, you know, generate revenue or, you know, make proper investments and, and, and proper decisions. And I think that's kind of where we are now. Like it's a startup and some startups fail and some startups will do great. And the ones that emerge, there won't be a thousand teams that emerge. There'll be, you know, a dozen and they'll be valuable because they figured out a business model. Uh, and there's a lot of models within these orgs, like some are trying to be events companies and some are trying to be social networks, for, if you will, social platforms. Uh, Energy is trying to be more of a media company, content and, and games. And everyone's kind of got their own flavor and we'll see what works. But um, the, the, the enterprise value, the, the worth of our companies has gone up you know, considerably. There's been a lot of money put into these things and some some parts of our businesses will work and some won't and some of us will go out of business, but mm -hmm. uh, it's hard to deny how many people are interested in the size of our audience, you know, just the energy alone, you know, we have a bunch of teams under energy, we got a killer apex squad, one of the best Fortnite in the world, we just won the Rocket League World Championship, we got Hector, who you know well, and mm -hmm. Scump and all the boys with Chicago Huntsman, we've got uh, Shock, we just won the Overwatch League. Uh, like all that together is almost or just probably bigger than the Kings fan base, Sacramento Kings. Wow. And it's all 15 to 30 year old dude. That's a pretty good cohort that every, you know, every brand wants to reach. So we just got to figure out how to get there, uh, you know, before the money runs out. Mm. Hmm. Yeah, it's, really it's a really insight. interesting space because in, in other sports and in, in baseball, it's it's often performance based, right? Like who's mo more popular? Oh, well, they, they just want a series. Oh, he, he just he just hit 400 but but oftentimes in in the gaming space it seems like a guy's personality it, it can, can be so yeah. much more powerful than his actual skill at the game now don't get me wrong he's he needs to be able to play the game really well but some of these guys um that, that are streamers for example just command incredibly large fan bases and and are just on their own you know the, the businesses uh, out, out of nowhere it almost just seems like if you could get a personality you know if you could get a guy who people want to show up and watch win or lose that that's that's the ticket that was an incredibly uh like a watershed moment for me we uh, a few years ago uh so i have shaquille o'neal as as uh, a co-founder on this thing mm -hmm. and i was calling we had a conversation and i think we had just lost something oh we got crushed in league of legends <laughs> we were originally <laughs> league of legends team and he's like, why are you so upset? I'm like, oh, we're going to lose our team and this and that. He's like, dude, we play every day. We have a team that like plays. If you had any hair, you'd lose it all. Because why are you <laughs> out? You know? And I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, well, it should be. It's fun. It should be fun. Like me. I'm fun, right? Everyone likes me. I'm a cop, which he is. I'm a pitchman. <laughs> I'm a DJ. I'm a world champion. But people love me because they love me, not because I'm a cop or a DJ or a world champion. And it was really telling, you know, you look around like Ninja's a hell of a, uh, a player, right? But mm -hmm. there's way better players and he'll mm -hmm. tell you that in other games, but he's super fucking entertaining and Dr. Disrespect is super entertaining. And we got a guy, Symphony, who plays Fortnite and he's good, but there's, you know, he'll tell you there's a bunch of kids out there who are way better, but his audience is massive. 
and people want to spend their time with them. And I really started to think, boy, it wasn't really about wins and losses. Ironically, 2019, we won like everything we were in. It was amazing. But we grew because of the content and the personalities and you hit the nail on the head. And what freaked me out actually was in the Overwatch League in particular, um, we won. And we were a dominant team and I started to like, you know, go on Twitter and I'd always click on people who leave a comment or something like, you know, shock forever or whatever. And then you look at their header and it's like fan of the SF shock, the LA Valiant, the Houston outlaws. I was like, what the fuck? How can you be a fan of like 14? You know? <laughs> Boston. I would never say Red Sox fan, Yankees fan, you know, it doesn't yeah. work. <laughs> but yeah, it's I guess very it different. Yeah. For the, uh, for the Sacramento Kings, did you get in on that, you know, what was it just as much? Cause I know lots of really wealthy people will then kind of jump into stuff that they're more interested in, even if they know it's not necessarily the most lucrative thing they could do. Uh, was part of that. You're just like, fuck yeah, I'm rich as hell. I love basketball. I'm getting in. Yeah, that was hundred percent it. Like I, like my whole dream growing up was to own, to make enough money as I could to own a sports team by myself. And uh, I got it, my first job out of law school working for a law firm and I picked the firm I got a few offers. I picked the firm that represented the Red Sox. And I was like, here I go. I'm going to start working on Red Sox stuff. Before you know it, I'll be general manager. And they were like, you, you're not, you're the, you're the lowest, you know, employee here. You're never working on <laughs> stuff. Screw that. I was like, oh, this sucks. Um, and um, when I you know, made some money and I came out, I, I bought a minor league baseball team and I loved it. Uh, and started with the Colorado Rockies, the nuts. And we were the number one selling uh, apparel. Guess why, right? We were the nuts. Yeah. Uh, kids I everywhere. looked that up today. Really good branding. It's funny. Yeah. <laughs> Nuts on their head. Yeah. And um, then, but, I, but you know, minor league baseball, you don't, you only control outside of the white line. So the players, the contracts, everything is run by the parent organization. It's almost like the movie theater business. Like we have the stadium and the tickets and stuff like that. So I tried to get involved and put a group together to buy the Oakland A's, which uh, was not for sale. But as it happened, the Kings saga started to happen and we were contacted uh, by Kevin Johnson, the mayor, uh, as like, hey, do you have a group? Can we make it a better group with richer people than you, Andy, and see if we can save this team from being bought by Steve Ballmer and move to, move to Seattle? And that's kind of what happened. And so I'm like, I'm in. Yeah, this is great. And then um, I put my money in. They said, hey, you know what? We need everyone to double what they're putting in here. I was like, oh. Okay. <laughs> so I went back to my wife. I was like, hey, the guys wanted me to put in you know, double what we put in. She's like, are you serious? I was like, yeah. I was like, but I love it. I really want to do this. And so we did. And mm -hmm. um, it's a killer investment. You know, we bought the team for 500 million. And I think Forbes has us at like 1.8. And if we'd wow. sell it, it'd, it'd be over two, I'm sure. But, you know, it's not easy to, to sell a, a minority share in a team. But um, it's, it's exactly, it was just a passion for me. Do you follow the basketball real of, closely? Oh, go ahead. Yeah. Okay. I want to know. I don't. I hope you can answer. If you're the 76ers, do you trade Ben Simmons for D'Angelo Russell in a first round pick? Hmm. Uh, I would say no, but there's always so many like permutations. You don't know behind the scenes what's going on. Like Ben Simmons, does he really want to stay in Philadelphia? You know, like. Does he really get along with the coach? Are his parents annoying? He's a good dude. We, like, he, everyone knows that. Like, I'd take him in a second, but uh, they might not have a choice. Uh, yeah. That, you don't know, right? I follow the Sixers uh, for, for people listening. Their years just 
slightly disappointing. I don't think it's wildly disappointing like people are saying it is. It's just a little below where they hoped they'd be. And uh, they have two great players. Their second best player, they both belong in the paint. That's that's their thing. And trading him for a guy who shoots the three might be smart. And I'm just, I don't know. People are talking about it. Wanted to get Andy's thoughts. I would want to own a sports team so like I could go to every game and just walk in like the king. The king, you know that thing that they let old people ride around on at the airport and you get jealous because they get to their gate faster? The golf cart, yeah. Yeah, yeah, on my own golf cart. It's driving it me around. I'm you, throwing like coupons and shit at people. But you sit on top like the Pope Mobile. Yeah, I sit on the top like the Pope Mobile. Yeah, that'd be fucking sick. Bro. I don't think you have to buy a franchise to make that happen. I mean, well, if you try and steal the golf cart, they send you overnight in jail. <laughs> they, they do yeah, we, not we, like we it. had that opportunity we had that opportunity in a way in that uh the old arena aco arena uh there's my boston there arena <laughs> arena in uh Natomas, uh was um beloved and the loudest arena in the world but a dump a total dump like you wouldn't believe how it decayed and it looked like it was in an office building and i remember going into the locker room first i was like Oh my God, my high school locker room was better than this. It was pathetic. <laughs> they didn't have lockers. It was just like a long, you know, uh, uh, rod and you put your shit on it. And there were like three, three shower heads and they were normal for like me. But for if you're seven foot, like they came up to your nipples, you had to like duck underneath. <laughs> there was no room for the press and we didn't have any like owner's area. It was terrible. So when we started to design the new arena, like we made this kick at, we've got like a owner's little nightclub in there, which is ridiculous. Hmm. And uh, we got our own like owner's exit and um, there's some cool shit. It definitely there's some perks. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I bet. Well, if you're throwing down that much money, there better be some fucking perks. <laughs> I'll tell you also, also sitting on the floor in, in basketball is like, there's no sport like that. There's nothing like that. I mean, what other game can you sit on the floor with the players Literally, my seats are to the right of the visitors' bench, and they sit down in front of us and check in. And you talk to the guys, but like you, you're in the game. I mean, the balls come. Fly. I brought my mom, and uh, my mom's uh, 88 and 89. And after about five minutes, she's like, "I really don't feel comfortable here." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Ice so hockey has hockey that. Yeah, I was like, hockey's about as close as you can uh, do to that. You can see how different it is down low where these guys are so physical and they push each yeah. other and which guys are... I sat behind the Red Wings during a Stanley Cup final game and after like a period and a half, it was like, their body odor is a problem. Am I the only <laughs> one here? It's like, it's like, it's like, I don't know if though this is good. I need more glass or something. It's, it, they stunk up the, the area. Yeah, it's... I, my I have a whole thing with like going to sporting events. I, I I've gone to a, a few a few different kinds of events, and I always I don't do it often. So when I do go, I, I go ahead and get the best tickets that are available. Like when I, when I, if I if I go to a Braves game, um, last time I went to a Braves game, I was sitting right behind where like the players' family sits, families sit, and that was very depressing. Because first of all, their tickets are free. And and yet it's still just a little bit better than mine, which was wildly overpriced. And second of all, like like um, their food was incredible. They were coming out of this little tunnel that they've got with like espresso and like cheesecake. <laughs> I'm like cheesecake. Who's got cheesecake down there? Where's this coming from? But still, even even with what was literally the best ticket that you could purchase at, at the stadium, 
I couldn't really get a grasp on how big the batter was. I was is that guy 6'4"? Is he 5'9"? I don't know. It's all relative, right? Like, they could mm-hmm. all be giants, or mm. they could all be regular-sized guys. I can't tell. We went to a, um, a UFC fight, and we didn't get the best tickets you can buy. We certainly weren't uh, down there next to the cage. But we were in, like, the first row of seating that doesn't involve being in a folding chair. I hated it. I hated it. I, I I was staring at the jumbotron the whole time. It, it's like I, I feel like I just paid to for the atmosphere. MMA is not and that a, good in person. I, I don't yeah. want to have to look through a chain link fence. That that's seems the, that's the truth of it. I, I I did have a I couldn't see the fights that well, but uh, when I went to see Joe fight in in Japan, one of our friends, a UFC fighter, and uh, I actually got his friends and family tickets. I sat with the like all the family members. Uh, you cannot talk shit about the fighters when you know there's you're surrounded by their family. Like like you know, like this Asian dude just lost, and there's a you know 52 year old Asian woman to my right. That could be his mom, right? Yeah. His mom's here somewhere. So uh, good she's fight. She's got some moves. If her son, <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. I, I yeah, just you know, be nice, be polite. Yeah, I, I, I my only experience with being on the floor in, uh, with basketball was going all the way back to like high school basketball mm. you know but i loved that that you there's something about being right there next to them it, it was it there's a lot of energy there like like you, you feel can, like you're part of it you yeah. can feel like the the concussion of their feet on the floor and like like you can you're right there with them you can you're almost feeling the wind off these guys as they're playing and then when we uh last hockey game uh when taylor and i were in uh colorado and we watched the game and we were right behind the bench of uh whatever the team was. I don't know. Colorado Avalanche. Yeah, yeah. Right behind the Avalanche bench. And it was like, man, that's, that's them right there. Those are the guys. And it's like, like there's this little piece of glass here is all that's keeping me from giving this guy a Joe Biden back massage right now. Yeah. It's just right there. <laughs> but with like football, like, or baseball, especially like the field of play is so large. And I just feel like you're there for the atmosphere, the overpriced food and to look at the jumbotron. And I'd just rather be at home where like the bathroom is eight steps away. And like, if I want a pizza, I can order a whole pizza and it'll be $8. It won't be $10 a slice. Although here, here in Atlanta, uh, we've got like the fan fan friendly pricing. They're calling it at the, at the Falcons games. Yeah, that's a good deal. And it's ridiculously uh, cheap. Like it's $2 for a bur- uh, for like a, a p- slice of pizza and $4 for a burger, like normal human being prices, not, because if you take your whole family, that's what I never think about because I'm a single guy. I'm like, man, that was expensive. That was $30 for my food. But what if you took your family of four out and you've already bought tickets for them and you're not the guy who sold host gator. You're the guy who's, <laughs> you know, you're, you're like, ah, I'm going to take the family out to the ballpark. And you're like, oh, my God, $400. This was not worth it. Yeah. So if yeah. you guys could buy a franchise each, what? sport would you buy it in? i would buy the atlanta braves and finally put an end to a generation <laughs> of woe all right easy as that I grew, I grew up here i believe the atlanta braves are the most disappointing franchise in sports history hear me out on this no <laughs> no franchise has ever <laughs> no franchise has ever been so close to so many championships And failed so many times. We won our division like 15 years in a row and came out with one World Series. And it wasn't a fluke. We had four of the greatest pitchers of all time starting for like a a decade. 
We held on to them forever. Maddox and Glavin and Smoltz and Knobloch or somebody. We had a, an amazing lineup. We had a we had a famous coach, fiery guy who entertained the fans, and and everybody was like, "Well, we we're not gonna we're not gonna make it to the series or anything. And if we do, we're certainly not gonna beat those Yankees. But hey, we got a good <laughs> ball club. We whooped the Marlins again. <laughs> oh. Hey, <laughs> oh. so you'd go and make the right moves for the Braves. I don't know what the right moves are, but I would find someone who 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 would make those moves for me. All right. What about what about if there was a financial decision, not a personal decision? If you say, okay, I got a bunch of money I just made. Oh. What league do you feel? Would oh. you put your money in MLS, oh. auto, eSport, football? I mean, baseball is probably not the place you put it in no. as far as a growing sport. No. So where would you guys go? Oh, that's interesting. That That's a horse of a different color. Wow. See, I, I didn't think about the financial part at all. I was thinking everyone would assume <laughs> – that I'd go for the St. Louis Blues because that's my hometown team. I only care about hockey; it's the only sport I like. Yeah. And but we've we've already won the Stanley Cup now. The the monkey's off our back. So I buy the Chicago Blackhawks, <laughs> and rival. I try to draft really well. And I just feed easy trades to Doug Armstrong <laughs> at the Blues. I'll pay. I'll trade you Patrick Kane for that half full green Gatorade. <laughs> 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 Well, I guess so. And I'm like, ah, oh, sorry, city of Chicago, I got fleeced. And there'd be like fucking ESPN articles like, is it appropriate for the Blackhawks owner to show up to the game in full blues regalia? You know? It's like, well, it was inappropriate because they were playing Detroit. You know? it's like, yeah, I, I might be sabotaged. I'm looking for money. I don't even know. Like, what, what are the four major sports? Obviously, I would assume, apparently not baseball. I know not hockey. I would guess basketball if you're trying to make money because it's exploding in popularity. The or basketball maybe? ones comes to my mind because it doesn't have the CTE issues, right? Like it, uh, CTE oh, yeah. is crushing football right now. People don't want their kids playing football in high school and such. Uh, that has to work its way into hockey too. And the Chinese love basketball and that's just an enormous oh, market. Yeah. Sport. yeah. Here's a big factor for you to think about. You would probably, have you guys heard of sort of the helmet hat theory? Which I have not. Is, you would not want to invest in a game where the players wear a helmet or a hat. Mm. And those are the games that are in more trouble because it's really, really hard to create stars when someone's wearing a helmet or a hat. For example, huh. best baseball players in the world. If they were walking down the street right now, go pick one. Right, Harper, right? If Harper's walking down my street, 90% of people are going to have no idea who he is because he wears a hat. Uh, mm -hmm. Tom Brady, they would, but that's more because of the outside of the game. Yeah. Uh, pick an amazing running back, right? Run, they have no idea. I couldn't, I, I, you know, I couldn't tell you half the guys on the 49ers here at all, but then they're about to, you know, make the Super Bowl. Uh, you, you go down that list. And, and the reason why basketball players, like, you feel like you have more relationship or they're more human is you can see them. You can understand who they are when they come down to the bench and they put their hand in their head and they, you know, they're upset. You, you kind of get it. So you can market those guys and create stars. And I think if you look at the games that have really taken off with millennials, we're spending the money. It's soccer and basketball and yeah. esports. I All was right. actually going to go with, and, and it's probably a really stupid thing. I, I know it's a stupid thing the way it's the sport is currently uh, set up, but like mixed martial arts to me is the sport where you connect with your team, if you will, because it's just one guy. Mm -hmm. The most, and, and I, I've, I've said this a lot many times on this show, that the reason that I like mixed martial arts more than any team sport it's, is because teams are, are for the most part, uh, at the professional level, 
um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Where you're just a, a hired, a hired, they're just hired guns. You know, they're, they're, yeah. they're just like mercenaries. They're, yeah. they're like mercenaries. That's what I was looking for. They're, they're mercenaries. Whereas, you know, you know, what is an Atlanta brave? Like, like, is that a native American from Atlanta who loves to fucking hit dingers? Like, like, no, it's, it's, it's the guy from Chicago who's getting paid $12 million to come disappoint the fans of Atlanta this year. So, <laughs> so it's, it's, it, it really means nothing if you really boil it down and you're cheering for the uniform in the end and, 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 and your own like city's pride, but the your, city's your pride city thing account. is just, plus you take it, the helmet and hat thing times 10. I prefer my athletes to show up in their underwear. Exactly. <laughs> like, 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 when you, and you you mentioned like seeing that basketball player's head in his uh, in his hands and seeing the anguish or the, maybe even the physical pain of of, yeah. of whatever's happened in the game, multiply that by ten. Now you get to see the guy. Sometimes you literally get to see him poop their pants because they've just been knocked. <laughs> I can name a few. You know? Yeah, yeah. Like like like. There's nothing. There's there are a few things in life that are more humiliating than being beaten up in front of a crowd of people. You know, it's it's it's. It, it's it's got to be right there with public speaking if you're a high school age boy it's like oh, i don't want to get beat up in front of everybody oh, man. and it happens in isolation right like it, and, so it there's a certain night. there's a certain like just innate kind of embarrassment of losing a fight like that that's that just exists yeah. but um uh like when it's your career that adds to it when it's all that stuff that you know it happens in your underwear and and I become fans of fighters who lose well. The Dominic Cruz did it one time. He got out there and he said, you know what? I was healthy. I was the best me. I was just the second best guy out there tonight. And, yeah. uh, you know, they're like, yeah, obviously you're unhappy. He's like, I don't know. Unhappy is what you're looking for. I just, you know, I, I got to look at the tape, see how I can get better and be a better me next time around. And, and he lost so well. Conor McGregor loses very well, usually. Um, he goes out here just like, yeah, you know, I didn't manage my energy efficiently. I got by the second round. I had nothing left. I, you know, if I didn't knock that guy out in the first, it, we got to you know, improve this strategy. And it's like a guy who loses well, it, it, it could create fans. Yeah. So, so I don't know if the business model is there the way right. it is for a team. In fact, I know that it's not. Um, but, but like if I could invest in a, if I could buy a, 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 a mixed martial artist, that's what I'd do. I, that's what, because, He's he's an army of one out there. You know he's he's always given everything he's got. You show you him know, off he, to your friends at your fancy parties. Come on in here, boy. Yeah. Give him a flex. You know, <laughs> oh, you know, it's like a fucking plantation. On. You're a fucking Leonardo DiCaprio from Django. Um, that's literally what I'm <laughs> yeah. I hear what you're saying, Kyle. Although I think as a business, is it's the opposite of a good investment, right? Because like, it, it is, I yeah. can guarantee you the Sacramento Kings will be interesting 10 years from now. And whichever sure. fighter you're interested in won't be. You know, he'll, yep, he'll be retired. That's absolutely, yeah, yeah. I, I invested. I invested heavily in the Chuck Liddells. <laughs> right, right. And he's 50. Come on out here, Chuck. <laughs> oh, he's lost again. Uh, Flash the light, Andy. If you could control such things, and this is basketball in particular, do you want your players to participate in social media and increase their reach and brighten their star, or would you rather have them stay off stay off social media so it doesn't get in their heads? Like, what's your feeling on that? Oh, I think social media has been like the key to the NBA. I okay. mean, it, it's like, look at the King's Twitter. It's hilarious. I, I tell our, our guys at NGL all the time, like, copy that. Like, <laughs> social media has made the NBA first real league to adopt it on all these platforms. The NBA is 365 days a year. There's no other league like it, right? The season that we're already talking about, before the season ends, you're talking about draft. 
the draft picks and then you're talking you know, talking about college you're talking about okay free agency for a whole bunch of time and then uh, uh summer league like it never and then the, the feuds and the beefs and these two guys are going to go with these guys like it's amazing the, the negative side is that the players are way bigger than the teams but maybe that's the way it should be you know it's their league and people are coming to pay them to see them not necessarily you know so you don't know this but i'm a returning nba fan like i followed it as a kid and then the last two years or so so uh the social media part of it is a lot of what sucked me in like i I, look i like the baskets and the jumps and the blocks and that that's fun to follow but the interaction between the players the beefs whatever joel Embiid is saying this week is hilarious to me um I, I, but I, I wondered on the other, there's some downsides to it too, right? Like Markel Fultz, I think it gets in his head. I probably mispronounced mm-hmm. that. Uh, Kevin Durant, I know it gets in his head. He makes dozens of fake accounts and likes his own stuff. Oh, is that that guy? Replies so to funny. himself. Yeah, which is which is hilarious. You know, you get uh, um, Jimmy Butler, right? He has a YouTube Last channel. Night. And uh, I his YouTube channel is like inspiring to me. And it's interesting uh, to see what kind of workouts they do too. And uh there's pros and cons. I was just wondering how you felt. That's all. Yeah. Oh, look at, I mean, if you want to sell tickets, look at last night, Jimmy Butler got in a beef with, uh, I can't remember who got kicked out and they started to fight. He gave him the finger on the way out and Jimmy mm-hmm. Butler, you know, blue kisses. And he's like, you, you're a pussy. You suck. You can't guard me. And then he gets into the press conference after and he's like, I feel bad for the guy. He's, he's trash. He's garbage. And next yeah, time he plays true. Absolutely fucking kill him, and yeah. then he gets on his social media after, and he takes. Oh, he looks up the date. Oh, March third. He circles it, and he's right. You're a horrible player, basically. Good luck. I'm going to crush you on this day, and he posts it, and it's everywhere. You know, it's. I, it's he was playing <laughs> mind games with the with the other guy's yeah. coach. He's like, if I was his coach, I wouldn't put him on me. I'm going to ruin him. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's like, uh, I don't know what I if I'm coach. I, I, I was a swimmer in college. Our coach would put us, like, if it was me and another guy and our times were really close, every single time he'd put you in and say, Woody, get it done. And uh, sometimes I got it done, sometimes I didn't. But I always liked that, you know, if he saw a head-to-head like that, he'd say, you know, he'll get it done. And, and that felt good to me. Re- regarding owning the, the Kings, would you rather, if you had to pick one, you know, you're halfway through the season or three, three quarters, whatever, and it's like, oh, God damn, our bottom line, not nearly as profitable as we were hoping to be, but wow, the team is killing it. We're top of the league. We're gonna we're expected to storm through the playoffs, or would you rather the opposite of, man, we're money hand over fist, way better than we projected, but good God, we suck. <laughs> well, the latter has been what the Kings have been forever. I <laughs> mean, <laughs> we have the most, I don't know if you guys have ever been to Sacramento, but it's a wonderful mm-hmm. city. It's growing like crazy. And it's like a Midwestern city, but out here in NorCal, and it's the most loyal fans in the world. You bleed purple. It's in you know, a one team town, although we're getting an MLS team. And it is, you grow up just like you're you with your Braves. Like if you don't root for the Kings, you know, you're out, you know, <laughs> and they show up at three in the morning when the plane comes in just to make the guys feel good. And we've never won. We're the longest team, I believe in any pro sport now, not to win a championship. And we've been in the playoffs. Oh, like, now you are. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, uh, but the team, they sell out. Like, you know, when, when really interesting, quick story. Like, so we, we do phenomenally well with, with, with attendance because they're so supportive. Mm-hmm. But when the team, when the, when the fans wanted to get rid of the Maloofs because the Maloofs weren't spending money, that's the, the, the group we bought the, 
uh, the Kings from. Uh, they weren't spending money. They weren't creating a winner, and it was dysfunctional. They uh, they had um, uh, I forget what they called them, but basically blackout dates. And they'd organize themselves, and they'd say, "Okay, on uh, February fifth, no one go." And nobody went. And then they go, we're going to do it again wow. on March 5th. And nobody went again. And it was <laughs> amazing. And they just showed the league, like, don't fuck with us. This is our team. This is our city. You guys got to put a great product out here because we're supporting you. And we deserve to have the team. And that was one of the reasons why when they voted, when Bomber, Bomber bought the Kings technically for like $2 billion when we bought the Kings, but before we bought the Kings. And he applied to move them to Seattle. Uh, and um, we uh, came in and worked with the commissioner and we said we can't spend $2 billion in Sacramento Kings, but if we create a stadium and keep the team in Sacramento, will you guys allow us to buy the team? And there was a vote and, you, and Bomber needed 75% of the owners to approve the move. And they voted it down a couple times. And the reason was Sacramento deserves to have a team because they're wonderful fans and they support the team. And it's a small market that, you know, always comes up big. So bottom line is now, if we had that first, that question you asked, yeah, we, we, we spend money, you know, we fire coaches and hire like, like crazy and, and try, we try and, you know, we're not, we're not winning it, mm -hmm. but we're trying. And so I think everybody would just do anything for a winner there. You know, in Sacramento, they talk about the glory year. <laughs> Gloria, we almost made it to the finals and uh, your typical uh, atlanta world. braves year <laughs> do you think the west is that much tougher than the east even this year if you asked me that before the season i'd say yeah but now i think you know there's so many teams around the eighth spot probably the east is pretty good um i like the idea it hasn't gone through about reseeding into the playoffs so that when you get to the um the playoff uh, you can have two western conference teams in the finals I think that's kind of a cool idea um so they've been voting on that oh i need to know more to form an opinion i had i'm not up to speed on that the idea was they want to have a mid-season classic so that like, i've heard uh, about like in like not an all-star game but a real tournament that means something and figure out how to motivate everybody to want to play hard and win and it's got to be worth something uh, just like in esports, Adam Silver is the best commissioner out there in the world, and he loves esports, and he sees you know what these tournaments do and keep fans engaged and have it meaning meaning mean something. And then at the end of the season, the top eight or whatever teams they reseed them by record or whatever their point structure is, so that you know it's not number one team in the East, number one team in the West, and uh, you can have some you know some stragglers there. Yeah. The the mid season classic, uh, the the tournament you were talking about. I I heard every player was going to get a million for winning on the winning team. Does that sound right? They're trying to figure out how to motivate. That that's a weird thing, right? Like it, I don't know. Imagine I'm uh, trying to pick a great player or something. I'm uh, LeBron James, and I carry this team. If I'm LeBron, that million's not my motivator. My motivator is getting that you know tenth, eleventh, and twelfth guy on this team to have an extra. Like I'm. I'm doing something for my boys. Like that's what it's about to him. I would think. Uh, I don't. Know. I, I like the idea. I want to watch it. I like I it too. It. I think it's gonna. Yeah. I think it could work, but they have a lot to figure out. Yeah. Yeah, and then I guess if you do well, you play more games, which is the impact on the regular season. Sometimes I don't know. It's cool stuff though. Yeah. I, it, yeah. Again, you know, like I'm a new, new NBA fan, but they're trying stuff. Like they're out there just like, how can we make it better? What's new? What are good ideas? I don't see football making any kind of changes like that. Yeah, if you listen to Adam Silver and he talks about esports a lot, he's like, I want the NBA broadcast to look like Twitch. 
I want to have everyone talking in chat going on this side. I want to have statistics everywhere. I want betting. He loves betting, you know, betting, 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 betting everywhere, right? I want to be able to control camera angles. I want you to sit, get your Oculus Rift on and sit, you know, courtside. He, they're great. And that's why the NBA, you know, is, is phenomenal. Baseball, I love it to death. And uh, my kids won't even, you know, they won't even go with me. <laughs> it's too long, it's boring. Uh, come on. You know, also, I as I process it in my head, I think NBA, the game, and esports too, actually naturally lend them lend themselves to broadcasting a little better than some of the other sports do. It's complicated yeah. to broadcast hockey and NFL football and things like that. Basketball's no obstructions; it's all right there. You can have any angle you want. It's easy to do. Nah, you know, do a great job. Yeah, let me ask you a hockey question, since this has become a sports podcast. Taylor, so, I might you help. I- <laughs> I love sports. Love them. Hockey's my least favorite, but I still love it. And and I go to a playoff hockey game, and I'm like, this is the fucking coolest thing in the world. There's nothing cooler than a playoff hockey game. It's intense. Everyone loves it. And I'm like, God, you just got to go, and then you'll be a hockey fan. And it never seems mm-hmm. to translate, right? The, the game doesn't grow, really. And it's maybe it's because the broadcast is so poor, and they used to have, like, the silver puck to try and travel. And, and <laughs> oh, yeah, the around. glowing puck from the 90s. The glowing yeah. puck, that didn't last long. They tried. But, Something uh, like, like I, oh, go ahead. Sorry. No, I'm just saying, like, why do you think that is? Like, it's such a great game. I, I played hockey my whole life. Uh, and, like, the thing, like, I, I know how the flow of the game works. And so, like, before the puck leaves the guy's stick, I can kind of anticipate what kind of breakout they're going to do, what play they're going to do, what the goalie's likely to do with the puck, given if, like, there's two offenders coming in, one from the left side or, you know, two in the left, whatever. And watching with people who don't know the game, they lose the puck constantly, especially on TV, where they'll just be like, wait, 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 what the fuck? Oh, oh, okay, it's that. Wait, but what happened there? And then they'll, before they know it, they're three steps behind the play because, hmm. you know, even baseball, like, they, they throw that fucker fast to one another in the infield, but there's nothing that comes close to as fast and hard as, like, just a hockey pass is. And a shot, you know, you can track a, uh, you can track a home run better than you can a slap shot in hockey. You know, it's 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 a darker disc. It's harder. Uh, it's a much shorter distance. You know, once they really crack that homer, it's like even if you miss it off the bat, you can kind of, oh, oh, now I got it again and I'm tracking it up. Wow, that's impressive. Whereas if they take a slapper from the top of the circle, it takes 0.001 seconds for it to be there. And most of the time, if you don't know how to watch it, you just go, wow, that goalie must be a magician because somehow it teleported into his glove. So I think about- the speed of it turns people off. Tracking the puck, the boards... Uh, obstruct your view and the other players, you know, shooting through the other players next to him in traffic is a big part of hockey. So you lose the puck all the time. Yeah. But everybody likes the hitting and everybody likes the fighting. And I like those things too. So that's the easiest way to get people into hockey is saying there's probably going to be a fight. Yeah. You know, I'm from the South and, and hockey's just not really a thing here. You know, like, like at least it wasn't for me because I didn't grow up at some yeah. affluent you guys lost the thrashers happened. twice <laughs> we've lost yeah they, they took our team away but twice. i mean just just <laughs> as a kid and as a teenager like i was so unaware of what hockey was i do remember some of the games on fox with the yellow glowy puck and just being like well i'm glad they've got that yellow glowy thing because otherwise <laughs> holy shit I, like I, I wouldn't have no idea what's going on but you know it's it's such a it's so different than almost any other sport uh, you know with the ice and the sticks and the puck that that it's 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 hard for a lot of people to get into if you you know if, if you didn't grow up playing it I, i'm sure there if you, you grow up playing it it's it's huge that's the answer right we just said what mm-hmm. are your top three sports you'd probably invest in are the ones that are growing soccer esports and basketball 
those are the the sports people grow up playing now people aren't playing most people never played football they never mm-hmm. played hockey for sure they're not playing baseball anymore which is why little league's dying and and major league baseball attendance is you know average age is 60 years old so there's your answer right and um mm-hmm. you know if you don't grow it you don't understand if you don't play it you really don't understand how unbelievable these guys are skating around in a little tiny you know wedge of metal or they or how mm-hmm. insane these baseball players are thinking three steps ahead of what they need to do on a play yeah, exactly. And like you're right, like barrier to entry is huge. You can pick up a basketball and play in the street if you have a cheap net. Like yeah. you can have all your expensive hockey shit and still be like, fuck, well, I don't have any ice time, so <laughs> I can't play right now. Like, I guess I got to play roller, which will just give you a bunch of bad habits for ice. So, yeah, I, I don't. But I like, you know, I, I like hockey where it is. Fourth place fourth place down there they don't get roped into like the silly nfl things where it's like we're all wearing pink jerseys this month you know the hockey's laying low you know we're <laughs> we're, we're under the radar and we're going to probably continue to be lower and lower under the radar as basketball <laughs> yeah, explodes yeah. and soccer's I, eventually going to get huge because what just like basketball you just need a fucking ball i think you know? you're going to pass baseball at some point like like i i, I, <laughs> I really do but baseball is just and, and it's a shame because like great stuff yeah at least hockey's still- growing baseball's shrinking you know, and it, it's it's not for lack of talent, like like like, and it's not for lack of cool things still happening in the game. Like Justin Verlander had a game, 2012. He's down one run. It's the eighth inning, and he's very upset because best case scenario, he's getting a no decision. Even if he strikes out all three of these guys, no decision. He's behind. Worst case scenario, he's getting a loss here, and he's already thrown a hundred pitches really commanding game. He only mm-hmm. gave up two runs, but his team's got no offense. He's pissed. He throws one of the most incredible innings that's ever been thrown in Major League Baseball. It's not an immaculate inning, which, by the way, is nine pitches, three strikeouts. Mm. It's it's not a like a perfect inning. It's not three pitches and, uh, you know, three quick pop flies or anything like that. He starts throwing over 100 miles per hour with more than 2700 rpm on his on his pitches after throwing 100 pitches no one's ever done that before except for him and he's done it like 45 times mm-hmm. no one's ever done it in the history of major league baseball since they've been tracking the speed of he balls. just keeps losing because his team <laughs> sucks no he not he, he strikes out but all three batters in that inning with 11 pitches and they're absurd he's first he throws like a hundred mile per hour rising fastball like a four seamer with a lot of rpm on it then he throws an 81 mile per hour breaking ball or something like that this loop-de-loop pitch that makes an all-star look like a goober and and it just in succession all three batters and he never smiles he's so pissed (laughs) he knows he's coming away with this away from this with it best like i said a no decision this is a guy who prides himself on his win-loss record, and it's it's <laughs> incredible. Nobody cared. Nobody even knows about that shit. Nobody I didn't knows until just now. <laughs> yeah, you'd have you have to watch a, an obscure YouTube sports videos to know about things like that. Like like that that exists on YouTube. It's got seventy thousand views. It's literally the most impressive inning ever pitched in in Major League Baseball history. More it's views absurd. in the game. So we got that. <laughs> <laughs> more, probably so. Probably so. They need baseball players and I guess football players to start being more like basketball players, putting their faces out there on social media, more like drumming up interest, having little spats because 
like I, I mean, I follow lots of sports. I don't I don't watch any NBA stuff, but I follow a lot of the people and you know sports sites on Twitter, and all of the good drama is between NBA people. It seems like it seems like it's all NBA players, and that's something that hockey also has to overcome because it'll be like, oh man, everybody's super excited about this guy Alex Ovechkin coming into the league, and then everybody wants to interview him, and he's like, I don't uh, I don't uh, speak English. Ask um, ask uh, my agent, and it's like, <laughs> well, how are we supposed to get excited about this guy? You know, like he he he's just gonna answer unless you like blooper interviews, which are good. Like that Japan. Actually, I did watch that really good Japanese player baseball interview, where they're like asking him. He's like, "So you're feeling more comfortable?" He's like, "Are you? Are you?" That's awesome. That, yeah, that some of those guys are really endearing. The guys who have a tentative yeah. grasp on the English language. You know, it, I understand how marketing works, and and you know, I grew up watching, uh, you know, professional wrestling. And, you know, like, like, like I watched Hulk Hogan pretend like he hated the other guy every <laughs> night, you know, and I knew we didn't really hate that guy. And he's not even going to really hit that guy. But I was still a little a little more pumped up to watch him go out there and do his thing. Right. I feel like all the sports need that because it doesn't matter how how smart we are and that we're on to their game. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, I we were talking about MMA earlier. Yeah. You know, these guys don't always hate each other, but they always say they hate each other. And it, it works. It works. It sells more tickets. It, it, it builds more interest in the game. Can we get that into esports? Can we get some trash talking? Some real mean stuff, though. Real mean spirited. <laughs> oh, I've played so Xbox I'm... Live 10 years ago. I, like That's what the kind of trash talk they need. They bring that back. These guys, <laughs> these guys all know how to trash talk. They're professional gamers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, was, that was even more fun than the game back in the day. <laughs> That's big for me. I feel like nowadays, do you think it's a thing where players are told maybe by coaches or higher ups, like, hey, don't say anything about the Patriots. The last thing we want to do is have them put that newspaper clip on their wall in the locker room and have their coach getting them fired up, pointing at what you said about Tom Brady. I'm getting that a real thing. Yeah. How do we echo kick in? Do we know? echo kick in? Do we know? I don't know. Andy, are you getting an echo? Are you getting an echo? No. Then it's probably it's you. Why would I say anything? Something Let's happens. Figure it out. Oh, now I'm not echoing. Oh, yeah, oh no, I am. Yeah, no, I am. I'm going to shut up. I'm not going to shut up. That's weird. Hello. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know how to fix it. Well, I don't know how to fix it. <laughs> You know, Kyle, this could be, know, a time Kyle, to this be a time to tell our listeners about, our listeners about uh, a sponsor. Uh, read a sponsor. We can add a little reverb on it. <laughs> yeah, what the hell changed? Yeah, I, I think, yeah, yeah, I think you're getting a, a feedback uh, thing going on, Andy. Oh, I'll move my phone. No. How's that? One, two, three, four. One, two, three, four. Nope. Nope. Still, uh, still doing still, uh, it. Still doing it. Should I mute? <laughs> Wait. One, two, three, four. Well, it was definitely him. Yes. <laughs> that was funny, Andy. <laughs> that was funny, Andy. <laughs> uh, so, Andy, do you have us playing so, Andy, through your speakers? Us playing through your speakers? Yes. Okay. Uh, I don't, just my laptop. I'm pretty sure your Nothing's laptop mic is picking up your speakers. I don't have speakers, just my laptop. How do you hear me? How do you hear me? 
It's coming through the laptop. Oh, I have a. Uh, I think it's through my laptop. I have my laptop connected to. Hey, I can do this. Let's see if this works. I can take you off of my uh, second screen. Is that any better? One, Mike two, check. three. One, Mike two, check. That, that, that made the delay made the between delay the, the reverb and the speaking slightly longer. Well, if you have a headset, you can well, plug in. That would fix it. You can plug in. That would fix it. Uh, I have uh, no, that looks like a douche. I got the ear pods. <laughs> That'll work. We yeah, people use we, those. Yeah, people use those. All right. If I must, hold on. Do you want to maybe want to mute maybe him in the interim, and I I will do a quick ad since Taylor's walked away. Ad since Taylor's walked away. Yes, hang in there. Uh, yes, hang I'm going to do the same do the because same I can't stand to hear myself stand. come back. So uh, just give me a... Uh, you, we're ready for you, Kyle. Okay, great. Um, yeah, we'll tell everybody about Postmates. This episode of PK is brought to you by a company that we have a lot of personal experience with, Postmates. You know what's great about eating your favorite thing? It's your favorite thing and you're eating it. You know what's not great? Getting it. And the only fast things that deliver are not what you're craving. Introducing Postmates, the app that adds a delivery option to your favorite restaurants. Imagine anything you want to eat delivered, and you don't even have to drive, park, or talk to anyone to uh, on the phone to order. Uh, just d just download the app and order 24 hours a day, 365 days a year. Postmates will bring you what you want within the hour, and you can even see where your food is and track your driver. You forgot to get those eggs and milk? No problem. Craving a tasty burger? Check. Looking for that perfect bottle of red wine or a summer beer? Order up. Postmates is your new long-term munchies booty call. For a limited time, Postmates is giving you 100 bucks of free delivery credit for your first seven days. So to start those free deliveries, download the app today and use code PKA. That's code PKA for 100 bucks of free delivery credit for your first seven days. Save the hassle. Get the food you love fast at Postmates with code PKA. All right. All right. I have unmuted Andy. I think that may have fixed it. It, it is did. fixed. Yes. All right. Thank you so much for accommodating us. All right. That's going to drive me insane. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. We don't have you speaking anymore. So it didn't fix the problem, but it changed it, which lets you know we're close. Oh, there we go. Can you hear me? Yes. Yes. Nailed it. All right. Mm. I think we're good. Right. Excellent. I don't know. Hold on. No, no, no. You've got it. Yeah, but I can like nothing's different. It wasn't right? coming. Well, it isn't happening, so yeah. that's a good thing. All right, we'll just go with it for a while. Yeah, problem if, solved. It could be you just turn the volume up. Maybe is that possible? Could be. Okay. <laughs> All I know is I can't figure out how to work. I can straight out. I, I find myself like you know they shift. I just I just can't. I'm just not cool with them. Yeah, I can't wear them um, after maybe. 10, 15 minutes of wearing earbuds at all, it really hurts my ear. Like, like, like I haven't found a pair of earbuds that I can wear. You there. feel like Especially your ear canal like, is small? Maybe. Maybe I've got virgin ear canals. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's, they're maybe too tiny. Uh, but, uh, but I have to wear like a full-on headset. or it, it's a, it really hurts. It aches. Uh, mm. Especially like those cheapo things you get on an airliner. Yeah, those are lousy. I... I uh... I like earbuds. I don't have the, the problems of the degree that you do. But what I do, they come out a little bit or halfway. So I push them in overly hard. And then I just do that for a while until I'm unhappy. Same. Okay. Mm. Same. 
Uh, so which games do you have in energy right now? We have a lot. So for Overwatch, we're the San Francisco Shock. For uh, the upcoming Call of Duty League, we are the Huntsman, the Chicago Huntsman. And then we have under energy, and it's pronounced energy, right? And everyone always says NRG, which drives me nuts, but it's energy. I think it's Shaq's fault because he always says NRG. And every, <laughs> every, you ever notice that all these casters are always like British or Australian? I was like, NRG, you know, it's like, no, it's <laughs> um, We have Fortnite and Apex and Rocket League and, um, Nairo for Smash and, and Gears of War. That is a lot of games. Yeah. Yeah, we got eight or nine teams. Which ones are the top games right now? The top games uh, from sort of like, I would say, a viewership perspective for esports, League of Legends is, is number one. Massive Asian viewership. Mm -hmm. um, and then it's kind of all over the place. Uh, Overwatch does well. Uh, Fortnite is huge, depending on the, the sort of the setup. Um, Dota, pretty did, big. Did you say you had a Call of Duty team or not right now? Yeah, we have, you we've do. got optics. Well, we got Hector and Scump and the Huntsman, and uh, that's the old sort of optic group. Right, right. I, Call of Duty is the game I've been playing lately, so I have an interest in it. But I, on the competitive level, I feel like it, it's not peaking right now. In terms of well, there's been nothing. You know, there's been no games. There's been nothing for a bunch of months. So mm -hmm. the Call of Duty League starts in two weeks, it, and there's 12 franchise teams, 10 in the U.S., one in uh, London, and one in uh, Paris. And it's exciting. The, the teams are great. Uh, there's a lot of banter already between the two. I think if you're ever going to have the you know full on, full on <laughs> beef, it's going to be in Call of Duty. And um, we have a model that's travel local. So we're playing games. I'll do the pitch here, if you will, April 4th and 5th in Chicago at Wintrust Arena. If you want to go to tickets, it's it's uh, huntsmantickets.com. See Hector and the boys there and some big surprises. But um, yeah, we play, we go to Minnesota, we go to Dallas, we'll go to Atlanta with FaZe, we'll go. Which city uh, is April 4th? April 4th is Chicago. That's us. That's our home. That's our big weekend. Uh, so it's a tournament. Every weekend's a tournament. Eight, eight of the 12 teams will be in every weekend. And it's a point system working its way from the tournaments to a grand sort of finale. That's cool. I'm looking, I, now I want to see that. I'm glad you told I'm me about it. Up. I'm fired up. What's cool also is uh, COD's the only one that we broadcast on Twitch are scrims. So like you can just jump on now and watch us. We scrimmed, I think, phase all day mm -hmm. today. And it's really fascinating watching, you know, the pros scrim and, and learn and, and try and, uh, you know, work on their stuff at the same time. So I think it's going to be good. I think there's, you know, some skepticism on the local idea, the local market. Uh, but, you know, look at Kyle's conversations. Like, he's all Atlanta. He's rooting for the city, not the you know, players in the uniform. And that's sort of the idea with esports as well. Can we get that purple, bleed purple Sacramento Kings love in Chicago for the Huntsman or or in NorCal for the shock. So we're, we're going to give it a shot. It's going to be a lot of travel, especially for Overwatch. Like the shock's first, our first road trip is to China. Oh, uh, cool. To Seoul for five weeks. That's quite a road I, trip. Yeah. <laughs> five fun. Weeks. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to Chengdu and Shanghai and Seoul. And it's going to be awesome. Yeah, wow. That is a, that is, that is more than a road trip. That is, that yeah. Is. That is extreme. 
Wow. Yeah. They'll do about 70,000 miles this year for the Overwatch League. Damn. Wow. I've never played Overwatch, but must be very popular <laughs> for as many people to go. Yeah, I've never so played we, we've, Overwatch uh, either. We've asked about, you know, the, the sports, the, the past business stuff. I'm curious, like, you're a wealthy guy. You know, you keep yourself occupied with your work all the time. Is there, you know, a hobby or a couple hobbies that you, you pour yourself into when you're trying to, yeah, like, kind of put some blinders on to the rest of the stuff you're trying to get done? That's my problem. No. <laughs> I'm like, I'm kind of like my dad now. It's like, energy's started as a hobby. Literally, it was me and Shaq and this guy, Mark Masteroff, who's uh, a great friend, King's co-owner, founder of 24-Hour Fitness, self-made, wow. great American success story. Well, well, more, uh, much more wealthy than I am. And uh, we were, we were, this was our hobby. We're like, oh, let's, let's get a new, let's do a League of Legends team. Let's like do this thing. And then it kept growing. And then we would need to raise a bunch of money. And Shaq's like, bro, if, if we're going to, you got to be the CEO if we're going to do this. I'm like, oh, I mean, I love it. <laughs> okay. I didn't like, I was doing other stuff. Like, all right. And I got like off all the boards I was on. And now it's, I mean, I bet you I spend, 14 hours a day on it easy like because it's, it's it's non-stop it never ends you know we got guys in australia people playing in you know london we got visa issues we've doing hector and the guys are in dallas we're building a studio in la like it, it's cool like i'm building that media company that was always kind of what i wanted to do but it's i gotta tell you it's a grind <laughs> it's like sounds like i've it. never had a virtual office before you know like uh, people are all over uh it, it's definitely different but uh uh, if when I do other hobby stuff, music, like I love going to concerts and, and I just love sports. And, and my new hobby is kind of college football because I went to a college that was a small division three school and had a nice football team. But like I never I never had that tailgate game day experience. I never went to, you know, the big house with 100,000 people. So I can turn on college football and I don't have mm -hmm. a team. So I like I root for everybody. I love it. Like I'll just watch a game and be like, this is a weird experience not having a you know interest in a particular team. Mm -hmm. Who are you, rooting you went for? to the best hockey school in the country, though. <laughs> I went to a great division. Well, Division One now. When I was there, it was Division Three. Uh, uh, which one are you talking about? Union or, Bo or Boston College? Boston. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Union. We won the we won the national championship in hockey. Well, Union College, the smallest school ever to win a Division One national championship in anything. Hmm. Uh, five six years ago, somehow you know, we don't know how, but. Uh, when I was there, it was Division Three, and then I think it was Army or something who left uh, Division One, and we were asked to take their place, even though Union had been banned for life from Division One back in the 80s, 70s, and early 80s when uh, mm -hmm. they made this powerhouse team of like Canadians who were all like 25 years old, and you know, they all <laughs> uh, and we got this killer rink and the whole thing, and then um, they came back. And we've been like a top 10 team for five, six, seven years now, but they literally won the national championship against, I think, Michigan or Minnesota. Oh, and wow. it was it was unbelievable. It was like the coolest thing ever. Yeah, yeah that's really cool. In fact, I think I'm wearing my union national champion hockey shirt right now. Look at that. I didn't even know you're a hockey fan. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> there we go. Boom. In Get fact, they gave me common. the puck. I think I'm the only famous alumni, and I'm hardly famous from Union. And where is that bad boy? And they gave me the puck from the from the division from the championship. Yeah. What? That's that's really cool. Yeah, that's really cool. Oh, it's 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 incredible. It's a great school. I love it. It's, it's like yeah, I just school. happen to have the national championship puck. Well, you know, I don't know I where I keep it, but it's it's probably it. around here somewhere. It's so with all my other various memorabilia. <laughs> <laughs> 
my nasty oh here it is my nasty uh office but like oh uh, here it is under the toronto oh, raptors it was basketball. hiding behind my mark mcguire bat that's really cool yeah super cool some yeah. goalies so, like I, yeah this is going to my mantle and they're like spoken for <laughs> <laughs> the guy that we hope gives us a bunch of money but yeah, uh, yeah. It's funny. I'm actually so my son just did the college recruiting, not recruiting, the college process, and uh, you know went to a bunch of schools. I'm like, hey, you want to go and check out Union? Union's in Schenectady, New York. So let's be honest, that's not like the big desirable. He's, he ended up in LA, but uh, <laughs> I was like, you got to come check it out. You got to see my fraternity. You got to like go up there and then you know get this big tour. And I remember like a, a year or two earlier, I did like some video for Union. And it turns out that when you do the tour, at the end of the tour, you go in the admissions office and you sit through like a four minute movie. And then they have like a bunch of alumni at the end. And there I am, like the before and after picture me with like amazing hair. Cause I, oh, here it is. This, <laughs> this is it. Like this is my amazing hair. I literally, you know, I wasn't involved my whole life. Look at that. Wow. Fuck, I missed that. Oh, look at that. That's, that's a hair. handsome fellow. That's a damn shame. That's ex- that's my fraternity. Picture. That's executive hair right there, right? And, and that picture, and then there's another picture of me looking like this, holding a basketball, going Sacramento Kings owner, like you know, like I'm the only guy there. And my son was like, "Oh, this is horrible." <laughs> yeah. So every now and then, someone will take their kid on a tour at Union. I'll get like this random LinkedIn. They're like, "I just saw your video." And it's like, "Oh, it's horrible." But, uh, it's a great school. Yeah, it's fun. You mentioned the hair Perfect. thing. What exactly does LeBron James do for his hair? Like for for the longest time, his hairline was the greatest comeback in all of sports, and then it got like exposed this year. Something happened. Is it is it glued on? Do, do we know? Maybe you don't want to talk I, about I it. I don't have a comment at all. Yeah, <laughs> you're a smart guy. Smart, smart. <laughs> smart. Sacramento Kings owner on Bumfuck Podcast <laughs> exposes LeBron's <laughs> secret. Bond's <laughs> Uh, hey, LeBron James, uh, I don't know him at all, very mm-hmm. well at all. Uh, but I can tell you, I asked for a favor from him for a charity, uh, uh, a medical charity that I'm involved in. And I was like, hey, is there any way we're going to have an auction? Like, I don't even know the guy, right? And within a second, he was like, yeah, cool. And he took his shoe off and from right after the game, signed it and gave it to us. Like, just good person. That's really nice of him. The, yeah. I, I forget the details of what he did, but he created a school. Maybe it's in Akron, Ohio, and yeah. it was a pretty big deal and a pretty big investment, like personal investment. It's one thing yeah. to raise other people's money, which is nice. It's another thing entirely to give your own, which is what he, he did. Well, he did both, but yeah. yeah. So, uh, eh, good yeah. guy. I'm more of a raise other people's money charity kind of guy. <laughs> <laughs> Not so much. Uh, well, I mean, yeah. Couldn't make a big dono anyway. Hmm. Yeah. That's really cool. Maybe someday we'll all own sports teams. There you go. Is 100 Thieves still in the game? Like, I think they decided they not, not to buy to or couldn't. They, no, they, they had the money. They decided not to do it. I think Nade Shot's big decision, the big factor was that uh, Activision, which I don't like, but if you, like, we got into Blizzard Activision, we got into Overwatch, and instead of being energy, they made you come up with a new name that they own the IP for. So we're the San Francisco Shock. Mm-hmm. So, like, we would have loved to have been the you know, Chicago Energy. Uh, and so now we have three different brands, which is challenging on some level. So... Uh, he just wanted to keep everything hundred thieves, which is you know not um, a bad decision. Right? Yeah, it's complicated. Yeah. And is it is it twenty two million to have a Call of Duty team? Do I have that number right? 
Um, it's around there. It's a little bit more. Twenty-two million to just to found the team, like the participate in the league. To put it by. Yeah. So Overwatch is the one that's been reported. So we paid twenty million for uh, the, the first twelve teams paid twenty million. There's twenty teams now for their franchise spot, which gave you a territory. Like we have all of Northern California uh, for for the Chicago Huntsman. We have Illinois, Indiana, and Milwaukee, and um, we own you know everything Call of Duty in that territory, and you know in perpetuity the team, um, and you pay that out over uh, a number of years. Okay. It's a lot. I wish it was yeah. lower. Should have been. It's complicated. Yeah, I just I I don't I don't understand the payback, but it could be there. Who knows? Well, here's the payback, right? Uh, bought the Sacramento Kings four or five years ago for five hundred million, and now it's worth two billion dollars. So that's the payback, right? If you would you buy any professional team for twenty million dollars, you know now? Yeah, of course. Yeah, you right. Mm-hmm. Depends on how many years it grows. The Yankees were bought for it was the anniversary of uh, Steinbrenner buying it this week uh, for what was it, eleven million dollars. <laughs> like, yeah. that's a good yeah. deal. Yeah, yeah. Jeez, recent history. Um, I want to say the Marlins became a franchise in 92. They won a series in 97, kind of unheard of. And then right after that, their owner uh, was like, this is not, he just said bought the team. I I should say that he bought the team in 96, won the 97 world series right afterwards. He's like, you know, I I thought I'd make more money doing this. And they're like, they did the math. They're like, you made $13 million this year. And he's like, no, I lost 24. You know, he, he, He's 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 not counting his 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 parking, his concessions, and, and several other things. No, I lost twenty four. I paid twenty four million dollars to give you a World Series, Florida. Either you buy me a three hundred million dollar stadium, or I'm slashing the budget down to fifteen percent of what it is. It was about fifty three million at yes, the time. Yes, like sports terrorism. And then I'm selling <laughs> the team. He literally did that. He he was like, either either the people of Florida are going to give me a quarter billion dollar stadium, or I'm going to cut the budget down to about 20 million and sell the team. And they, that's what he did. He slashed the budget. They lost every single one of those players within like two and a two, two seasons or mm-hmm. something like that, except for like one, I think he had a rotator cuff thing. Hmm. They won another series in six years. Like, how is that possible? Atlanta should be taking notes then. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that, that, Dickhead Cronky did that to us with the Rams in St. Louis, where he was like, <laughs> like, oh, yeah, if you guys get to build us a new stadium, you know, with tax dollars, we'll stay. And everyone was like, ah, you bastard. Okay. And then he's like, oh, psych. Psych. <laughs> Actually, I'm moving. Fuck you. And then he leaves. And, but the team's and worth a lot we, more now. Now we have. Now they a, play in this nice stadium you guys bought us. Yeah. Well, I mean, it wouldn't be they're building a nicer stadium here now that they're supposed to be using but yeah i don't know i i I hope the rams are terrible i don't even watch the nfl but fuck that asshole cronky he owns the avalanche too no hard feelings towards them though all right so it's been about a week now since i'm I'm, I'm switching topics a little okay i want to i got i don't want to go and go too deep into politics that's never fun but it's boring did trump do a good thing an incredibly reckless, stupid thing that just luckily turned out okay. It, I think or he you, did. I think you, he you might think, have. You think so, it's, so it's uh, Andy, you don't know. I'm the biggest Trump critic on the on the call, and uh, but it appears that he traded Iran's number two, a queen, we'll say in chess, 
or <laughs> a, a couple of empty buildings, a pawn at the most. If you take out a queen with a pawn, I mean, look, this game doesn't end ever, so we'll see, you know, where that happens. Right. But I, uh, I mean, if we could have <laughs> traded a few empty buildings for Osama bin Laden or Saddam Hussein, I think they would have made that trade. If Trump did that, and this game really does end with that score, you have to admit it went super well. Yeah, I think we're probably closer to like halftime than we are <laughs> to, the, to the end. Here's yeah. why we are not at halftime, in my personal opinion. It's because we found out today that Iran accidentally shot down its own airliner and killed 180-some-odd people, roughly, yeah. maybe 173. Mostly, Did you mean their own airliner? Did you say that right? Yeah, it was, no, it was mostly... a Ukrainian airline <laughs> okay. that was flying out of Tehran. Out of, out of Iranian airspace, yeah. But, but it was mostly Iran. populated by Iranian citizens. You mm -hmm. know, it, and, and then I think Canadians made up like 73 maybe of, of the people on board. And then oh, it geez, sort of like breaks down. And, yeah. It, and of course, one of the things that they shamed the U.S. on in their propaganda and stuff like that, and they even mentioned it maybe five days ago, was that I believe the United States accidentally shot down perhaps an Iranian airliner back in the 80s. Yeah. And, and, and so they bring that up a lot, how we accidentally shot down that airliner. Terrible tragedy, obviously. But then they did it like three days later, like in the modern era. Mm -hmm. Two wrongs make a right. Let, let he who hath not shot down an airliner cast the first stone. It's what we say here all <laughs> Ukraine the time. and Russia is like, <laughs> dang it. All right. <laughs> Do we know yeah. that's what happened? Do we know that? We know that's I what happened. Kept there, up there's, a, there's video of the missile hitting it. Um, the Canadians have independently confirmed it. Uh, our government has independently confirmed it. And there are not um, state-sponsored, but independent Iranian news uh, agencies who have, who have confirmed it as well. But you can see the missile hit the thing. That's really sad. On, like, Twitter video. Terrible. Yeah, I haven't watched that clip. Shocking. It, you know, 180 people who were just going home. There was one gentleman who, because of some sort of ticket uh, mistake, he had to stay in the terminal, and his wife's on the plane. Oh, yeah. he's about to get Final destination He just got Final destination <laughs> <laughs> He's about to be. There's going to be coffee shops collapsing on him, and, you know, like, <laughs> scaffolding. <laughs> you, know, you know how it works. You know, we've all seen the films. Can you remind me how it works? I think I've inferred it, but... When so, you're supposed to die, and therefore you didn't, and then they and then just, so death the way, comes yeah. after you in the most ridiculous kinds of ways, like like making like Rube Goldberg <laughs> machines to kill you, essentially a lot of the time. Um, yeah, that's the whole kind of premise of those of those films. Yeah, those are shitty movies. <laughs> it's been a wild week in the news. I, I was I was genuinely concerned for the first three or four days. You know, it, it seemed like Trump had really stepped in shit and. Acted rationally. I, I'm not convinced that he didn't step in shit and just trip and fall into a pot of gold. I, I think that's pretty much what happened. He did He did do a thing that it seems like nobody really thinks was a good idea who isn't biased in their opinion. Even not our European it, allies weren't stoked on it. Yeah. and, and They're like, yeah, that's really reckless, dude. I was on the phone with my dad today, and, and he was like, was that a good thing or a bad thing? And I was like, you know, it, it depends who you ask, right? This and is a I few days like ago. This this. Oh, this was today. Okay, you know, okay. Like, 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 just today. And I, he was like, "Do you think that was a good thing or a bad thing that he, he took that guy out?" And I was like, "Well, it seems like that guy that was a bad guy, and maybe he did need taken out, but I don't think the way he did it was the appropriate way to do it in in in, in the year 2020, you know. But but then again, 
I think that his critics um, uh, would would criticize him if he had literally taken out Satan or, 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 you know, name a horrible evil thing. What's the name of that movie? Is it Braveheart where like the two leaders of the armies are like, we'll challenge each other to one-on-one mano-a-mano combat and the winner of that determines it. It's just the king's fighting. Speaking of the king, right? Was it, we we watched perhaps Game of Thrones. Or perhaps Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. It's definitely out there. It's def- I'm not just making it up. It's the English against the French thing. Or uh, Troy, uh, when uh, Brad Pitt goes and fights Boagrius. Yeah, that was really cool. I was disappointed when uh, Brad Pitt killed Boagrius or whatever because that guy was yoked. And I was like, I, I hope he like joins the team and he starts tearing shit up. And then uh, he got stabbed right in the goddamn collarbone. Ended him right quick. That was a but cool maneuver. We need to get back to that. Because I don't know how tall the Iranian number one guy is, but I know he's not as fat as Trump, so we've got the weight uh, the weight class advantage. If Trump can barrel towards him and fall on him, we could end this war in a matter of minutes. Trump has to be, amongst men, right? Let's remove women from the equation. I think Trump is bottom 3% in fighting ability. No, dude, bottom 3%? He is like, 74 years old or are something? Are we counting burn? Oh, no, no, we're talking, no, you gotta, you gotta equate. How old is the Iranian guy? He's old as fuck too, right? The guy that he killed? I don't know. He looked kind of fit to me. Let's see. Oh, the guy he killed. I, I wouldn't want to throw him again in the ring against that guy. I think I think Taylor's thinking more like of um that, I'm talking about like their their that king. Bearded gentleman who's, who's uh, okay. I was going Salamani. Hassan Rouhani. Do you, guys, do you guys think Trump has ever been in a fight in his life? Come on. Maybe in college. Prep school? You know, maybe in prep school. I can believe a lot school. of people dislike him. Oh, so yeah, if we no, start no. there. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I feel like if he if he if he went through life without getting in a couple of fist fights, then 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 he's not the man we think he is. I'm trying oh, to find Rasan Rouhani's I, like, I just feel like he's going to be getting attacked left and right. You know. So the guy he killed was 63. Okay. Which is, and what is Trump? Is he 72? Yeah, um, he's no. like 72 or something. I think he's 70. 70. I think he's 73. Okay, I'll look it up. Three. Oh, maybe he's going to be 74 by the end of the he's year. He's 73. You're right. Yeah. yeah. And the other guy was 63. That's 10 critical years, but only 10 years. I, I don't know. No, no, no. Not that guy. We're talking about the heads of state. Rouhani of state. is yeah. 71. And I can't find how tall he is online. And that is sometimes a sign of not being tall. What if that... <laughs> I, I think we're better off not doing uh, the, the whole picking up champions thing. Dude, no, come on. I think we should press <laughs> our advantage. <laughs> yeah, right. United States will... We, we might beat Hassan Rouhani, who's 71 years old, but I don't think we'll be a superpower anymore if we depend some on Trump just, to do our fighting personally. Some just absolute <laughs> monster from Iceland who, like, won the longest <laughs> man. He just beats the shit out of Trump. Like, we don't... We, we, did, we did make the rules. Now we're, <laughs> now we're part of Iceland. Dude. Right. And here's Bjorn Bonecrusher, the yeah, prime Bjorn minister Bjorn. of Iceland, <laughs> and we didn't of all of Europe the now, rules uh, of one one last week, as Iceland and Northern Europe have taken over the planet. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> ridiculous strongmen. Yeah. Eastern would you Europe take? with all their MMA guys. Would you take Trudeau or or, uh, or Trump in a fight, though? I feel Trudeau, like he's like thirty years younger. Yeah. It, it... <sighs> He, and he's, he's not fat. Gotta win. Yeah. Trump must be exhausted. Like, to bend over and pick up a golf ball must be exhausting for Trump. Trump's on speed, though. Ooh, counterpoint. Touche. Yeah. Does Adderall make you a better fighter? I don't think so. It just makes you not sleepy. More frenetic, though. And and, and that, that counts. 
I'm going to punch you so hard. Lots of people, lots of smart people talking about how hard I can punch you. Better uh, stay away. You, you stay in your sandy shithole over there, whatever your name is. You know, you're in the, um, sandy shithole country. <laughs> this is how our politics discussions always go. It's like, do you think it was yeah, a good it, thing? Do you think it was a bad thing? But who would you want to fuck and who fights better? <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. I, I, like I said, I, I don't want to get bogged down into politics. But I, I just, at the beginning of the week, I was very afraid. I, I legitimately was. I felt like we were literally one or two bad decisions not by leaders not by world leaders but perhaps by soldiers you know someone in the field hitting the wrong button away from getting into some serious international kind of trouble where other superpowers get drawn into this thing and and lives are lost and and horrible things could happen you know once the wheels start moving i mean we we all know how world war one started little ridiculous things can draw in they killed one guy Fascinated one guy. Yeah. So well, I think that if you don't think things are looking good right now, then you're not looking at it very clearly. Things look great. On the other hand, if you're Iran, what move would you make, right? You've got this United States superpower who apparently can just freaking laser you from the sky anywhere, anytime. They hit his cool. car. Right? They hit his car. <laughs> so that, so they just they, that's the capability we have. Don't you tell America, no, we're done. It's cool. We're chill. They and can. then they would lose bide your face. time, and well, that's what they've done, right? Both Trump has said, "Hey, I'd like peace," and Iran has said, "Yeah, I think we got your back. Everything's cool now." No, but see, see, that's what that's what they're sort of virtue signaling. But yes. what they're putting out on state media is, we just slapped them in the face. Sure. We, we fired we fired missiles into the 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 into their bases. They're, they, they, you know. We, it's only just begun, you know, that's, and then people are like, Oh, it's only just, okay. All right. Maybe, uh, maybe ease up a little bit, but you don't have to be that hard on the, on, on, Let's on let the Andy jump in here. Yeah. I think this one's really not about the perception of the people at all. Like there's a big chess game going on, uh, as to sort of a power vacuum of who takes over Saudi Arabia and all, and all these country, Iraq and all these, you know, important locations. And if you notice, like a couple things happen. One, this guy, Salome, whatever his name is, he could have been taken out for the last 10 years. Obama didn't want to take him out. Bush didn't want to take him out because we take him out. It created bigger issues than keeping him in there. And that, that I think that was pretty obvious. The second most amazing thing was the second this went down, all of U.S.'s allies who have been completely turned off by Trump, I think it's just a fact, they're like, oh, mm-hmm. yeah, we're not going to comment on this right now. And Israel, who U.S. has been an unbelievable, you know, Trump is an unbelievable supporter of. They were like, oh, no, don't. we didn't do shit here. We are not involved in this thing. Do not fuck with us. Don't put your missiles towards us. This isn't our gate. We didn't plan any of this stuff. We weren't involved. So he was on his own. And the Iranians are like, okay, we can come back and, you know, with full force. And, and we can be honest also, like the Iranians bombed an oil refinery not that long ago. And they launched, I think, 20 missiles and 17 missiles hit within one meter of their target. So they didn't try and hurt anybody on this at all. They knew that there were no U.S. Uh, mm-hmm. soldiers in, in, in this place. So I think they're just saying, like, I'm, there's no support for this, right? And what they mm-hmm. want is what happened. The Iraqi government said, hey, America, get out. Like, you're going to cause trouble in our country. They voted, and the prime minister said, we want the soldiers out. So imagine if that all happens. They've already moved out of Saudi Arabia, right? They moved out of the Kurds. This is a big area for Iran. Iran's doing great right now under this far. This policy. is also what Trump oh, wants, though. Oh, Russia, they're like, this is good. I don't want to mess this up. We're, we're getting everything we wanted over the last 10 years. I feel like Trump's getting exactly what he wants, too, because I feel like Trump honestly does want out of those countries, but but he's just having a hard time 
selling it. You know, if the Iraqis are like, ask us to leave. I, I maybe maybe Trump got together with the Iranians and like, look, I know you've been complaining about that salami guy for a while. I know you don't <laughs> yeah. care for him. Both were mutual problem. <laughs> maybe maybe I take him out for you. You blow up the shed, and uh, I leave Iraq. Does that work for you? What What do you mean you're going to shoot down your own airline? Don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> what what is wrong with you why would you do that <laughs> what, what, what did the ukraine I, I didn't see ukraine coming into this at all <laughs> i mean if, if that's what you want <laughs> no americans will be on board canadians fuck trudeau <laughs> this is a solid <laughs> theory kyle <laughs> they call me racist he's the one blackface up there. that's probably exactly yeah that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> there was hey, a poll out Today, um, USA Today just asked a, a pretty significant number of Americans if they felt more safe, less safe, you know, since the events of the last bunch of days. And it was, I was really surprised. And it was uh, the overwhelming percentage was less safe. And um, oh, I feel less safe. I, I did too. I, I want to yeah, know the same. polling dates on that. That's huge to me because I felt a lot differently two days ago than I do today. Same. It, it was a day ago. Yeah, it came out today. So it was done two days ago. I, I mean, I just think we haven't seen. Anywhere right. That's what I was trying to get out. If I'm Iran, the virtue signal I send right now is we're done. We're cool. Chill, bro. No more. And then I lie about that and, you know, bide my time. Like that might be one strategy yeah. you use. What the worst one to use is let's keep us. fighting. Like the, yeah, let's, they're furious at us. Yeah, let's keep fighting with the United States of America. That's not the signal you want to put out there. You'd rather do it asymmetrically and go sink a ship three months from now. Did you yeah. see their statement? Did you see the sta Iran statement? No. Like what they came out with, they said, you know, this is a proportionate response given, you know, what happened, blah, 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 right? Oh, it was yeah. the most sane, intelligent, like, response. <laughs> because they're trying I to flip the table it. and be like, the Trump's unhinged. America's, what the hell's going on here? Like, we're the we're the good actor now. Like, it's they totally flipped the tables. Reagan looked unhinged, too. And it turned out to be really effective for him in, in dealing with the Cold War stuff, right? You know, the, the, Reagan asked for, like, you know, disarmament at a level where – remember, Kyle, you put that thing out there. You're like, we would say we have this small plan, this medium plan, and then this outrageously great plan. And they would take somewhere in the middle. Mm -hmm. Trump put out this outrageously great thing. Let's disarm in this you know, really wild way. And everyone was like, Reagan – I meant to say Reagan. Reagan, you're asking for too much. This is not a thing that the Russians will agree to. And they did. And it, it turned out to be really successful. And part of it was like they didn't know what Reagan would do. Reagan looked unhinged. Reagan, you know, would threaten to bomb people. He'd do these television things. I'd watch him as a kid, you know, and he'd talk about Star Wars and, and all sorts of insanity. He was a cowboy, literally. <laughs> yeah. And uh, it turned out that that unpredictability w worked in his favor. So Didn't Trump say he was going to, like, make – I mean, I know we already have, like, really – really harsh sanctions on Iran. Didn't he say he was going to make them even worse? Yeah, and I'm sure Canada's going to follow suit after. Because if he does, like, we're just going to, like, they're just going to get even madder at us over time, you know? So I think that lends towards what you're saying, Woody, where, like, eventually, like, their economy will be in such shambles and at shit. At some point, how mad can furious. they get? You know? How much madder can they be? It <laughs> seems like they've been mad for so long. Yeah, they're well, good. a lot of countries are mad at us. <laughs> yeah. And then it's complicated. Sanctions and Russians are giving them plenty of money. They're, they're somehow figuring it out. They've, they've had massive sanctions on them for since the yeah, hostage crisis of 1970, whatever it was. <laughs> I, I have a friend. He served in the Middle East. And uh, he watches the show, by the way. Hey, Todd. 
every time we talk about this, he's all, he like he's he's expert in the topic. He, he, he all these guys feel this way, these guys feel this way, these guys you know lead up through this chain of command, and they and uh, my takeaway from it is always well, one, he seems to know what he's talking about, and two, boy oh boy, this is complicated. You know, it's so, so this, complicated. So to say like Iran feels this way, well, Iran actually is pretty divided, and Iraq is pretty divided. And yeah. some Iraqis are more loyal to Iran and vice versa, surprisingly. And uh, yeah, they don't they don't think is a solid group. That's all. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm just glad that things didn't escalate out of hand. And it seems like it's on the way to a cool down. I think especially because they so. messed up and shot down that airliner. I, I think that they're. I, I think, think that was a stroke really of luck, them. huh? That that. I think it's a. It might end up being a stroke of luck for world peace that mm-hmm. that happened. It's a terrible thing that it happened. You know what else happened? Like 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 the same day, there was like a magnitude five earthquake also in Iran. It was so mm-hmm. bizarre that all all three of those things were happening simultaneously. And uh, and I had to look on Reddit and the, and the comments to see what people were saying, and they were like, "Seismo attack?" Question mark. And I'm like, "No, maybe." Yeah. <laughs> Did Trump release the the, the seismic attack weapons? <laughs> Are they giving him the red button on those two? Do we do we have maybe? I, I don't I don't know. It might just be an earthquake. I saw a bunch of people the night of, of and I haven't seen anything of it since. Yeah. Uh so that's probably proven wrong. But people being like, oh, Iran just tested an enormous weapon right there to show like, oh fuck, they they've got heavier arms than we think. And then since no. that evening, I haven't seen a single person say that. So I assume that's been debunked. Yeah, uh, it definitely would be if they had. De- it, they definitely didn't detonate any sort of nuclear weapon. Um, it, Iran took out. I'm sorry, Israel took out Iran's nuclear site, and that was the seismic activity. Look into it. Are, are you, are you kidding they, around? Or? I don't know. I'm fucking around and look uh, into yeah, it. Okay, is code okay. for, yeah. <laughs> oh, for stupid into, conspiracy oh, okay. this theory. Is, this is Eddie Bravo <laughs> stupid conspiracy. Theory. Yeah, I got you. I got you. Yeah, I got yeah. You. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, this is this is a sort of situation where God knows what's actually happening, like you know, behind the scenes with maybe even special forces or or, or what who if, knows what. What if there's someone on that plane that they wanted killed, right? Like oh, it, this, for all I know, like someone That's who. The first thing I thought of. Yeah, mm-hmm. look into it. Hillary took the plane down to get rid of an Epstein connection. Oh shit. It happened. Oh shit! That's what it was. They had <laughs> the dossier. No, I don't have any evidence yet. She had the. <laughs> there was somebody on that plane. <laughs> there was somebody on that plane with both video foot. They, they had the. They had the Trump P tape, and, <laughs> and and the Bill Clinton Epstein Island tape mm-hmm. all on one freaking DVD, and they were they were heading to Canada with it to give it to Trudeau. Someone yeah. didn't set their phone to airplane mode and tweeted as they were taking that's off. I have information that will lead to the arrest of Hillary Clinton. That, that's, <laughs> and then that's that's what happened. She called her buddy in Iran and they all they took care of it. Look into it. This it is, is probably that happened. I mean, sometimes you just have to use Occam's razor. Clearly Hillary's behind it all. If it was some dude who like accidentally shot that, man, he's had a rough week. He did. Iran. It's He's totally so dead. Because if you think about it, um, if we were attacking, if the United States were attacking Iran, like like the first thing we always do when is take out those those missile uh, sites, right? There, he's he's got. You've got to imagine if you're that guy over there operating the missile site, like you're the first guy on the target list if if the attack is coming, and you being quick on the button might literally be, be the difference between not just winning the battle or winning the war, but but surviving today. 
you know, and, and I just imagine the guys just, just better beep, safe beep. than oh, sorry. Launch. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think that's literally what happened. You know, it, it it seems really negligent that that could have even happened. It says Delta on the side of the airplane, like Delta Force. That's why I said <laughs> 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 it's like, uh, it's the Delta Force. Like, <laughs> Seven thirty-seven. Red, white, and blue. It's definitely them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> says American Airlines. Yeah, just... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that it wasn't yeah, a bad yeah. accent either. <laughs> I don't know if it was or not. <laughs> it's oh, American Airlines. I don't know. <laughs> we'll never know. I guarantee the guy who pressed that button's in a heap of trouble. And I don't think Iran is the slap you on the back of the wrist kind of uh, uh, military. Yeah. Well, if, if what happened if our if one of our guys did that? Well, like well they have done it. Prison, right? Anything happened to him? No, I don't think so. Johnson, not again. Yeah. Sorry. You're on mess duty. Yeah. <laughs> Kitchen patrol. Yeah. Uh, they go like police style, paid vacation. Yeah. 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 They'll teach I, you to beat so. the shit out of people <laughs> needlessly. Jesus Christ. But yeah, yeah, I'm glad. I'm glad. I feel like that was a literally dodged a bullet. No, not, maybe not. Yeah. Yeah. Literally dodged some missiles, mm. maybe even. Yeah. Those guys didn't, but. Another thing, you know, we always talk about statistics and uh, and events and facts that it's, it's really hard to get like the actual data on and figure out what the hell happened if there's any sort of uh, political bias that can work its way in are these Australian wildfires because I have heard two, these two different reports, these conflicting ideas. One side of the argument wants to say, "Hey, this is about climate change. This is this is this is about climate change. That's why we have wildfires like we've never had before." And they've probably got a point. The other side is like, do you know how many people were arrested for setting fires in Australia this week? Yeah, apparently the they caught is, a bunch of people. The other side, the blue team is saying, that is fake news. That is right-wing climate deniers making up that people were arrested. There were very few arrests. And I'm sitting there like, wait, wait. Why are we in an age where I literally can't determine whether yes. these were set by... Why can't we just say, yeah, some people set some wildfires and because the area is so dry this year due to climate change, the fires are very difficult to control. Why can't it be both? Why, why can't it be both? I, I, feel like, I feel like both sides are lying to me about, where, about something that should be really easy to come together on, and that's putting out some wildfires. Let me ask you guys a question. Yeah. So... This is a big topic for me. I, I was on uh, the board of the Weather Channel for like six, seven years, and Ooh. that was a bunch of years ago as well. And boy, almost a decade ago, we had the, um, a bunch of climatologists, uh, meteorologists from all over the world and some generals, including the general who ran the base in the Philippines, come in and talk to the Weather Channel, talk to us executives, like a think tank. And we brought them in because every time we put up something about climate change, uh, it was called global warming back then, uh, it would tank. The ratings would tank. People would get upset. We'd get letters. Our sponsors would be upset. And so our, our great CEO at the time brought these guys in, especially the generals, because they were nonpartisan, right? He's like, I'm not a Democrat. I'm not a Republican. I can just tell you we're moving our base uh, because it's sinking into the ocean because the ocean's rising hmm. and it's getting you know, warmer and it's hard to deny it. And he literally went, uh, th these were guys from all over the world. And some of them believe that, you know, there were different causes and not all of them believe like it can complete, you know, the doomsday, the world's going to end in a certain period of time. 
but it was about, I don't remember how many years ago, but like literally everything the guy said was going to happen. He did. They talked about incredible fires. They talked about earthquakes. They talked about incredibly cold winters and, and much more severe storms. And they said, stop calling it global warming because it's not really about, you know, hey, it's freezing out in Chicago yeah, today. So nice. global warming, yeah. Right. So I got to wonder, uh, you know, especially with, you know, millennials, like, there's no in, in Gen Z. There's no bigger fucking topic, or you know, in the in their lives that's going to affect their lives probably going forward, or their kids' lives, or their quality of life. You know, being able to go outside, and yet it's still this like no one wants to. It didn't even make the list for the Democratic debates. It wasn't the top five issue that people wanted to hear talk about. And and there's still tons of people who don't believe in it. And it just seems like you, it it breaks down on party lines on some level also. And I just don't understand how this is a partisan issue. Like, what do you guys like? Why do you see that? I think that uh, it, it definitely is a partisan issue. Part of it's probably there are a lot of corporations that uh, are responsible for climate change. And uh, mm. and to admit that it exists is almost to admit to a degree of culpability there. Yeah. And and those corporations are, are very big. And I think that they have uh, a lot of reach and a lot of influence with media and, uh, you know, large media companies. And they're able to, you know, you mentioned sponsors. I, I wouldn't be surprised if some of those sponsors are people like BP, you know, you know, it's, it's probably in their best interest not to admit to dooming the planet, uh, potentially, <laughs> you know, and, and also it's a real downer, right? It's, it's, it's not something that you can just wave a, a magic wand at, or, or it actually, it is something that you really actually need an, a literal magic wand. It would seem to fix you know, like unemployment, it's like, all right, well, we need to adjust inflation rates. We need to we need to do something about the currency. Maybe we can invest in the private sector. And I don't, yeah, I think we can turn this unemployment thing around, maybe the housing market, maybe we can do something there. But this, it's like, oh, the entire planet is getting a little bit too warm. And we are 250 million out of almost 8 billion. How much influence do we even have? You know, it, it's, and there's and so... There's two kinds of partisan issues in my head, right? There's one which is like, let's say healthcare, right? The Democrats generally think that the government might do a better job managing the healthcare. They take out the profit motivation, et cetera. And the Republicans feel like, you know, a capitalism-based solution would be good in healthcare. I think they both have good intentions, but they both have different ideas and, and that you can respect. Then there are some other things. Climate change is a fantastic example where it's more about rooting for the home team, right? The red team has decided that climate change is fake, that it's something to do with ice age cycles or whatever. And there's nothing we can do with it. It's not caused by humans if it's even happening at all. And the blue team has decided that it is completely caused by humans. And in this age where you can pick your own news and choose your own reality and, and you'll know, find sources to back it up, they just root for their own team. And it's a weird thing, you know, like if, if you tell me what your thoughts are on pro-life versus pro-choice or pro-gun versus uh, whatever they call the other side, you know, then um, anti-gun, I guess. Foolishness. I can reasonably predict your thoughts on climate change. And you'd think that abortion and gun rights would be unrelated to climate change, but they're not because school people, prayer. <laughs> like you, people are on their school teams. Pr the correlation between school prayer and belief in science. Yes. Directly, yeah. You know, it, it's it, these, these, these partisan issues. It, I it mean, really more prayer in schools terrible. might help. I, right? I doubt it. I, I doubt it. It won't hurt. 
<laughs> no, it's fine. Yeah, it won't, it won't hurt. Yeah, it couldn't possibly hurt. Yeah. <laughs> he mentioned the climatologist predicting, you know, the wildfires, the larger hurricanes and stuff like my preacher was doing that when I was 10 years old. He was like, it's coming. It's coming. The Lord is going to, you just watch. You're going to see increased earthquakes. You're going to see fires. Like, And he starts reading from scripture. And it's like, I think it, it, it as long it, people who are on the right side of that, and I don't mean the correct side, I mean the right wing side of that argument, they're, to deny it is a comforting thing. It's to, it's, it's to say, no, there's there's no boogeyman in the closet. And the left's like, I don't know. I can see his feet. <laughs> You're like, no, that's that. Of course you do. Those are your shoes. They're moving. Yeah, yeah they're You're moving. Yeah. <laughs> them. You know? And it's, it, it's, it's much more comforting to be on, on the right side of it. Because, because if you're on the realistic side of believing climate change, it's too late. If we're being honest, do you think it doesn't matter your age? You know, like I thought this was the one issue where you could live like, look where the big devastation has been lately, massive hurricanes and, and, and flooding in Houston, New Orleans, Florida, you know, all the Southern states, like it's hard to deny like that this stuff's happening to you as an individual. So when it happens and your whole world gets burnt out by massive wildfires that haven't happened in, you know, whatever amount of years, uh, and then you listen and all the science and, and, and your younger, you know, generation and you're on the internet, you don't change your mind or you don't have an open oh, mind. The I think generation he don't. who's on the internet is already on board. The problem is they I don't, don't know. Have Where are you? Sway. What are you doing? Why aren't you? Why is I, Greta the person out there making a big change? Like, if you guys are going to vote, I think people done. don't change their minds because their tribalism is too strong, right? Yes. Them and their like-minded friends enjoy their worldviews and their beliefs, and, and it, it it's a cohesive bond amongst them. And they don't really care about the fires or the floods or whatever more than they do their social structure. They're just there to be liked and fit in. And there's also alternate viewpoints of this thing that, that are... <clears throat> really easy to 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 buy into if you are a right wing guy you know the, one of the things i see uh, i read a lot and again i don't i I, th I bet it's probably true but i don't know that is is someone explaining that the reason these wildfires are so extreme right now in australia is because the the liberal prime minister prevented them from doing their like uh underbrush burning because it was gonna cause some some sort of minor uh, uh, issue, and they're like, ah, they don't allow us to burn the underbrush. So of course, when a fire does kick off, it's completely out of control. That sounds accurate. I know that's a thing here. You know, where 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 they, they disallowed the uh, the burning of under uh, of the uh, the undergrowth, the, uh, the the pine needles and stuff that pile up every season, and that's something the Native Americans did. I've read. You know, every year they'd go in and burn all that out. And it's something that's been disallowed to the point where you've got this huge amount of, of growth down there and, and fuel to like to fuel these gigantic fires. Well, I they won't the, if that's what caused it. They will not make that mistake next year. They, well, <laughs> they're going to take care of that. They're, gonna, they're, there's, there's like a little side thing. Well, Taylor, you might not have like heard, but they're burning it now. Yeah, they're, <laughs> really, guys, we're kind of just knocking out the next ten years of this. You know, <laughs> they're, they're kind of really, really taking care of it. Those you know, common sense excuses like. Every year has been for the last ten years has been the hottest year on the planet mm -hmm. in, in history. Every year, every and yeah. the, 
every year has the most melting ever of the polar ice caps. Every year, every single year, just keep going back, has the biggest rise in water temperature, has the biggest amount of water, you know, created. Every year has the biggest fires in history. Now, going back every year, like this year, last year was all here in California, right? Now it's all in Australia. Okay, we should sweep the the you know the forest better and burn the pine needles and maybe there were some guys setting fires. Like, come on! Like, there's such giant amounts of evidence and science that we just got to put ourselves you know into figuring out the issue. And the scariest thing that I remember ten years ago with these generals, and it's the same now, is that they ranked all the countries all uh, around the world and uh, the public opinion on whether climate was a major issue. And in places like China who was the biggest polluter, they were actually doing the most as far as scrubbing and coal and thinking about it. And it was a 90% issue for their uh, for their population. And in Europe, it was an 80% issue. And in the United States, we were doing the least and it was like a 40% issue. Um, it makes sense that Chinese, especially urban Chinese, would care breathe. about that because they're walking around in smog 24-7. Yes, like that, yeah. that would be terrible. They had a really yeah. visible and lifestyle impact of their climate change. Ours exactly. is more disaster oriented and it's easier to deny. And it's more it's happening somewhere else. Like, oh, yeah. that's happening in China. That's happening yeah. in India. Yeah, it's less tangible, you know. Um, it's and, and those countries got to stop pumping so much plastic into the ocean. You've seen those clips? That shit is ridiculous. Oh. It's absurd how uh, much plastic. It's just whole the, rivers of plastic just yeah. pouring in from like China, India, Bangladesh. Like, like it looks like it, it honestly it looks like when you see an avalanche clip but instead of snow and ice it is old coke bottles and like pc parts and stuff yeah. just like America used to do that it. It, when i so i was a surfer in new jersey when i was a kid this is like 32 years ago something like that and uh yeah my wetsuit would come back like covered with like dirt and trash and like oil bits there'd be things floating wildwood beaches would get shut down because like the barges where we dumped our trash offshore would wash in and wildwood would have to close down all the time i, I read in a surfing magazine i used to be all into those that the disposable tampon applicator was the new jersey seashell <laughs> <It's> like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> and that's, that's yeah so we've cleaned it up a bunch since then but yeah that's where we were a long time ago that's good yeah, and it looks like uh, you were right, Woody. With uh, uh, or I don't, I think you said it. The like the nearly two hundred people arrested for like starting fires. It looks like only twenty four of them were arrested for intentionally like starting fires. Most people, it was like not abiding by uh, regulation or like throwing a cigarette out and starting something. Still counts though, right? Well, yeah, but it's not. Well, yeah, I mean, the, I mean, the fire doesn't care how it was started, I suppose. But yeah, it must yeah, be. It, it, there's not a huge group of people out there being like, hee hee hee, we're going to make people believe this is happening. <laughs> I mean, they caught reality. two dozen. And it's, it, you would imagine it's very difficult. I could go out back and start a fire right now. Nobody would know. I mean, they'd suspect me for obvious reasons, but yeah, you just told know us right away. <laughs> I, yeah, shit. Not again. I, I, I could go across town and start some fires and nobody would know, you know. You keep but, ruining but, your own plan. Oh, <laughs> if, if an Atlanta fire happens, <laughs> I just, this is dropping. Please, God, not again. <laughs> Fingers crossed, please. <laughs> not, again, not again. I'm not going back. I already did my time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I just don't know, man. I, I honestly believe that it's too late to affect any real change and to reverse things quickly. I think we're going to see some some pretty serious issues uh, over the next, maybe we won't see them, but human beings are going to see some serious uh, changes over the next 50 years or so. And 
I, I don't think. The, the, the thing that I hear about um, the most that does sound kind of irreversible is, you know, the changing of the, uh, the ocean currents and, uh, and how that can lead to the, uh, the pH of the ocean changing so dramatically that like huge amounts of the sea life die off. And, uh, and the chain reaction that that causes because of uh, everything that the, that sea life is doing for the global ecosystem and our, you know, the, the air quality, something like that happens. It, we're not going to. You're assuming that. all these changes are for the negative, right? What if we get rid of sharks and get way cooler flounder? I, that's, an, that's a net positive. I don't like it's sharks. It's more likely the ocean <laughs> turns into acid and the air is unbreathable, but but I'm, I'm with you. I'm with well, you. Well, that sounds cool. Flounder. cool. <laughs> so much destruction over the next decades that it's like it's almost like your body getting a fever trying to kill off the virus you know Ooh. like and eventually the earth is just the earth right now has a fever it's I've like seen oh these the bastards we need to get rid of them and then eventually it'll cull us down to a reasonable number and then we can then we can start fucking it up all over again that's the premise of like half a dozen movies the matrix is, I, I think is one you. of them I, it, oh yeah, uh, they, day after tomorrow. That was. Yeah, I think yeah. in the Matrix they say that you know people think they're animals, but they're not. They're actually a virus, right? Because if you think about a virus, it just keeps reproducing and growing and growing and expanding until eventually it kills its own habitat. That's what viruses do. I'm like, oh, that does kind of sound like people. Yeah, we just got to get to Mars faster, right? Oh, that's funny you mentioned that. Going to the, go, they're, they're, uh, they're, NASA has a plan um, to put a woman and a man on the moon in 2024. It seems like it's like a realistic thing that that. They're going to make happen. They're going to need to put more than one woman and one man to rid of some goofy ass Martians. <laughs> Have you not there. read your Bible? That's <laughs> how we do it. You're not going to stay. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, Mars is not a viable plan. People stop thinking that, like, ah, Earth got two degrees warmer. Fuck it. Let's go to Mars. No, no. Mars is not closer to perfect than Earth is. Let's just do no. Earth right. Well, how's Venus? It's it's much, much worse than it has Mars. has its own issues. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Mercury is always an option, and I think that's no, about it. No, <laughs> Mercury is definitely not an option. I, I know. We'd be, we'd probably isn't be there a moon off. around Jupiter or something? It's supposed to there have life a, on it. There are a lot of moons around uh, Jupiter and yeah, Saturn. Titan. I think that's the one they think has subsurface water that they've looked at before, like yeah. I think there's a warm ocean under those uh, under that icy surface, and that's fascinating to me. Um, that that's really fascinating to me. I, I wish they would. I don't know. I, Neil deGrasse Tyson was talking about. He's, he's like, I wanted to send a probe up there, and I wanted to drill a hole and go down <laughs> in there and look around. And I'm like, yeah, that would be awesome. That's where I got my enthusiasm from too. Ah, you yeah. know, for all that guy's faults, which is basically creating the "I am very smart" subreddit. Yeah, <laughs> I, I am excited about that. <laughs> That's his real job. Yeah. You're getting enthusiasm yeah. around science. Every yeah, once in a while, sure. he'll like tweet out a banger about the universe, and I'm like, oh wow. The universe is neat. And then like on Christmas, he'll be like, it's totally arbitrary why you people are celebrating the solstice now. That's usually of New XY. Year's. Yeah, or New Year's, Year's or whatever. Yeah, it's yeah. just like, this Neil, date means you're nothing. just quit being a bitch and let people give <laughs> presents to each other. Like, just, <laughs> actually, uh, in Interstellar, it wouldn't have happened like that. Shut up! We know! We know! You know what happens if your way gets through? Is that movie's 40 minutes long and everything's fine. <laughs> oh 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 there's no outward inertia just come on in yes <laughs> oh yeah so anyway yeah hopefully we can it does kind of suck what's the saying like born too late to explore the earth born too early to explore the stars something to that effect like yeah, yeah. there's no fucking way 
that we're going to be alive, any of the four of us, to see like or a you, cool base on on Jupiter's moon or on Mars. Like, we have we haven't gone back to the moon in like fifty years. You were here for the rise of Facebook, so you got 60s. that. Yeah, but that sucked. Now Facebook's all <laughs> old people. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that, that's true. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> now it's all about that TikTok, which apparently China's just stealing people's info. <laughs> that's a I different even... thing. I, I made that same mix up, Taylor. I can't laugh oh, at you. Know. Yeah, no. China had like TalkTick, and it's a big scam like thing. Kyle, what is it actually? How close am I? Um, I don't know how close you are. I'm it's not like with TikTok it. or something. Yeah. And, and, <laughs> but it was so close to TikTok, I got confused as well. Um, yeah, I, I, I just know that they're two very different things because one is, you know, currently everyone in the military is getting a memo, get out, it's, it's spyware, it's watching you all the time. And the mm -hmm. other is like where people put silly videos and Kevin Hart's got an entertaining show. You know, uh, it's very different. Yeah, I was wondering what kind of useful information they were gathering from TikTok videos. <laughs> like, ah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, the latest American memes. Yeah, you're, you're not getting anything of, of any sort of real value over there. Yeah, hell no. But yeah, I, I think it's like, um, I can't remember, there, there was this Jeff Daniels TV show. It was like something, Newsroom or something like that. And, and uh, there's an old clip from that show where he's interviewing a climatologist. And, uh, and uh, he's, he's like, all right, well, the climatologist is like, well, um, you know, we're going to see this. This bad thing's going to happen. That bad's going to happen. And Jeff Daniels' character is like, all right, well, let's, let's put a good spin on this for the audience. What do we need to do to fix all that? Well, 10 years ago, we could have uh, done this and that and this and that. And he's like, well, today, what can we do to you know, turn the <laughs> ship around? He's like, oh, nothing, nothing, absolutely nothing. There's nothing we can do. Well, oh, what do you mean? We could, uh, we could cut carbon emissions. Uh, you could take every car off the road that exists. It wouldn't matter. Um, we, could, uh, we, could, we could all go electric. Not going to help. Not going to help. He's <laughs> like, like, so what are you saying? I, I, I'm saying that in the next... 25 years we're looking at you know he's talking about like millions of people dying and the oceans rise and he's he's like when is this going to happen oh, 20 30 years something like that and you can see like jeff Downs <laughs> getting visibly frightened at this point it's no longer about the news show he's just he's, he's like how accurate away. is it though like is it on, it's is not it on I, I don't think it's very accurate i, I think there are people who would say it is i think this show dates no. back to uh al gore, the, the time of al gore's uh, uh, inconvenient truth where the See, that's when, that's when the left can really shoot themselves in the foot. Not that they touch a firearm, but don't. Tell <laughs> <us>. <laughs> this shouldn't go unnoticed. That was a good one. <laughs> don't tell us the world is going to implode in fifteen years if major change doesn't happen, because we're just lazy enough to wait around and see if you're right or not. And and if there's no implosions, it looks like you're wrong. It's just like when when the media goes a little bit too far at trying to make Trump look bad. And they say something that's not exactly accurate. And it's like, then Trump can go, you see fake news. I've been telling you the whole time. And you're like, Whoa, just that one thing was fake. We just <laughs> faked the one thing. The other 99 things you said were all real, actual lies. Fake news, all of it. He's going to paint you with the same brush, you know? And so I, I feel like Al Gore's inconvenient truth almost did more harm than it did good because so many people point to that and they're like, Oh yeah. Remember that? that, that it, he, he was predicting a world that we live in right now. New York will be underwater by 2008. Yeah, his, I, yeah it, it, it's, it's almost like, like, like when you watch Blade Runner or something like that. And I want to say like the first Blade Runner movie, which is based like in the year 2019. 
everybody's in flying cars and we've got uh cybernetic uh organ cybernetic human beings like cyborgs that are like indetectable without using that uh that that fancy test to like you know trick their emotions or whatever we see what 2019 is like it's it's memes and and orange world leaders you know it's it, it's not all that different than it was in the 80s it, it, it's just we've just got cooler gadgets nobody's flying around not 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 not, not you know so, you got so cool I, hoverboards but you can only use them like over the ocean ah uh, those you know that's just a jet ski with a cooler look don't that's ruin it. this for me you're talking about andy's level of wealth i'm buying all the hoverboards and then i'm gonna hoverboard around spraying water on the chicago blackhawks yeah (laughs) that's the jet feet things they're pretty cool cool. is kyle on the same page with what what he's talking about yeah i think that that thing's pretty lame honestly i think the coolest thing is the actual hoverboard you've seen those actual hoverboards that 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 you stand on and fly around in the sky and you got like like, arm like gauntlets that you're like the green goblin from spider-man like 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 that is some ridiculous they only go a very short distance i don't know what the distance i think it's like 90 (laughs) seconds they work like it's it's rough i saw those uh those uh those guys in dubai who literally have the rocket jet packs have you seen them like flying around like Uh actual superheroes yeah you know so there is some cool stuff that has happened but it's just not mainstream or widely available can i talk- Andy, i bet you've gone and fucked around in dubai before is it as neat as youtube makes it seem i've, I've never been i oh. want to go i've never been it looks unbelievable can i talk you guys into a relationship advice topic yeah man sure. all right andy we do this now and then it's from reddit girl's gonna ask for advice it's about a two minute read so buckle up my she's a 22 year old female boyfriend 22-year-old, I'm sorry, 25-year-old male made a new girlfriend last night, just a friend, and is now doing favors for her that I feel are reserved for us. We've been dating three years. A month ago, he tells me this girl, he met this girl while surfing, kicked her in the head underwater by accident while trying to dive under a wave. He told me this, and I was like, oh, darn, that's messed up. You owe her a drink. Ha ha. Well, the thing is, she happened to pop up on a friend's Instagram story, and he replied to it, saying, hey... Can I tell your friend I'm sorry? I think I kicked her while earlier while surfing. I guess the friend put them in contact and they started DMing each other. I'm not sh- sure exactly what the messaging about, but I guess they got around to talking about what she does and who she is and how old she is, 21. And she said that she just moved to our state and has no other friends but the one that posted on her Instagram. So my boyfriend said that she asked if she could join him whenever he surfs because she has no one to surf with. So all in the same conversation, he told me that he surfed with her a couple of times, and that was that. After the conversation, I didn't express my frustration, anger, and jealousy. I told him I was happy he made a friend. But in my head, I thought to myself, I'd probably do the same too. She was never brought up again until yesterday. Yesterday, I told him his mom offered to drop us off at the airport in two months. I said we need a ride back, which can probably be my sister since I'm dropping her off and picking her up. Then he brings up, well, I'm already going there Monday. I asked him why, and he said to pick up a friend. I asked him what friend. He says, oh, that girl I told you about. She's coming back into town tomorrow and said she has no one else to pick her up. So I responded, yeah, all that for a girl I just met and laughed it off. But in my head, come on, what the heck, a girl you just met? You're not going to drive an hour to the airport and an hour back for a girl you just met. You do that for family and close friends or your girlfriend. I wouldn't do that if the tables were turned. I got home and I went on his Instagram following. 
I found her right away. I know this because he said her age and the two t states that she commutes from in her bio. She's cute. She's totally cute. She's his type. We're similar in style, and I could see why he's doing all these favors, eye rolls. Anyway, tomorrow I'm planning to confront him and ask about the details. I don't know if I'm just going to set him in his place or break up with him, but how does this sound to you guys? Now, it turns out she's a surfer too, but she's not advanced, so they surf in different spots. Well, this dude it, is doing multi-hour-long favors for a cute girl he just met. You know, this guy's a dick. I think you're about to push your boyfriend <laughs> right over to his new girlfriend um, if you confront him. Guys love being confronted, by the way. We prefer if it's a surprise. Hit us right when we wake up, by the way. That's, that's <laughs> Hit us right when we wake up. When we wake up and we do that yawny, stretchy, sleep out of our eye thing, be already sitting there cross-legged with a cup of coffee, fully dressed, so you've got an air of superiority. Maybe stand over him, looking down. Be and, upset. But, 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 but pretend like you're not. You know? <laughs> so he can tell you're upset, but you're feigning, uh, like, like you're holding it to get... Yeah, you're about to push him right over to to cutie mix surf girl. Um, if he's not already gone, you know it. it you know, he's already gone, dude. Yeah, you you know don't why? go to pick up a chick that you're not fucking an hour away at the airport and then drive back. Yeah, you don't do that. Oh, uh, Taylor, I, I would argue that you do, but I might just add not fucking yet. Yeah, maybe not fucking yet. But this no, this guy wasn't like, oh hell yeah, this this is gonna be fun conversation. Like no, he he wants to bang. Uh, I would if I were this this lady, I would break up with this guy because he's clearly in the middle of swinging branch to branch right now, and it's it's only once he has a firm grasp on her that he's gonna let go of you, and he's not treating you with the respect. So fuck this guy. Yeah, this that's really really shitty of him, and and she only knows the times that he has actually told her that he's hanging out with her he and lives. doing these little intimate things. There were tons of times, tons of times that he was hanging yeah. out with her other than this. Does he live with the What's, first girl? Yeah. I thought I picked that up. Let's, let's let uh, Andy get it. Yeah, uh, this guy is, I think he he's he's a pussy and he wants her to break up with him. Oh. Who, who says, oh yeah, oh by the way, I'm going to the airport anyways. I'm going to go pick up this girl uh, that you didn't know about. Like, that's the dumbest move ever. Unless he I was craving to... Auntie Anne's. Like a $9 pretzel to start the day. Andy's got an interesting yeah, point. He wants to be broken up with. He outed yeah, himself. I, I it up yeah. A month from now. Yeah. He definitely hmm. does. Yeah. He, he wants you to make the move because he's a pussy and he's exactly. not going to pull the trigger. And yeah. he wants to be able to have the, you know, I guess deniability of being like well you're the one who wants to end it i'm gonna go you know fuck this or maybe girl. he wants to date both girls for a period maybe he wants one. a branch in each hand yeah <laughs> the way you God like it <laughs> but it no no not kyle but like the branch in each hand like thing you were like jacking off two men yeah you can do four if they stay in front of it. anyway um Maybe he's swinging, but he does want a branch in each hand just so that he can figure out which branch he likes more, right? You date them concurrently before you switch. Scummy move. Don't do that. But I could, maybe that's what he's doing. Yeah, that's not a thing you sh you can do, though. Like, they're not just dating. They're in a relationship, you know? They're not, you know, yeah. if he were casually dating, it's like, oh, we've gone on two dates. By the way, official. Karen, oh, I don't appreciate yeah. you talking about me right on my show. <laughs> <laughs> All right? You, you could have come to me for this kind of discussion. You didn't have to go straight to Woody, all right? Don't you <laughs> This is why I'm going to the airport tomorrow. Yeah, <laughs> Little Betsy yeah. over here doesn't do this shit. I don't surf. 
Yeah. So that guy's a dick and she's in the right for being suspicious and probably breaking up with him. Or are we just set in some sort of old fashioned mindset and this man can have an Kyle, attractive... my mind's made up and I'm not going to change it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Can a guy have an attractive girlfriend? No. Right. I think you're right. <laughs> I, I thought I was going to be alone on that, but, no. but yeah, it's, it's no. a recipe that breeds trouble. It, it, yeah. It's... So do you have to only be friends with women that your girlfriend doesn't think are more attractive than her? No, but you can be friends with girls without being one-on-one picking them up at the airport and oh, so the doing Mike like Pence little strategies. activities. You know, uh, I laughed I mean, at Mike Pence, but it's looking pretty smart to me right now. It's so funny <laughs> that like a week before Me Too happened, everybody's like, ha, 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 look at Mike Pence and his dumbass strategy. And then everybody starts getting Me Too, and you know he's the one guy in like, Hollywood <laughs> or D.C. being like, oh, another wonderful night's sleep. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm feeling refreshed. I've never even been in the same room with a woman alone. <laughs> I feel like I could shock a whole room full of gays. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's the thing he likes to do. I, I forget about that. Every, is that even how, how mean? How much of a meme is that? Uh, that's like not know. a meme at all. He, I, I'm pretty sure he uh, actually don't he, answer it. it. I'm going to choose. It's not a meme at all. Yeah, I, I'm pretty <laughs> sure. He, you know, I think one of those pray away the gay camps that uses electroshock or something like that. Like he was down for that, or I, I don't remember the details. I remember reading it thoroughly and being like, "Fuck, that's messed up." That's awful. Is it oh. messed up, though? Like, I remember playing with that taser with you. We were all laughing. It was fun. I feel like that's the electroshock <laughs> is something that, like, German scientists came up with where they're like, this, this person, they still have so many mental problems. We've given them pills. We're trying to do whatever we can. The other guy's like, yeah, but we haven't used the shock machine. <laughs> like, how, Hans, how does this work? You don't know it won't work. We haven't used it. <laughs> <laughs> Shocking the shit out of someone. <laughs> Apparently, it actually is good for a couple things. You know, I, I, I'm not going to believe it. <laughs> not for making you not gay, but for like neural problems. What is it good for? What is shocking good for? I get, I know, and it helps them stop uh, resisting the help, police. Uh, it can help you with uh, people with seizure disorders. I think it can like like trigger something in your brain that can help with that. I'm going to shop around for doctors until one prescribes pot if I have seizure issues. Yeah, I, I don't think you have yeah. to look too long. In North you know Carolina, what? I would you rather smoke pot oh. than get shocked. You know, I think they can actually prescribe medical marijuana here in Georgia now. There's just no actual really? legal way to acquire it. You know, they don't have it. It's, uh, it's, yeah, it's the whole thing. It, it, yeah, we can do medical here too. I always get these wildly any. different like views. Like sometimes I see 11 states pot is legal weed, and sometimes I see something like 37 states have legal weed. And I'm like, how yeah. can it be so different? So I, I, well, well, it, it, it's, it's, when and where, when, where and why it's legal, right? You know, it's uh, in Colorado, obviously, maybe not obviously. Wide open. It's it's essentially a cigarette. You can't smoke it in public, but if you do, you're not going to jail. Like, hey, 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 put that out, you. Don't think we won't find you half dozens of dollars. This isn't even good stuff, sir. You, <laughs> you, come, in, you come into my precinct with this crappy weed? Get out of it. It's not even worth my time, you know. It, but, but, you know, there's plenty of states where it's medical, but when they say medical, they mean you feeling bum, bummed out? You feeling a little blue? Does your ankle hurt? <laughs> are, you, are you sleepy? Oh, you can't sleep. Well, it does both. Yeah, <laughs> you know, it, you're getting it no matter what. And then there's states that are like, 
Oh, so your four-year-old daughter has seizures continuously that are ruining her life. I don't know if she's a good case study for, for this oil that doesn't even get people high. No, no. You're going to have to go to the black market. You know, it, it, That's it, how it Jersey really depends. is, I think. Unless it's been updated. Yeah, yeah it looks yeah. like there's only nine states remaining. At, well, it might have even changed. This is as of last year. Only nine states where it's fully illegal. Let me try and find a 2020 map. Yeah, but I'm still on with Kyle in that, like, I need that, need that resolved a little bit. Okay, nine's fully legal. Check. Where are we on, like, the next 20? No, no, nine is the only one that's, not only nine are fully illegal. That's what I meant. I don't know. Maybe I said it wrong. Oh, yeah, that, that means yeah. they have, but, but I think what Woody's saying is, like, but wait a minute. I bet there's at least seven or eight that are like, yeah, it's, we've got medical, but not really. Yeah. Um, I think there's a, there's a law with it where... Currently, because it's not federally legal. So, like, example, Missouri, where I live, just made it legal for medical. But we, like, we can't import weed from California or from Colorado or from the states that have the supply that they could sell it to us. Everything that's sold in a Missouri dispensary medically has to be grown in Missouri in, like, a greenhouse. And yeah. so, basically, it's like saying, hey, it's medically legal, but nothing for you to buy for another year until they build up enough that you can exactly. actually sell it. And so, yeah, I think that's how it was. In, uh, in a little update, as of 2020, only three states remain where it's prohibited. So, it's yeah, going welcome quick. to Georgia, folks. Um, <laughs> no, it's not Georgia. Georgia's uh, medically legal. Yeah, we've got some nonsense medical though. Don't don't buy into that. It's like, it's like seizures and and cancer or AIDS or something like that. I do know, however, in the city of Atlanta, here's a little tidbit. Fucking ticket. It's a fucking ticket if the if the city not for you. you. Well, I wasn't in Atlanta. Yeah, you'll go back to jail. <laughs> no, I meant yeah. like uh, hypothetically. <laughs> oh, like, yeah. hypoth oh, they, oh, well, like, I like, don't know. It would depend on the police officer, you know. If, if it, although they they write a whole report. Um, it, yeah, it, it'd be a whole thing because because I have to fill out, I have to report monthly to my probation officer, and one of the questions that I have to answer truthfully is you know whether I was stopped or questioned or you know anything like that. Yeah. Fun. That's what you get for being a felon. Yep. <laughs> Andy might Kyle not know the background. Jail for a, a short stint. Short I, stint. He's yeah, I, I, I got caught with half an ounce of marijuana and they made it a federal case and gave me a few months in federal prison. Doesn't over. that suck? That's literally what he got caught for. Yeah. Wow. It was a bad boy, apparently. Yeah. And, uh... <laughs> that was a bad boy. I, you know what? You know what? Really... <laughs> I, it, I really don't, you know, I'm over it. It doesn't bother me or whatever. What will irk me a little bit every now and then, like I really don't even think about it, but I watch these cop shows. I think it's this thing on YouTube called Live PD mm -hmm. and they pull this guy over and he's got a bunch of marijuana, like two ounces. And they're like, it's just, it's less than two ounces. So we're going to write him a ticket, send him home tonight. And I'm just like, what do you mean? Why aren't you raiding his home right now? <laughs> Why aren't you stealing you half a million dollars worth of firearms from this man? You haven't shackled him and drug him to the hospital at 3 a.m. for a forced blood blood pull? Come on. <laughs> this is America. Let's go. And then, like, I, I keep watching, and, you know, they, there's a lot of drug stops on Live PD, and they, they get this other guy. He's got heroin. And they're like, we're just going to write him a ticket for the pills. I am going to tell the assistant DA about the heroin, but I'm going to let her know. He's promising to go to a drug treatment program. They're, they're, they're not going to prosecute that. They see him moving forward to, you know, better his life. They're not going to prosecute the heroin. The guy had heroin and a bottle of pills. Where are like, these like, cool states where they're pulling, getting pulled over? 
this was like Florida or Where something. Where are these this cool not a people cool that may be dealing heroin? Just get out of here. I don't want to fucking know. <laughs> I don't want to know anything about some fucking heroin. I don't want to know anything about Tic Tacs at this point. Just, oh, it's that frustrating. Is that a That's reference I, I didn't get? Or are we actually talking about breath mints I'm here? talking about breath mints. Okay. I, they look too much like narcotics. <laughs> um, yeah, I, that, that's one thing that does irk me still is is like I, I when I watch those cop shows and they're like, oh, he's just got half an ounce of weed. What are we going to do? You going to write him a ticket? It's half an ounce of weed. I make him throw it away. Yeah. <laughs> and then we can smoke it later. But we are going to get him on the seatbelt violation so he learns a lesson. Yeah, they'll literally do stuff like that. You know, they're, they're, the cops are really cool on that on that on that show most of the time. You know, they'll they'll catch people street racing and they're like, we're going to ride him a speeding ticket. I'm like, he was street racing. What do you mean a speeding ticket? You know, I, I feel like they they just take my car. One of the, yeah. I, I think about this part of your story sometimes, like independently. If I have the number right, you served 56 days. And there was whatever, it's incalculable. Seven by eight cinder blocks, which is 56 cinder blocks. Mm-hmm. And you like counted them off one by day. Like this wall represents my term. entire stay. And, and, you know, I'm just working my way over and I can visually see like half. This is how much of my term. This is how much. And uh, I don't know, something about that burned into my consciousness, like as a way to measure your progress more visually. It, yeah, it was helpful to visual to be able to visualize the days I had left in prison because um, there and there were two ways to do it. For the longest time, I had to do it like you're talking about this long linear line where I could look at the end of the uh, the block and see, you know, I, you're, I'm, you're sitting there doing nothing a lot, just reading. But even if it's 20% done, you can see like, ooh, that's but what I But you, but you can't um, visualize that number in shapes. Your brain's not capable of it. But once you get down to about maybe a dozen, uh, then I can do the wall right in front of me. And I can do a four by three block. And I can be like four, four, four days, three times. Or maybe it's easier, or maybe it seems easier to do Three days, four times. You know, you, ah, I, you start or doing only twelve days once. <laughs> I swear, six you, days twice. Work with me, boys. <laughs> when you're just when you're sitting there all day, you know, for 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 twelve hours, you're just like you're doing all the different ways to divide twelve. <laughs> <laughs> and then and and but then There's at the same time, I'm, and you're looking at the clock, and you're like, oh, three more hours. Then it's ten days. You know, one. You know, two days later, obviously. And then, you know, all the ways you can, the 10 is divisible. And, uh, and it, it, yeah, very frustrating, very frustrating. I think you came out of prison more cultured, more well-read. Oh, yeah. I, definitely more well-read. I, I really hit the uh, the classics, you know. So do you, uh, you read your books because that was what was allowed. Do you think if audiobooks were allowed, that would have made you stay nicer? Yeah. Reading? yeah. Yeah, probably so. Probably so because I had a nice headset. Um, you know, I had a headset similar to this. Um, I had some Sennheisers or something in there. Uh, I would have probably preferred to have listened because I could have like closed my eyes and lied back in the bunk rather than sort of sitting up all the time, you know, mm-hmm. reading, actually reading. But I didn't mind so much, you know, it's uh, it probably took me it definitely takes me longer to read a book than to listen to a book, I would think. I, mean, I don't know. Actually. What my struggle with my vision is not as good as yours and it would have taken more. Stress workload like I'm having a hard time articulating why it's it's an effort to read for a long time. Sure. Yeah. I would read for three or four hours at a time and then, and then take a break. And, uh, you know, I just break the day up in little blocks. It makes it easier. Yeah. Yeah. Hope to never have to deal with that. Ah, you'll enjoy it. 
Yeah. <laughs> go in, get in shape. You know, get yeah. you're, you're going. Yeah. <laughs> you're going. Check your P.O. box, Taylor. <gasps> it's, what? Like, <laughs> it's like those people are like, I'll never eat an oyster. And you're like, someday you'll try one. Yeah. Yeah. It's exactly like that. Yeah. yeah. It's like trying you're oysters. Going, going to fucking me. prison. I worry Where about it. I don't even do anything bad. I do, I'm like the. I never even like flirt with the edges of doing bad things, but I'll sit there watching like advice videos from Lock Up Twenty Three and One. You're like, all right, definitely don't look at anyone else's cell when you walk by. I learned that. You know, just I, like I, I, I certainly did not. Yeah, you were that. See, I think that's I knew, an area like, where I you're better tell, than me. I could tell. I was like, I was like, because I didn't like when people looked at my cell. Mm. I was like, the fuck. You don't know if I'm naked, dude. <laughs> the, the fuck? Hey, you, you looking at my state issued bed? You know? <laughs> you're looking at it. No, no. It, you're looking in at everything that man possesses. You're looking. It, you might as well just like walk down the street and open his fucking bedroom door and look in there. You don't know what could be going on in there, and it might be something that you don't want to see. And even worse case, it might be something he doesn't want you to see, and you don't know mm -hmm. who he is. Maybe somebody else is in that cell doing something that you don't need to know about. That you don't want to know about. There could easily be a guy who doesn't normally stay in that cell hiding drugs or um, a weapon or a cell phone in there. And now the and you and he knows that you know about it now. And it doesn't matter if you rat him out or not. Maybe he gets caught two days later just by happenstance. You could easily get the shit beaten out of you. You could get labeled as as a rat, as an informant. You don't look in there. Just 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 be on the safe side. Just don't fucking look anybody's cells. Kyle's right, obviously. But, Taylor, I'm asking you. I put you in prison for eight years. You go eight years with a perfect never look record? If it means not getting the shit beaten out of me, yes. I'm I'm Mr. Look Forward. Ah, if it means not getting the shit out of me, I'll give myself a probably. Head on a swivel? <laughs> not this guy. I would look straight ahead. I would, I, would, I would look at the far end. And in my, I would use my peripheral to make sure I wasn't going to get bumped into anybody. And if people and people would usually greet me as I walk past, then I would, you know, acknowledge them. But but I never looked at. Them. I, I know your tricks. And there's like, <laughs> just run by. Yeah. <laughs> Kyle's been yeah. acting weird. <laughs> <laughs> Notice he won't even look at you. <laughs> I think he's hiding something. <laughs> Let's beat his ass. <laughs> I'm not sure if he's a child molester or a rat. Maybe both. <laughs> See, no, that seems like what you said was the big winning combo is find out about a child molester in there or someone who was looking at kitty porn and then talk to, and then find common ground with people over that. Be like, do you hear about that guy who's way worse than me? Or are you? <laughs> yeah, I hate him, too. Let's That's what I did him. in jail like when I was in yeah. county jail. Like, mm -hmm. like, like for, but that was only like three or four days was like immediately like me and the other uh, prisoners bonded over the fact that we're in here for like petty drugs. And maybe there's a guy in there for like some petty theft. That guy's a fucking child molester. And like, I'm going to get out in three days. I'm not going to do anything, but I'll be part of the conversation. Because <laughs> <laughs> they're all sitting, we're all sitting there and just like looking at him. And, and, and they're like, I don't like that. And I'm, in my head, I'm like, nobody likes that, dude. Yes. Like, nobody fucking likes that. They're the they're the most hated people. You're so brave yet courageous. Yeah, yeah right. But 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 I will say that I'm like, yeah, I don't like it either. And he's like, I think I'm gonna do something. I'm like, good. 
<laughs> I think I'm, I'm gonna watch. watch you do it. Yeah, I think gonna... I'm gonna watch you do it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, ugh. yeah, yeah. Uh, child molesters are definitely the uh, the bottom <clears throat> rung of uh, of prison society. Of course, there were no okay convicted child molesters where I was staying at. Just suspected chomos. Um, yes, there were there were people who were under suspicion of perhaps being uh, child molesters, but it took very little to to make you uh, to, to to bring that upon you uh in some instances hmm. well lesson learned i'm just not at all confident in my ability to thrive in this environment kyle I, i'm not I, I i mean i i i i i, I i'm not either <laughs> yeah <laughs> they're gonna kill you <laughs> you did great and i'm proud of you <laughs> I, I could just see you, you know, like, like I think you do, you do well for like six weeks, a month, maybe a year, and then there just be that little misunderstanding mm-hmm. where you're, you know, you, just like you, you know. You is go- there anything else? You know, <laughs> I knew that was coming. <laughs> you know, you, circling back to the waitress, you just, you're just a little rude, but you don't even realize you're being rude, and now there's a a, a chink, chink, a chink, chink in the armor. Now they can get you. No, not no, a chink. no, no. That's a word for shank. That's, oh. a, that's that's what my uh, like my, a, uh, my Mexican friend called a shank. He called it a chank. Kyle got Kyle arranged several bodyguards through charm and charisma. I did I did what I could to stay alive and <laughs> and, and a virgin. <laughs> <laughs> Those were his priorities, and not in that order. Not in that order. Not in that order. Yeah, not at all. Uh, Good times. News story here. Uh, I guess a judge ruled it unconstitutional to have a male-only draft. Excellent. So now it, it, oh, it was. It we're was kind of losing more wars. <laughs> that <laughs> it, it, like I laugh, but do we want women drafted in the army or military? Yeah, they're not gonna. They're say. not gonna do a draft. This shit doesn't. <clears throat> Well, okay, um, they're, they're not going to do a draft. I'm with you there. I'm in the hypothetical. Though. Over a long enough period of time, the odds of there being a draft go to 100%. You realize that, right? Well, not if our entire country dissolves in the boiling oceans first. Wouldn't right. they draft before they yeah, did They're going to draft people <laughs> to make fucking sandbags or something. Like <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah, I, um, I, I think that um, they wouldn't put them into combat positions that they weren't either qualified for or... Um, you know, allowed into. I, I, well, that's I, not I, very PC of you. Well, I, I think it's more about what what the military decides to do. Not not really my decision, but um, but you know, I it, I, I think it's a good thing. You know, uh, I I think that uh, everybody should have equal rights, equal responsibilities. I don't feel like the judge. I feel like this should all be internal with the military. Let them make the decision they think is fit. Like, don't let a judge overrule it. Like, they have their own courts there. What if they like, decide we need the, segregated units? That, that if they if, if they decide that they're not going to do that. Do you mean by race or we, by before, sex? Before, they used to do that before we made them stop. Yeah, yeah, but I think it's a little different. That, those are well, all males. You said the military should be on their own. You know, autonomous and everything. I'm just playing devil's advocate, saying, what if they? Decide I don't know. We won World War II, didn't we? <laughs> <laughs> Those poor Tuskegee Airmen. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I understand what you're saying there about back in the segregation days. But yeah, I think this should like be internal with the military. They know what they're doing more. Like, yeah, if they I, think it's fine, then go for it. Yeah, I, I suppose I'm always for uh, the people who are literally on the ground and, uh, you know, 
do that as a profession, making those decisions. It, it seems whenever you've got politicians making those, it seems weird to me that the president is the commander in chief. I like right? it. I disagree. But carry the, on. Let me listen. He's a politician. Right. You know, his, 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 and it used to be that so many of our presidents had military experience. And so mm -hmm. it made sense for so long. George Washington was literally the general who was most influential in winning the Revolutionary War. And, and that tradition continued more or less for a long period of time. You know, we had a lot of military background presidents and some of the better ones, actually, you know, from Eisenhower to, uh, to uh, Teddy Roosevelt. You know, they all had extensive military experience. Donald Trump went to military school. That's like a pun the punchline of a bad joke. You know, it, it's it's it, that, that's not the same thing. Mm -hmm. and, and and I just don't I just don't know if he should be the guy. On the other hand, if he's going to be the guy out there, you know, negotiating uh, a lot of deals with other countries, it's good if he's got the the stick to go with the carrot. I like a civilian commander in chief because I feel like he brings less inclination to go to war and uh, a certain like further back a holistic perspective to the decisions that have to be made. If he viewed it through the lens of a warrior, then I think he might find war to be a viable option more often. I think it would be the opposite. I, I think that, um, you know, I, I was, they were talking about some of the soldiers who were, who were mobilizing just the other day um, for this 3,500 that they called up to go to the Middle East or whatever it was mm -hmm. and how the older uh, soldiers, the ones who were veterans were like pretty somber, but then they quoted some of the young guys and they're literally like, going to war dude like and it's like ah i don't want a going to war dude president i want more of a uh we if, if we must kind of president i, I feel like a, a you know if, if you've been to war and there was a there was a good eisenhower quote that, that was on the internet the other day about what what he said about war and i, I don't have it and uh but i feel like a, a guy who's been to war and especially like a guy who's been in command or something like that might have a less apt a somber experienced look at it. Yeah, it's a terrible thing. That it is. And I've never been to war. I don't pretend to have been. But no. uh um yeah, that's a good point. I, I think it's a good counterpoint. But you know, I I look at like a Schwarzkopf, for example. He is very enthusiastic about it. You know, the I forget the guy's name. They did a Netflix special on him. He took over Afghanistan for a while. You know, he was very enthusiastic about it. Like, there are definitely leaders who have been through war in the military who think war is pretty awesome. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but, that, so that, I that, guess maybe it's just up to the man. Yeah, I think it's individual. And uh, look, so far Donald Trump hasn't done anything horrific that involves the military. You know, like like, like people point to this uh, solemn. Uh, I, I've been calling the guy salami as a joke this whole time, and now it's actually stuck in my head. <laughs> it's like when you make a silly face for too long. Solar, <laughs> it ends with Nami. Solanami. Solanami. Um, yeah. uh, I, you know, and, and I don't like it when either side goes, oh, but what about this? Like whenever they posted the pictures of uh, uh, Clinton with uh, Epstein's madam, you know, and, the, and then they're quick, quickly, everybody's quick to like, be like, oh, here's Trump with Epstein. It's like, Two wrongs don't make a right. They're both with the pedophile guy, right? What, yeah, they're both hanging out on Rape Island over there. Yeah, like, like, <laughs> what, what's going on here? And uh, but and and so like I don't like when people are like, oh, but Obama did, killed this many and did this much. 
unless you're trying to point out the bias of the media or 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 how um, or the hypocrisy of the media, then it then it's relevant. But if you're trying to uh, compare the right and wrong of drone strikes or civilian uh, collateral damage, then it's not applicable because it's either wrong or it's right. You know, it, it's you can't you can't just you can't do that. What a downer. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I was just trying to get some pussy while serving overseas. <laughs> we finally got to draft some girls. college, man. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, man. Yeah, so I you've got to, I know you've got to leave soon. Um, is, is there anything that you'd like to, uh, you know, uh, plug or reiterate? Any, any, any of the... Uh, the NRG stuff. You want to? Oh, you said it wrong. You stinker. I did it on purpose. <laughs> Any of the energy stuff. Uh, piss me like off. Let everybody, uh, let everybody know about uh, anything like that. Uh, no, you guys are great. Really, really interesting. Super. Not what I thought at all. <laughs> much smarter than I. Uh, than I you guys I are great. I'm really a lot different than I expected. <laughs> much smarter. It's fantastic. Too. Much smarter. <laughs> we're we're going to write that as a blurb. That that whole quote right there. That's the four, <laughs> that's the four word, uh, four word of my book. I'm just saving all that. You're not at that's all what Twitter I thought. Bio. Much smarter. I'm changing it from total retard to you guys are pretty smart. <laughs> smarter than I thought. <laughs> smarter than I expected. Smarter than I thought. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, no, don't how take that as a compliment. You have no idea how little I thought of you. Andy, What's that, Andy? I'm sorry. How, many, how long have you guys been doing this as a threesome? Oh, I like that description. Very uh, long time. We've been doing our threesome for, I guess, this particular threesome for, what would you say, four years now? Five years? No, and uh, the over, five, over five years. Over yeah. five, and the show altogether is almost ten. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Wow. That's incredible. Yeah. yeah, we've been a long time. We enjoy this. This is, uh, this is. Uh, no, I joined in 14. Yeah, six years. We did this for hundreds and hundreds of shows um, before we made a penny. Um, and uh, we'd be doing it if we didn't make a penny. I really enjoy it. I I, 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 I like doing this a lot. It's a lot of fun. Uh, we get on here and we goof around and we talk about serious stuff like climate change and our orange-faced president who's a potential warmonger. But, oh, oh, he did a good thing this week. Okay, good job, good job. And then we goof around and talk about relationship advice and just the most disgusting videos we can find on the internet. So it's a real mixed bag of silliness. Yeah, yeah. I, I had some disgusting videos, but oh, we're like, getting yeah, to maybe. them. Don't worry. Yeah, we'll yeah, wait. We'll, we'll wait for Andy to go. <laughs> That's yeah. why we're Exactly. No, I appreciate the time. It was great. Uh, you know, as far as uh, nothing really to plug. If you're interested in the Overwatch and you're in Northern California, we got our our uh, first real home matches, which will be super fun at the University of California Berkeley and. During the football, Marshawn Lynch is going to come and hand out our championship rings with me on March 28th. So that'll be super fun. That's awesome. Super cool. Yeah. I was hoping you were going to plug and be like, man, we got a Sacramento Kings game on the 11th. And on the <laughs> <laughs> What'd you say? Wasn't something coming up this weekend? Is it COD? Am I crazy? Do I have that backwards? The first COD matches are in Minis Minneapolis at the end of the month. Cool. I, I've been playing COD. I'm looking COD. forward to that. Maybe I'll find a better place not to get murdered. It's in-game <laughs> murdering, I'm talking about, I'm talking about losing. <laughs> All right. Thank you, Andy. Yeah, thanks for yeah, coming on. Yeah, I appreciate it. Got to do it again. Awesome. Thanks so much. Later. Let me uh, do this next ad read. <clears throat> Tell the folks about Blue Chew. Let's talk about sex. 
Good sex, guys. Remember the days when you were always ready to go. Now you can increase your performance and get that extra confidence in bed. Listen up, BlueChew.com. That's blue like the color blue. BlueChew.com brings you the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis. So you know, it's the real deal, and it's the stuff that works. You can take them anytime, day or night, even on a full stomach. And since they're chewable, they work they work up to twice as fast as the pill, so you can be ready whenever an opportunity arises. Now, this isn't just for guys with dysfunction. It's for any guy out there who wants some extra function and to enhance their performance in the bedroom. Bluetooth is prescribed online, and it ships straight to your door in a discreet package. No in-person doctor visit, no waiting in the pharmacy, and best of all, no more awkwardness. They're made right here in the USA, and since Blue Chew prepares and ships direct, they're cheaper than that pharmacy. Right now, we got a special deal for our listeners. Visit BlueChew.com and get your first shipment for free when you use our special promo code PKA. Uh, just You'll just pay the $5 shipping. Great deal. And uh, again, that's B-L-U-E, Blue. BlueChew.com, uh, promo code PKA to try it for free. BlueChew is the better, cheaper, faster choice. Yeah, check those out. Just see what your full potential is like. Yeah, get to maximum level. Um, it's definitely worth doing. Waiting for Taylor. It's five dollars. Right. So few things for five dollars anymore. Right? Money doesn't go as far as it used to. Back in my day. Um do you want to do a relationship advice while Taylor's gone? I sure. Think this one's short. It is. All right. My, the speaker here is a 20-year-old male, girlfriend, 20-year-old female, photoshopped my penis, and I feel weird about it. A bit okay. not safe for work, not by our standards. We've been dating eight months since meeting at university. She sort of has a weird sense of humor, but it's never really bothered me. At the moment, we're both home for Christmas, so we send each other nudes. She sent me some pictures and videos, and I sent her a video of me ejaculating, and we just chatted casually for a bit. Then she texts me and says, please don't kill me. I said, why? Then I get a photo message, a screenshot of the moment I begin to come. I'm glad we let Andy go. With Spider-Man photoshopped on the head of my penis, looking like he's shooting cum from his hands. Honestly, I felt a bit baffled. Why would she send me this or even take the time to Photoshop it? So I just didn't reply to her. She messaged me an hour later and said, hey, I'm sorry if you found that to be immature and unfunny. I was being silly. I love your body so much and I'm sorry I made a joke out of it. I know I should have probably replied to this, but... I just don't really know if I feel respected by her. Like Who's she said, an asshole? please right, don't get... kill me. It's almost over. Before sending, so surely she knew it would sort of bother me. I don't know if I'm overreacting here. It's my first relationship. Any feedback? It's just your first relationship. He's 20. You're being a bitch. <laughs> she, not only is this girl doing some fun naked stuff with you, but... She's got a great sense of humor. That's hilarious. You should have immediately tweeted back like a picture of like Samson from the Bible. Like, oh, no, no. Who's the thing um, from uh, Greek mythology? The guy who like holds the... the, the Atlas, the perhaps? Atlas, yeah. You should have had like Atlas holding her titty up or something like that. Ah, like, like, good move. How do you not have a sense of humor about this, dude? What, how, how, are, how old is this guy? 20. This is like, this, is, this sounds to me like something a 65-year-old man would say. I don't get it. Why is Spider-Man on my penis? Does she not respect my penis? You're being so lame. Dude. And you have no sense of humor. You don't sound fun at all. She's cool. She's cool. She's yeah. striking me as sex positive. If she sees the moment you ejaculate and immediately makes some sort of Spider-Man association and photoshops it, this is a girl who's not afraid of your cum. This is a winner. 
Yeah, this is this is a girl with a sense of humor, most importantly, because that's kind of, that can be kind of rare sometimes. This is funny. I'm gonna do a fast forward for for Taylor. He doesn't have his headset <clears throat> on. There. I know. Ta Taylor, uh, Woody just did a relationship question about this low T bitch who. Um, <laughs> Not to bias you. So this guy is so lame. All right, he, he, I'm gonna do this quickly. Uh, he's like sexting with a girl, and he sends her a video of him uh, coming. And she immediately sends him a Photoshop version of a screenshot of his penis ejaculating, but it's Spider-Man shooting the webs. <laughs> this guy is offended and feels disrespected and doesn't, doesn't think there's a, doesn't find it funny at all. Wow. And this guy sucks. How do you not think that's hilarious? It's fucking hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. To get this chick as a guest, she's funny. <laughs> <laughs> this guy sucks ass. It's terrible. That's yeah. terrible. That that this guy's super lame. He didn't write us, did he? No, no, he was on Reddit. Good. So, so I Good. liked the top comment, and I had the exact same thought. I thought by photoshopped because I was at the title. He mentions it. Mm -hmm. You meant she made it bigger, and it made you insecure or tiny, mm -hmm. and it made you mad. This is just goofy and funny. Don't overthink it. Yes, yeah. If she photoshopped my dick and made it more average sized, you know, like like let's say it's tiny and now it's average, then. Mm -hmm. That would hurt my feelings. I would be insecure about such a thing. But yeah. a Spider-Man shooting thing? No. This is just a chick who thinks cum is cool. That's yeah, a chick you want to... That's a funny joke. Spend time yeah. with this girl. It, 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 yeah, two I, thumbs down to this guy. Fucking loser. I, I, I just thought of so many funny... Like, like I watched that... Uh, I go to that subreddit called Cause Penis. Uh, where the, you know, yes, they people directed dress their, us there many times. Yeah, people dress their penises up in all sorts of little costumes and stuff, and I find it hilarious. <laughs> like I'm thinking of all kinds of different ways to Photoshop a penis into other with, with like movie characters. Like remember that that scene in Commando where Arnold Schwarzenegger has that quad barreled launcher on his mm -hmm. shoulder? Like I want the penis up there now. <laughs> like, like, like like there's so, we're gonna need funny. four penises and maybe oh. a chihuahua or something. It's, Play God, this guy's lame. At 20 years old, he doesn't think that's funny. Like, mm. like, like, I, I, I cannot. It almost feels like a troll. For the him PKA to... bitch of the week. <laughs> yes, you are our bitch of the week. That's not the that's, woman. She's the cool gal of the week. She's the cool gal of the week. Our uh, the 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 first ever. <laughs> and I'm, gonna go ahead, I'm gonna go ahead and solidify that the last effort <laughs> taylor hates your kind with all of his heart and yet he has chosen to bestow upon you his greatest honor yes the, my only honor <laughs> the only one really it's uh let's see yeah. if there's any good what a lame top fucking month dude. cause penises you know what i was disappointed with there there weren't enough firework accidents uh this this year I, I thought that for New Year's, I'd get a lot of cool shit on like justice porn, pussy pass denied, public freak out. No. There was some no. gunfire accidents. I mean, that should hold us over a little. Falling bullets on people and houses. And... Yeah, but if I don't see the impact, I'm not, I can't come, you know. I... <laughs> <laughs> Try harder, Kyle. I can get off to the after photos. Yeah, there's no way um, I can finish. That's all I can <laughs> I saw a, I saw a, a video. Uh, we can't show it because it's so graphic. Mm -hmm. um, but I'll describe it. You know how people will put bottle rockets in their ass crack because yeah. apparently they've mm. never seen a video of someone putting a bottle rocket in their ass crack and right? realize that it doesn't work. There's a it million just burns of those videos. The shit of you. So this guy did it the worst way imaginable. Not only does it do that thing and burn him, but then his move is to go belly first with it still back there. Ooh. And this is a big bottle rocket. This is not one of those little ones. 
explodes in his ass crack. He stands up and shows you his ass. And you know how when people get like second degree burns and the skin just peels off? Third. Yeah. Yeah, I guess it is. It's more the second bad more one. blistery thing. Yeah. He's got third degree burns over 60% of his ass. And, the, and it's blackened and the skin is folding off. Like the top layer is just peeled off. It's hard to fucking look at. Mm. Damn. Yeah, so that, that's the that's the. They'll never do one. that again. He never will do that again, and I bet he's shitting in a very awkward position these days. He's got it. He's hovering, I guess. Yeah, that sucks. Spends a lot of time laying on his stomach. <laughs> there's no good place to get burned, right? Like, like it, first there's place, a bad place thought, to get burned though. Yeah, <laughs> uh, like your ass, right? Oh my gosh, you use that for sitting. You use that for sleeping if you sleep on your back. You, like your butt touches things all the time. Every step you take, it moves. Like it's a pretty rough spot. I'm thinking of spots that aren't that bad, like my forearm. Oh, get a burn on your forearm, and you'll realize how often it bangs on things. Like that's that's yeah. yeah. Uh, but butt's bad. Yeah, burns are terrible. That's that's one of the worst injuries you can get. You know, it, it it's. They I've never been badly well. burned, knock on wood. I know both of you guys have dealt with some some rough ones. Yeah, Either. I've had have I? I've had third degree and had to have the skin scrubbed off and that mm. artificial skin glove and all that nonsense. Mm-hmm. It was very, very painful. Very, very painful. Morphine helped, though. Woo! Man, I <laughs> see how you get addicted to that shit. That's the best shit ever. Yeah. Oh! Like, like, I love... I like weed. I love morphine. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Woo! It is like a it is like a warm bath for your fucking soul. I <laughs> never want to be in a position where I get where I have to be on that because I guarantee I'll be the same way. Whereas when he's in the hospital, I'm like, you know, the burn wasn't so bad. I could always go back. You know, <laughs> burn myself. Dude. I've got two hands here. You know, one of my... people who are self injuring to get meds now. Yeah, yeah, drug seeking behavior. One of my worst pains ever was the what the what led up to the complete hemorrhoidectomy. Uh, I've, I've told this story. I'm sure Kyle has to hear it again and again. But I love it. I remember this part of it. We're talking about the pain aspect. Jackie's driving me to the proctologist, and I am just like frustrated and angry, and it just pain is ruining any kind of mood you could possibly have. That's not the worst of the worst. And I'm like, I'm sweating from the pain. And like, have you ever been in so much pain that just your, your forehead is just beating with sweat? It's coming down and, and I'm in it's so much quiet. pain. Yeah. And, I'm, and I can't sit, but I'm in a car. There's not a lot of choices. And I'm like, can we run this light? And she's like, I think it's turning green in like four seconds. You know, like, why would you? And uh, we get there and we're the first appointment in the morning. But there's like eight people that are first appointment in the morning. And uh, I forget if I did it or Jackie did it, but we went to the receptionist and we're like, can I go first? And she looks at me and she goes, yes, yes. (laughs) (laughs) You're you're the one who's going to go first. And uh, I I go there and they lay me on my side and he spreads my cheeks and he goes, whoa. Yeah, yeah. Nice ass. (laughs) (laughs) Complete hemorrhoidectomy. There's not much of a decision to be made there. And uh, the other doctor is like, what? You know, are you sure you don't want to do something less invasive, rubber bands or lancing or whatever? So he looks and, and he's like, do you want me to look? And I'm like, yeah, I guess, you know, I'm, as long as I'm being embarrassed. And he goes, oh, yes. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Complete. He was right. He was right. Complete. I'm dying in pain here. 
they take me to the hospital and, and uh, I think Jackie drove me there too. I get to the hospital and they, they get me in and uh, the pain is apparent, right? It, the beads of sweat, the unable to sit, everything. And, and I'm getting past my embarrassment now that I've got a butt issue. Like it's just like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. can somebody please help me? Like this has just been getting worse and worse and it's climaxing right now in, in the worst way. And they put me on a thing and they run an IV and obviously that's saline. It does nothing. And then they put something in the IV and I was like, oh, I'm better. Like, I'm yeah. fit. Like, it, it's, I didn't know you could. So I'm ready fully, to go. <laughs> yeah, fully and completely. And I'm not like, as far as I know, drugged and stupid or whatever. I felt like I could have read a contract. I was just out of pain. And and it was amazing to me. This would have been the most fun contract. <laughs> it's so good. It's I, so good. I don't even know if it was morphine, but it was amazing. There, what some kind of opiate, right? Yeah, yeah. I you know to be that fast acting and everything. I, I think that's okay. It almost certainly is. Um, especially be to be injected. You know. Yeah, they gave me morphine, and because uh, she was saying that's what it is or whatever, mm-hmm. and. Uh, and man, every time she'd give me a little more, it felt so good. It felt so good. Because I, I, I've told the story a bunch of times, so I won't. But I kept telling her I couldn't feel it. And she'd give me a little more every time. <laughs> and she ended up giving me like four times the initial dose before I went. She was like, do you feel that? And I couldn't even lie anymore. I just went, woo. <laughs> <laughs> and that's, my, that's the last thing I remember her going, that did the trick. <laughs> That's that my last memory. I love that story. I, I, I played that same game with my dentist. So now every, the dentist, they give you an injection in your gums and it's terrible. Yeah. But way back in the day, nitrous oxide was a viable option. And I hated the needles so much. I'm a little kid, right? Like the needle's gigantic. It's what it's painful. It's the worst, worst of the worst. And, um, but you could ask for gas. Ask for gas, right? So he's got my mouth open. I had cavities in my baby teeth. He's got my mouth open. He's got like... Uh, uh, cotton like rolls or something on my cheeks, like just keeping me in this like alien sort of crazy thing. And he's about to give me a needle, and I like I'm panicked, and I'm like, ask for gas, ask for gas, because someone told me ask for gas, and uh, he can't understand what I'm saying, and I just keep repeating it, ask for gas, ask for gas, carry the gas, and and then like when he realizes that whatever eight year old Woody would prefer gas. I get it. And he gives me the guess. And just like you, they're like, is it working yet? And I'm like, no, no, it's not working. Is it working yet? No, no. And, and it was working. I swear it was working just fine. But I did the same strategy. I held out for as long as I could. And, and yeah. I'm like, I just want to relax and enjoy this nitrous oxide. And, but I'm like, no, I just have to summon enough like energy to keep replying, to keep lying to this man, <laughs> so, <laughs> so that he keeps supplying it. I wonder if that's the same stuff that you get for like surgery, because I've been put under twice that I can actually remember. Mm-hmm. Uh, when they scrubbed the the hand, you know, from the burn, it, I wasn't supposed to be being, getting put under. And maybe I I need to ask Dad. Oh, you? I, I, Seems sixteen. Okay, sixteen. I think um, maybe fifteen. Um, I think 15 actually, cause I, I don't think I had a way to drive. Um, but, but I, I think, um, I think that it wasn't supposed to put me unconscious. It was just supposed to 
you know, you have painkillers so they could scrub all the fucking flesh off the back of my hand. It was these big, nasty blisters, and and the acetylene had made it all sooty black, so they had to clean it. And uh, but I, I don't know if I was unconscious or not. I I think it's quite possible that I was awake. I just have no memory of it. Um, but then you know I've been put on under twice for uh, for like t- uh, surgeries, and uh, I wonder what that gas is. Is that all? Is it gas they give you? It's it's not it's, an injection. Yeah, it's some kind of gas thing. When I broke my nose, they gave me that. Yeah. I remember them telling me, like, count backwards from 10. And I was like, exactly. I'm going to be the one who makes it all the way. And I'm like, 10, <laughs> 9, 8, <laughs> I think this 6 is, is where you get. Yeah. I, think six is about, I think 6 is about where you get. You just did. Yeah, I think I made it to 7. I got far. <laughs> I When I broke my arm, the, the one of my worst injuries, um, I've told this story before, and maybe you guys remember, but it's a broken arm, and they need to reset it, so they're going to put me under. And... Uh, they put something, it was an IV, and they inject something into the IV, and they're like, count backwards from 100. And you know the deal. You make it to like 98, 97, and you're done. And I'm just going, I'm like, the 90s are done, the 80s are done. I'm in the 70s, and they're like, you're seriously not going out yet? They had like doubled it some more. And I'm Nine, like, eight, seven. <laughs> and yeah, I'm in the 70s or something, and I'm not feeling anything. Like I, It's not working on me in the slightest. And uh, they're like, guys, I think his IV came out. I think we put all of that somewhere not in his bloodstream. And okay. uh, and then I remember, like, I don't don't quote me on that. It was a crash cart, but it's this big cart on wheels that had paddles on it and other shit. And they ram it through the door into like the operating room that I'm in, and everyone seems very alarmed. And then that's they a crash cart. They put a mask <laughs> on me, and that's where my story ends. And yeah, they made a mistake, I guess. And it so you turned just out had a bunch of fun drugs pumped into like a randomly. Yeah, yeah. And and they just dealt with it from there. And I have no recollection of it or anything. I just remember what happened until they put me under. Yeah. And, awful. But the biggest thing was how alarmed they were. And and how like they opened the doors with the cart in a hurry, like pow. So people come rushing in and it was like, fuck. I think something bad is happening. Yeah, that's fucked. <laughs> Watch yeah. people die and oh, die inside. Good. I didn't want to watch people actually die. Actually, watch people die is now like a jokey one too. That's watch they, people fucking die is a joke. Watch people, unless unless they're both. Jokes I think now. they. I think may have just removed watch people die. Um, okay. You know, I wanted to with all the stuff that's been going on with Iran. I wanted to see what the Donald was up to. I hadn't gone mm-hmm, there in mm-hmm. so long that I don't think I'd been since it'd been quarantined. And I'm like, I gotta sign in just to go there. <laughs> and then once you're signed in, you gotta be like. Are you sure that you want to view a, a quarantine subreddit? I'm like, yeah. What the fuck? It's like, like I can watch all. <laughs> if you sorts guys of knew the stuff I watched, <laughs> I, there's so many horrific things that you can just one click, mm-hmm. not signed in on Reddit and view. And but it's like, are you ready to meme it up, boy? <laughs> <laughs> how many Pepe's you got, motherfucker? <laughs> <laughs> like, like, come on, how hardcore? Is, and I get there, and you know, it's what you'd expect. It's nothing. Actually, there was uh, one post that was actually like pretty hateful, and I think they called gay people the f word. That seemed ridiculous, um, but that was the uh, that was the that was the outlier big time. Mostly, it's just them been you know God Emperor Trump and him in space armor uh, <laughs> and part of know, the space force Clinton yeah. with uh, that Epstein. that madam and you know you know oh, that the right, stuff right, right. you'd expect it, you know you stuff that you might see on a conservative facebook page or just our conservative my or, facebook feed 
or, or Woody's <laughs> Facebook. So I got a gentleman here. Um, this is, as Taylor mentioned, on the Watch People Die Inside subreddit. This is a, a, a bench press fail. All right. I'm ready. Uh, Let me ask you a question, Taylor. Um, you've spotted people at bench press before, I'm sure. Like, Yeah. Right? How seriously do you take that job? Uh, depends on how heavy it is they're lifting. 225. Uh, this guy looks pretty big. Like, I would assume, like, oh, he's not going to need much help. But I would still be there in case he started struggling. Yeah. Yeah, but I, I'll, I'll tell you my thoughts on it. I think a couple of years of weightlifting in high school. And, like, our, our max was, like, 165 or something like oh, that. Okay. So, so it was light. like, but... You know, you don't want to. I, I took it seriously. Like, I was like, yeah. let's get this off you. Well, 165 you know? pounds if that falls on you. Yeah, it's going to do some fucking damage. Yeah. Oh, yeah. it'll kill you if it falls on your trachea. Yeah. But, but, you know, nobody, nobody wants it left on them. I, I never thought that was cool or funny at all. It's of course like, not. hey, yeah. he's give, do unto others. You, you need can. to have an environment of trust when you're weightlifting because the person that you're spotting is going to need to spot you later. And like, you don't want to be the guy that's fiddle fucking around. Well, this uh, this gentleman here does not subscribe to our personal views on spotter lifter relationships. I am I'm ready. Zero. Ready, set, play. Oh, he dropped that hard. He did. He's not going up at all. No! No! Oh. <laughs> tongue out <laughs> that's not how i thought this was going i thought someone was going to get hurt we, co we covered the whole watch people die parallel <laughs> yeah this that guy is a real piece of shit yeah he's making, the guy, he's making the guy roll the bar down his body and like the, body. the emergency escape of it yeah yeah dude, i've done that, that escape. guy who did the ass thing that's yeah, why i don't that put dude. the I hope that dude gets hit by a car the second he steps out in the parking lot that was and i hope that he's fuck. like uh, call it call it call it ambulance and i hope that guy pulls his pants down and shits right into his open mouth <laughs> it's yeah, funny that guy is a piece of shit wow so i'm so passionate about this that's I so am too. mean You're no i, I feel the same way of trust and first of all he's down right here it's i don't know if you've ever been in a position where you I have. Are, are like that Stop, when you're like yeah. oh my god that i, cannot, I physically can't I, I guarantee that was more than 225 i do too, like, after i watched it and saw, like, saw the, the grip him like this and him having to roll it down like that like he that, that guy's a piece of shit what a betrayal of trust yeah that that's probably 275 or something like, like he looked like a big guy and and it's scary to get down like that like and no i, I, I am not capable of putting this back up like they eat like at least for like when I'm benching, there are times when I'm like coming down and I have like safety bars. So if I do drop it, like it's going to yeah. come down like an inch above my neck or chest or whatever, mm -hmm. or not yeah. even that much really. And it, there are times where I'm coming down and I'm like, I don't know if I can get it back up but in the back of my head. I'm like, you're, you're saying that to yourself as a motivating tactic, you know, you're gonna be able to put this back up, but damn laying there, not being able to move it, feeling helpless. And then you're fucking cunty friend or some hopefully it was a friend or an ex-friend not some random have you had many oh, lifting failures lately taylor like you lately no no, no I, yeah. I haven't the, the entire time or maybe i'm misremembering i don't think if i have had to like bail on a lift since i've been using my downstairs gym here it's been like once but 
once or twice maybe but for the most part like i really don't have to deal it's with once it. those or safety bars make too. it easy it wasn't a bench though I, my benches have been fine but um i had a squat go wrong squats mm. that go wrong suck like you just I, drop it off your back no no i uh well i was in a squat rack so everything's okay but what would have happened is I would have taken a header with the bar pressing my face into oh, the ground. Oh, you lost your balance. I oh, it's fucked up somehow. I don't know. I I like very suddenly realized deadly. I didn't have. Were it. you falling? You were falling forward. Yeah, it was caught yeah. by the power rack. Yes, yeah, that that's what you. happened. Yeah, because I was yeah. in a power rack, and uh, yeah, I don't know. Just it wasn't my first squat either. Like I was, you know, a couple, a couple into it, and uh, I guess I should have stopped one earlier. And yeah, I. What would have happened is the bar would have like smashed my face into the ground or crunched me into a ball that's too small for me to be neck. in. Mm-hmm. Maybe I don't, there was you know with forty fives on the side there might be space for my neck in there, but uh, uh, in any it's case, the, yeah, you don't want to have to. Fight in anymore. any case, right when the squat rack caught it, I was like, well, this. I love, this was a good purchase. Good investment. Well, <laughs> this is why they have these in gyms. <laughs> yeah. It was yeah. A, I I uh I never I've never used a bench press that had the safety thing there where you mm-hmm. absolutely couldn't have it stuck on your chest. Oh, um, never. No, my bench press has it has like a safety bar there, but you still have to get it back. Yeah, like like you can still put it on your. I guess, I guess that's what we're talking about. So so it's got the regular like I'm gonna call them struts because I don't know what else to call them. Okay, that you like rest the bar on. Right. Yeah, and then it's got like another pair very low. Yeah, yeah. That's like the safety one. But I still mm-hmm. have to manage to get the bar back there out of the, the normal like position of, of, uh, of here. I, you know? I think you have another move though, right? Like so mine's like that, but it's a squat rack. So worst case what's nice, I can touch my like nipples, but it's also spaced by my neck, right? So I would have it on my neck and then I would just slide out sideways if need be. That's the escape oh, yeah. plan. So it, it, I could potentially get mine like on my trachea and just die if I were stupid enough. And we, you know, it, there's there's nothing there. I, I have to like bring it back to like you know you know. Yeah, it's not nearly as safe. It's not oh. nearly as safe. So so I would never use the locks on the end. I just first of all, I'm not lifting all that much. It's it's like a maybe like 150, 160 or something. So like a 45 and a little bit more is fine. So. I don't care if they're clanking around a little bit. It's also not like I'm doing 30 or 40 reps at a time. They're not, I can just slide them back in. Mm-hmm. And my move has always been, if I get stuck, is just to fucking ditch them. Just, the locks just, on the end are yeah. very important to me because they increase the amount of time I rest between sets. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let me just strut oh. over here, take this off. <laughs> I, I, might need, I, I did that. Might need double one. locks on this fucker. <laughs> I did that. You're using the ones once. with an. Well, I'm going to use the <laughs> ones with the Allen wrench. Screw them all the way. Yeah, that's <laughs> my Allen wrench. Go. What was the combination lock on this one? <laughs> no, I I did that one of my first workouts in this basement. If I'm remembering correctly, I think it was this base. Or yeah, it was definitely this one. I like loaded up like not a lot of weight on the bench, and I had my uh my safety rails set but i hadn't gotten used to it and so i had it set one lower than i should have and so i like brought it down for one with the little like holders on and i was like oh shit and i like did a little test where i was like oh no i'm failing and it was hitting my chest before it was hitting those safeties and then i changed it and then went down and it was hitting the safeties before i could hit the part of my chest where you want to hit to get the you know muscle activation so i was like you know what i'll do lightweight and i'll just take off those blocker things and i'll lower it one so that you know, I, if I do fail, I'll just tip it. And 
I started doing it and I guess I was doing it either too fast or not the right speed because before I know it, one of the rubber plates on the right one falls off. And now I'm like having to like almost pull with this one, like trying to finagle it back into the fucking thing. It was, thank God no one was there. I felt like a fucking retard, but that was the last time I did that. Have you ever seen someone at the gym actually have some real weight loaded on? First of all, a couple hundred and unload one side first. Oh, I've seen that. Oh, all the way? Oh, no. well, that guy's, and then just get clipped in the underside of the jaw by he the didn't bar. get clipped, but it was, it, everyone who saw it was like, totally could have knocked you the fuck out, knocked all your teeth out. Like, could have like, killed you. Yeah. Not with hundreds, but I've been that right. guy. Like when I was a teenager working, I, I've taken too many off one side and it starts to come up and I'm like, right, let's put some back on. Put, and put it back, put it back. We need a new strategy. Yeah. I've, I've I have that. no idea. I have no recollection as to like how much weight it was, but I just know that it was like, I would guess two forty fives and then a twenty five, something like that. So like one hundred eighty, uh, two twenty five, incalculable, two hundred seventy five pounds or something like that. I think that's what it comes to, and like just unloads one side all the way and suta, and it's just it's terrifying because it comes all the way over. It, oh yeah, like like it, it doesn't just it's a lot of weight. It, if you've just got a little weight, it'll it'll start lifting, and you're like, oh, ho, ho. Mm-hmm. not today. But he you just can slid feel that it as you remove off. it. Some- yeah, yeah. As you, you're like, whoa, okay, maybe not that. Yeah, it yeah. Can, it, you can fuck up if you don't pay attention to what you're doing. I like those uh, those rubber plates. I've always, I, I feel like everybody should just use those. They're That's so what I safer. use. Yeah, like the like. They, well, they had a huge special on them at Titan Fitness at the time when I was buying them all, and so I got a do bunch ha- of those. Do you have solid rubber or rubber coated steel? It's rubber coated plates. Yeah, like yeah. I mean, like a. Are there I don't any know how solid wide rubber? You'd, wide you'd they have make to make solid rubber ones. Yeah. How would it have to be this wide as a forty-five? No, no. The way I remember it, it was it wasn't all that crazy. I think you might be thinking of it. So Taylor has, I think, what are called bumper plates, and they're all yeah, the same size, plates. except they're different widths. So, and that mm-hmm. that's what I wish I had. I have rubber coated metal plates, and the twenty-fives are smaller than the forty-fives. And I prefer that the Olympics. No, style, wait, right? no, no, no. I've got I've got the solid rubber ones. You're right. Yeah, because my forty-fives are pretty fucking girthy. Thirty-fives really? are less. The tens are are, are pretty. And there's narrow. no metal in them in bumper no. plates. I don't. I don't. Uh, I knew you I could drop them, but I thought I've only uh, seen one set, and it was the, like yeah. I remember in high school in weightlifting class. They, the they were always breaking weights because people would drop them and, mm-hmm. and do stupid stuff. And so you'd have to send them to welding class and they mm. literally weld plates back together. And it's like, well, that's not the same now, is it? And, <laughs> Can you and, put uh, a bead on this other side? <laughs> yeah. And, and, and the coach got a, he's, he's like, all right, we got one set from the county of these solid rubber plates. They're not allowed on the squat rack. They're yeah. not allowed on bench press. These are power clean and deadlift weights only. Yeah. And so they all just stay over there on the exercises that nobody wants to do. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> These are for the least fun exercises only. Yeah. That's literally what he did. He, he made them Dude. for the, and I think that was so that the l- less responsible lifters amongst the class wouldn't be goofing around with them doing bench press and just dropping them on the fucking yeah. floor. Or deadlifting with all steel plates and then like getting up to like your knees or waist and then just letting go. Uh, another I thing that prevents that is if you me. own the house, <laughs> then you're like, I'm not fucking dropping all this weight on my floor. Yeah. <laughs> That's That's good, t- I'll ruin my back before I destroy this floor. <laughs> yeah. I, I've, uh, you know, back at my last house, it was concrete and, mm. uh, and, and so I didn't care. And, uh, you know, 
throw those rubber mats down. But if you got hardwood, it's like, whew. Uh, yeah, mine, mine just rubber mats on carpet, but yeah. I still worry that dropping all that would be a big deal. I've got mm. rubber mats on concrete, and so I'm perfectly comfortable throwing it around. They make yeah. deadlift platforms you can buy, too. Like, basically just big plywood with edges mm-hmm. or something. I forget what makes it special, but some people like them. Deadlifts just pricey. look unhealthy to me. I have no leg to stand on. I'm <sighs> a, a, making an argument one way or another. I just know I... I happened to catch a video last night or something like that of this guy deadlifting 500, I think. And it's respectable. I was just like, he's straining so hard with so much of his body. Mm-hmm. And when he puts it down, everybody's like, you know, pumped. Whoa, yeah, big man. And I'm just like, are you going to be okay at 60, dude? Yes. Yeah. Like, I mean, if up. anything, he'll probably be a little better as long as he keeps his form good, his posterior chain strong. Like deadlift is like the king. So wait, you're pro deadlift now? Have you switched I'm, back? I'm, I, I'm not. I'm not really. I deadlift every once in a while, but it's not in my main routine. But like, I there is enough evidence of stuff I've read where it's like, yeah, this is really. If you do it correctly, it's really, really good for your overall strength. So here's what happened, right? That. One of the world's strongest men was on the JRE, and he said, I don't do deadlifts. Only do deadlifts if you do deadlift competitions. Otherwise, there's better ways. It's dangerous. It's more bad than good. Yeah, yeah. Right, right? Do you remember his name? Uh, I don't recall his his name. Arv Samuelson, probably. So uh, (laughs) Taylor was like, hey, deadlifts are bad. Pro athletes aren't doing deadlifts, and I'm there watching pro athletes. Lots of basketball guys have YouTube channels, and I'm watching them exercise. None of them are doing deadlifts, right? They're all doing weird things like resistance bands on their knees walking sideways and shit but nothing no one's doing deadlifts genius me holds out i keep deadlifts in my routine because 70 years of experience can't be wrong and uh i'm the fuck who hurt my elbow doing the deadlifts and and pull-ups and uh i haven't been doing deadlifts since i haven't been able to do anything pull until about two weeks from yeah. now yeah yeah i mean <sighs> I feel like I can get the same result. I'm, I'm not fucking joining the Navy or the fucking Marines or anything. Like I don't, or being a power man. Like I'm just trying to, you know, get stronger. And I can do that with things like dips and pull ups, bench, overhead, row, farmers carries. Fucking. You know, are you really trying to get stronger? Or are you trying to look better? Like, 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 what do you care about? I want to like, look like, better, but I also I do want to be strong. Why you do know? you want to be strong? I don't know. I like it. Like I like okay. being able to pick stuff up, and it's not difficult. Maneuver stuff around, but definitely. Right, so, so here's a would you rather that. then? Okay. I, I think there's a clear would you rather here. You know. Yeah. Would you rather look? What's the what's the word? Would you rather look twenty percent fitter? No. Would you rather look twenty percent stronger or be twenty percent stronger? Like, let's say your bench press is two hundred pounds right now. It's gonna go to uh, to two forty. Two forty. Yeah. Yeah. Would you rather instantly go to two hundred forty, or instantly just look like a guy who benches two forty? Yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. Yeah. You pick look it's, then. I'd pick look on. That. I easily yeah. pick look. Like the most strenuous shit I really have to do is groceries from the car, and I'm fucking awesome at it already. Yeah. Yeah, for real. Like, like, like I can't think of the last you're, you're time right. I, had, yeah. <laughs> I, I. I'm trying to think the last, the, the heaviest thing I pick up is a, is a, is a girl, you know? And mm-hmm. three, oh, I can throw pounds. bitches around the room now. I really <laughs> could. I really could. Grab them by the knees, throw them yeah. around bed. They're like, oh my God, you could do that. Yeah, any guy could do that. Yeah, we all yeah. can. Yeah. 
Yeah. Not that guy who had this problem with the Spider Man thing. I bet. He <laughs> yeah, he probably yeah, could. Too busy crying in the bathroom by himself, idiot. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, you made a good point. Like, but it doesn't have to be one or the other. Like, it's fun being stronger. And, but the real reward is looking, looking better. Stronger. Yeah, looking stronger, which I gotta, gotta do some serious cutting. I've been working that. on that. Actually, yeah, so I my have lost a few couple pounds, but oh, I'm about to go on you. vacation in oh, the yeah. upcoming week. You'll find and I'm going to gain it oh, all back. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Where and exactly then, are you going? I'm going to. Let me, How let long me will pull, you be away from your household? Pull up the address. Yeah, <laughs> it's going to be totally open. No, my 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 brother is staying here, and he's like, I was going to offer and be like, hey, I'll pay you x amount a day to stay here and watch my house, keep things under order. And before I could, he was like, Taylor, you're going out of town. Can I stay with the dogs? Oh, I was like, well, great. I suppose you can. <laughs> as long as you well, take out the trash and do it. Well, yeah, chip I'll, I'll, in I'm for utilities. Gonna... You know, I, was counting on, <laughs> I was counting on this month being a little low. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I was going to put it on eco mode. but yeah, Well, I took out. the amount of time I'm gone and I prorated my monthly mortgage. And you <laughs> <laughs> so this is what you owe me. <laughs> so uh, no, I'm going to end up paying him some, but that was, yeah, he'll be taking care of the pups and I, probably uh, fucking around on this computer and the, the weights and stuff. Asterios was on this podcast and he talked about Weight Watchers. And I found it fascinating because uh, Weight Watchers isn't just calorie counting. It's kind of similar to it. But the plan he was on, for example, they, they do points, right? I think the guy had like 22 oh, points yeah. a day. Chicken was no points. They're like, you can OD on chicken and bananas. I fucking dare you. No one ever does. And I was like, wow, right? So this isn't just calorie counting. It's like relationship with food. And I told this, and I told this to my family. Anyway, now, like the, the half of us are doing Weight Watchers and the other half of us are doing it by proxy. And uh, suddenly, <laughs> like my meals have no butter in them. <laughs> or just a lot less butter. The coffee has a lot less cream because uh, like there's, we have just more awareness. That's what happens when you calorie count or Weight Watchers. And mm-hmm. you know, all of a sudden, it's like, yeah, that amount of cream we were putting in our coffee, that was just deliciously sinful. Coffee, <laughs> coffee is one of those things, and I and I, it's one of those acquired taste things. Mm. Um, but it's one of those things that more most people have acquired. But a lot of people drink their coffee like it's fucking candy, and like yeah. as a as a child, like like when I would like wake up early enough, it was a fucking miracle to like actually get to the coffee machine and have some. Mm. Tons of creamer and tons of sugar, like it, make it into a dessert. But like as an adult, like I had a coffee as we started. It was just black. I just yeah, do it that's black. how I drink coffee. I, I just drink it black, and at first it's like, oh, this is no good. And but after a while, you don't mind the lack of sugar at all. One of the things that that mm. that I, sometimes I will put a splash of like two percent milk in there, but it's it's not about the taste at all. It's more about the um, like the texture because the like coffee itself can kind of feel weird on your teeth and your on your mm. palate. It's kind mm. of like. It's water, you know. Well, we've gone from that candy coffee you talked about earlier to something less candy, you know. Like, have you? uh, uh, Do do you use the um, um, Keurig? Keurig. Keurig. We do, yeah. Have you ever tried a Nespresso? No. It is the espresso version of a Keurig, and it uses these little little aluminum uh, Keurig uh, pods. They're very small. You know, Mm -hmm. imagine going if a Keurig is essentially like half dollar sized. You remember those. The, uh, mm-hmm. the Nespresso is dime sized and it just, it, it goes and gives you a little tiny little shot of uh, espresso. I prefer it. 
I, I like it more yeah. than the coffee. Like whenever I like these are fucking pricey. Are they? It's interesting. Yeah. Like, are you doing it for effect? Because sometimes my coffee is only half about the coffee, right? Like I sit down, we turn the fireplace on in the kitchen. I'm hanging out with mm. Jackie. We're talking. Like it's how I start my days. And uh, I really like starting. Sometimes I go to bed thinking like, ooh, it'll be morning if I can get to sleep. And, you know, I'll be in the kitchen in the fire with my wife. And uh, um, that's like if I were to have, say, my coffee in a single shot, that that's not the experience I want. Yeah, for sure, for sure. If it's a, if it's a whole part of your routine, then that might not be for the best. But I like if I uh, might be nice to have on the menu though. Yeah, I, I like it. Like like I I got cooked on it whenever I was um doing that stupid fucking Logan Paul movie um and Airplane. like because they just yeah they just bring them to you like 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 we had been working all day working mm-hmm. and uh, it was nighttime now and we've all been there since early morning mostly sitting around, but also standing and just are sleepy. And they just come with a big tray of those fucking shots of Nespresso in like uh, little cups. And I'm they're you know, obviously they're free. They're not charging the, the actors <laughs> for their, their fucking coffee. But I'm just like, what, all you can eat is a better way to describe them. Because there's, there's, <laughs> there's an infinite number of them. Oh, you, you, you're <laughs> just you? like Homer Simpson. You're like, oh yeah, I'll have a few of those. Yeah. All right, all right. <laughs> they got you hooked. You know what my favorite Simpsons episode is? It's uh, it's the all you can eat buffet episode with Homer when he sues the uh, fisherman restaurant. Yeah, <laughs> they, they're dragging him out. Yeah, yeah. and they, uh, they 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 drag him out of the all you can eat buffet, and Homer gets a lawyer and sues the restaurant. And uh, they, in court, Homer's defense attorney is like um, is is cr- is cross examining Marge. He put they put Marge on the stand for the mm-hmm. defense, and he's. He's questioning her and he's like, Mrs. Simpson, <laughs> what did you do after the uh, you were thrown out of the <laughs> yeah. all-you-can-eat buffet? And she's like, um, well, we pretty much went straight home. Mr. S- Mrs. Simpson, I remind you, you are under oath. <laughs> we, uh, we drove around looking for another all-you-can-eat buffet. <laughs> <laughs> and when you couldn't find one, we went fishing. <laughs> she starts crying he goes, your honor does this sound like a man who had all he could eat <laughs> <laughs> it's so good because <laughs> homer just went to the buffet and just took the whole steam tray out of the buffet <laughs> and just turned, went back to the table with it and god damn it kyle I was you linked the other day on PKN. I was like, as it finished, we I was like, you're all. I don't know if we did it on the show or on our little like chit chats afterward. I was everybody's like, all right, you're like, I'm gonna go get dinner. What he's like, I'm gonna go get dinner and everything. And I was like, I'm gonna go, you know, I'm gonna go work out and watch some Simpsons while I do it, and then have dinner or whatever. Oh. And Kyle was like, here's a video of how Homer is ruined throughout the Simpsons. Don't watch it though. And then as soon as we hung up the call, I was like, don't tell me what to do. And I just like, <laughs> so, and so I clicked it and opened it, and it was a really well done, detailed video. It, Really well done video. Like yeah, I wasn't was. expecting that. I was expecting more of like a hater thing. That guy has but it was ex- excellent video video quality. He does that for a lot of shows. I'll have to. I, yeah, I noticed that. I'm gonna need to watch some more. But basically, he made he put into words the trends that I was already noticing, probably mm-hmm. more subconsciously while watching the show. Because I was in season twelve as he's talking about it, and he's really analyzing seasons one through twelve and about how after season what is it eight. Like it's, the writers changed and 
And it they they took Homer away from being a guy who in the first eight seasons, he's a goober, he's a goofball, you know, he does stupid things, he's silly, but he loves his family. He's trying to do what's right. He knows how people around him perceive him, so he has an air of shame when he does his something consequences bad. Have, his his actions have consequences. That's an important yes. one. Yeah, like Mr. Plow, you know, he when he starts his plow company, ends up being a good idea, has a consequence. Then it takes a turn, not as positive. Like there's real consequences for it. Like real, it's the fucking Simpsons. He, you, you there's the episode where he loses his job and he can't support his family. Yeah. And he becomes very depressed. And he's and and you know, they make suicide funny, but Homer's walking mm -hmm. down the road with a rock tied to his leg. Mm -hmm. He's going to the bridge, and the, there's an old couple on a porch, and uh the guy goes, Where do you think he's going? And the lady goes, Oh, probably just taking his rock for a walk, dummy. Dummy. And you know, he's Homer Simpson is going to commit suicide because he feels he's failed as a man, as a provider for his family, his 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 his, his his lot in life and he, he he can't fulfill it you know he's got his his beards overgrown mm -hmm. and he's he's been lying on that couch depressed unable to get find new employment and he's gonna kill himself and yeah, uh it's a dark that's episode. what the simpsons used to be like you know that that's heartwarming at the end when it gets turned around mm -hmm. and even the senate sent his little helper episode the first one you know that was a sad fucking episode till you get right to the end yeah, but then later on when they get to the panda raping Homer episode and you're just like, that happened? Shit, I forgot Homer got raped by a panda. And yeah. they made no mention of it. Oh. Yeah, it just it just happened and then the next I mean now I need really... to watch it. But it, it, yeah. wait, I Go thought ahead. they were gonna give season one Homer a hard time. Because I didn't like him. That guy was mean. That guy choked Bart all the time. He was an idiot. He was quick to anger. He was an abusive father. He wasn't as much of an idiot as he was later on. Like, yeah, he's even dumber now. Like okay. you, you, he was he was at least he was like an abusive father, but he still loved Bart. He loved his family. Like he was trying to provide. And then like this guy makes a really compelling case throughout it. And I mean I mean, good lord, I can't imagine how much more compelling a case you can make for seasons thirteen through thirty. I haven't watched those. I probably won't make it through. But like just watching seasons nine, ten, eleven, and twelve, especially like eleven and twelve, it's like he's not just a fool anymore he's an over-the-top he's just a prop for other characters it feels like to just just a sounding board of idiocy like he's not he doesn't get embarrassed anymore he's not ashamed but He'll you saw season one naked. recently he was yeah i liked season one like the, it's I more touching him being me oh it's funny yeah maybe i need to rewatch it because in my memory which can be flawed i it's almost like he didn't love Bart. He just was so quick to anger. It was like an alcoholic father or something. Like not someone you'd want in your house in the early Yeah, he's season. still not like the the good father in those. Like he was but he was more of like a family man. He's who had his his Yeah, he was redeemable. That's a good way to mm. put it. Like but like when he's like <laughs> I like the Cape Fear episode. That's one of my that favorite one. ones where they're out on the boat and everything and then Homer kicks in the door as Bart's sleeping soundly at night in the dark as Bart's terrified that Sideshow Bob is going to get him and Homer storms in with a butcher knife and he goes, Bart, would you like a brownie before you go to bed? Yeah, I'm a little nervous. Can you not burst into my room brandishing a butcher knife and screaming? And he's like, I'm sorry, Bart. And he gives him a kiss and walks away. He's like... <laughs> Doesn't Burst. he immediately come back with like a chainsaw or something? Yeah. <laughs> Don't you want to see my brand new chainsaw? He's an idiot. He's funny, but he's trying to connect with his, his boy. And is that season fun. one? 
No. That's season five, I think. See, that's season different. Five. It's season one in particular. is almost like season one Michael Scott, where like people season forget that he sucked. Because of the animation. Yeah, season one is a pretty rough animation. But I'm, I'm saying if you want to rewatch The Simpsons, like I'm already jumping over to Futurama. I like that show a lot too. But seasons one to eight of The Simpsons, really prime. And it sucked mm. because like... As I was watching it, I was I was in season nine, ten, and those really aren't that bad. Like maybe I just wasn't paying that much attention because it's more of a background show for me. But I was thinking in my head, I'm like, man, I got a lot of content to get through. Like I know it's going to get worse, but eh, I can't get that much worse. And it does pretty quickly. Like, you know what I'm watching right now? Uh, actually, rewatching is Hannibal, the TV show. You ever I seen watch that? that? No, I don't think so. Really, dude? Watch just watch episode one and see what you think. What's it's, it on? Uh, um. Uh, maybe Amazon Prime might be on Amazon Prime. Um, so uh, essentially, it's I don't know how big of a fan you are of the whole Red Dragon, uh, Silence of the Lambs. Red Dragon wasn't that great, but I liked Silence of the Lambs. Okay, so this is more based on the period of time that Red Dragon is based on. So this this circles around Hannibal Lecter and Will Graham. Will Graham mm -hmm. is a analyst for the FBI. He's somewhere on the spectrum between Asperger's and sociopathic, mm -hmm. insane person. He's And it allows him, his particular um, issues allow him to sympathize with anyone. And so he's a very good crime scene. He's very, he's a very good um, analyst for crime scenes and he's able to get inside the head, uh, the heads of these, um, these serial killers that they're often tracking down. Mm -hmm. And, um, Who's the guy that plays Morpheus in uh, in um, uh, Matrix? Uh, not I my strength. Yeah, it's 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 not mine today either. For some reason, I wanted to say Morgan Freeman so bad. I Lawrence know it's Fishburne. not him. It's Lawrence Fishburne. Lawrence Fishburne's in it. He plays like the director of the FBI, or maybe the director of like their uh, their, like a special unit of the FBI. And he recruits Will Graham to help him with a particularly gruesome and difficult to understand case. And then Hannibal Lecter. Um, is also involved, but this is before he's been found out to be a murdering psychopathic cannibal. This mm -hmm. is when he's still a practicing uh, psychiatrist. So he's very like mustache twiddling uh, behind the scenes. I have seen feigning, an episode or two of this. this pretending like he's helpful, but meanwhile always being like this masterful gourmand preparing human flesh in the most exquisite ways like 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 with like violin music playing in the background and then feeding yep. it to his i've seen at least one season of this yeah i like I it a lot it. yeah there's only three seasons of it it's incredibly violent and gory and and somehow they're able to show every bit of a woman's body except for like the three square inches that matter <laughs> like, like, like like they can literally have a woman naked skewered on antlers in a field and you're getting a full side view and you see nothing that that network TV couldn't allow. Like like the antler like goes through her nipples. So uh, there are no nipples. I see. <laughs> like, like, you know, it's it, it's pretty absurd. Yeah. Um, a tactfully but, fallen leaf on the pussy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, it's uh, Mads Mikkelsen. Uh, coolest name ever. Right. He plays Mads, um, <clears throat> Mads is the man's name. God damn. What a cool fucking name is cool uh, Hannibal Lecter. And he does a very good job at that. He's he's very odd. Um, he's very fun to watch. He played a James Bond villain um, a while back, maybe one of the Daniel Craig movies. Oh, Casino Royale. He was the villain in Casino Royale, I believe. Did a really good job there. And now I, I like him in anything. He's like a, he, he reminds me a bit of Christoph Waltz. He's this like 
odd foreign actor who's really talented and anytime he's in something like he's he really knocks it out of the park but anyway hannibal is a pretty good fucking show it's crazy violent and really gory and 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 dark and sick is it only like, three seasons long or is it only three seasons, three seasons and they seasons wrap so it up oh, okay yeah they got canceled um i i think they're it's so dark and so fucked up. I think it, they couldn't really find a, a big audience, but it's very, very well made. Hmm. Hmm. It's a yeah. cool show. I know I've watched some of that. It was good. I just started rewatching it. Um, I, I'm on. I'm like four episodes into the first season or whatever. But yeah, I, I liked it the first time, and you know, I do this with all shows. After if I like a show, after two or three years go by, I give it a give it a rewatch, and it's time for this one. I don't know how it got into my head, but Taylor, do you and your lady friend ever talk about baby names? No, no, never? we never mentioned that. Oh, Jackie and I did long before we planned on having kids. We just like bat around names, have favorites James. that would evolve. That's mine. James. Woody is a good name for a boy or a girl. Just throwing that out there. What would you name a kid, Taylor? Gilgamesh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Oh, all right, I laughed a little quick. I'm glad you're joking. <laughs> 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 Gilgamesh. Gilgamesh. Uh, it's uh, actually, that's my dad's name. <laughs> Why, uh, what's so funny? I- Ichabod. Um, <laughs> goofy ass names. I don't know. I like I really, James. I really don't know. I like James. James is a good name. Yeah, Jim. I, I like it's, James it's more than Jim. But so See, that's the thing. It's versatile, just like mm-hmm. Robert. You know, mm-hmm. some of those names. You, you, Rob, it's like a bisexual Robbie, name. Bob. You know, you can you can really float it around, and and you know, especially Richard. With, hey, if it's a girl, Jamie. You know, it's, it's, it's a personal name. You can, you can if it's a boy, around. Jamie. And I'm a big Captain Kirk fan. All right. I've so, always uh, liked girl names that were boy names like Taylor or Alex, Alex, Alexandria. But, you know, she'd be Alex, uh, mm-hmm. Sam with Samantha. I've always thought that was a cool little thing. Yeah, me too. It's kind of it's kind of I don't know. It's like a short haircut on a girl. <laughs> it can it yeah. can be very good. And she yeah, can choose. It's bad. versatile too. She can be, you know, she can go by Samantha or she can go by Sam. It's like a girl with a good happy trail. Happy I'm trail. on you. Yeah, I'm with you, Kyle. That's where you were headed. I... Oh yeah, I just, I was, <laughs> I was, I started picturing it and I got real caught up. <laughs> I've been there. About that feelings. So Taylor, <laughs> did did you give girl names? What would you like? What boy girl names? What do you got? Shit, I I've, I haven't given any thought to this. Um, hmm. Well, you will. A, Girl, yeah, at some point I will. Yeah. Uh, it's only a matter of time until someone sneaks past the goalie. Unless I'm sterile, never been tested, and I always have a space heater on under here, killing my sperm intentionally. Good so, move. yeah, smart. Uh, wow. I don't know. Uh, I I don't know. Hmm. I I haven't even ever thought about like people in my women in my family's names. Kyle, you ever think about a baby name? I know you don't. I actually, just, yeah, maybe? I just told you the one. Yeah, James. James is mine. James yeah. for a boy or girl? Uh, Jamie for a girl. James for a boy. I think I like both. Um, I I I um I like that I had too, a childhood. I had, a, I had like a family friend. Her name was Jamie. She died of uh, cancer this year. And uh, my uh, my dad's adopted sort of grandfather figure because his father died of cirrhosis of the liver very early, and he Oof. never knew his own grandfather. But his his uh, his grandmother's uh, husband. Um, hope that makes sense. His name was James, and uh, I never met the man, but but Dad's told me stories about him, and uh, and I like that name, and that was a real good guy, and uh, and and I like you know big Captain Kirk fan too, James T Kirk, and uh, so so I like James. I like it too. I like James too. 
I like I didn't even put the pieces together. I have a grandpa named James. Yeah, that's a good one. Boom. Boom. I had an old friend who died. Decided. It was, uh, I hadn't thought about him for ages. And so my first year as a lifeguard, I wasn't that popular. I got picked on a little bit. And uh, uh, this guy didn't. This guy was like, like everyone looked up to and respected this guy. I feel like his position was so strong that he was able to like almost extend a protective wing to me. You know, whenever I worked with him or whenever I was near him. He was your snow. He was my snow. Yeah. And uh, I, I hadn't thought about him for ages. And uh, I have a friend on Facebook who, who posted a link to the article that uh, sort of celebrated his life because he had died from cancer. Damn it. Yeah. Cancer fucking sucks. Not a fan. Yeah. Not a fan. I think he had non-Hodgkin's I'm gonna leukemia, get it. something like that. Are you? Yeah. What makes you say All that? of us at some point will get it. I just think I've got like a family history of it. My dad has been fine. Like, mm-hmm. like he's had he's had no issues. My my mom, she's had uh she's had a tumor before. Um and you know, uh my grandmother died of cancer and uh my other grandmother died of cancer and uh both my grandfathers died of uh alcoholism related illnesses, but safe to say, you know, um I just feel like gonna get it. Plus, you know, smoked for so long, you know, smoked for a good solid eight, nine years. <sighs> you know, yeah, my just, grandparents are in their late seventies and they smoked for like 45, no, what? 55. Oh, years? thank you for this anecdotal 65 cancer, years. Taylor. Jesus Christ. I, I think <laughs> I, I, Philip Morris is like, yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> listen, listen to this smoked every day. I think I'm more of a heart disease guy. Looking at my family's history, I think that's how I'm going down. You're, you eat too healthy for that. I, I feel like, like, like. Oh, I'm a heart disease guy. Yeah. But, <laughs> you know, you know, Rogan's on the carnivore diet right now. What? No, for a fucking retard. Carnivore diet. I hope that means he only eats things that eat other animals. Who's our, who's our, who's our boy from, uh, from Canada that, that, um, Jordan yeah. Peterson. Jordan yeah. Peterson did a ton of research about the corn- carnivore diet. He's on it. He supports it. He says it's a great idea. It's always tells the it. easiest way to get off of prescription pills. <laughs> <laughs> look, very, look I, I, I don't think I'd do it. It seems kind of, kind of boring. But the way, essentially, as long as it's an animal product, you can do it. So milk, cheese, eggs, beef. Rogan, of course, is eating a lot of veal. Or not veal, uh, elk. Mm. Um, but he's mixing in a lot of fat, a lot of animal fat, like pork fat. Wait, elks aren't carnivores. He's the carnivore. The I don't like that. Food. That's pussy. I want to be the carnivore carnivore diet. I've been I, eating coyote meat I all week. I eat strictly tigers and lions and I don't know. Dude, hippos. That, that meat would taste fucking shitty. And hippos are I've not. I've been eating carnivores. nothing but coyote meat. Okay. I don't, I don't know a lot about hippos, apparently. <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> now watch as the hippo brings down the gazelle. <laughs> <laughs> just bounding across. Just, I could be an yeah. I could eat alligator. Uh, I was like looking at a kind of like thing where he's night. like, oh, I'm, I'm going to do the carnivore diet where you do this and that and this. And it's like, dude, how about you just throw a handful of broccoli or asparagus next to it? Oh, that would ruin it. That's and not good that. for you, Taylor. He was talking about definitely how... definitely better for you. He was talking about his liquid shits and how he can't trust a fart. <laughs> yeah. Because he has no fiber in his body. None. His shits are either full liquid or it's just... A, uh, no, it's full liquid. Compact. Okay, well then, well, you know what they say? Full then. liquid shits is a sign of health. <laughs> I never heard anyone say that till just now. Dude, when I'm tailgating or if I'm drinking all day at some get together and the next day I take a nice liquid beer shit with like pizza, 
that's that's how I know my body's working at 100% capacity. <laughs> like, no, you want to have a nice, I had a wonderful shit today. I had a good poop yesterday. Was good. I had poop yesterday. I wiped, and that was just a waste of time. It was so Oh, my perfect. God. I'm glad Ooh, you guys started nice talking about shit. shit. <laughs> I, I know we're getting closely in here, but let me try to yeah. find this. Oh, my God. This is one we can't um, show the fans, but we can direct them to. Um, I think it's. I found a new subreddit. I think it's called Cursed oh, Video. No. Oh, okay. That doesn't sound too bad. Yeah, well, you, you're wrong. <laughs> uh, cursed video uh, is is fucked. I'm going to top all time so I can find the uh, the video that. Yeah, there's cursed a couple things. Oh, now I hate. Thanks. Now I hate this. That's the worst subreddit. Let's see. Oh, am I not going to be able to find it? That's mm. going to suck. There'll be um, more shows. Cursed joint. All right. So essentially, it's. Um, I'm going to keep scrolling in case I do find it so we can watch it, but I'm going to start. Ooh, that's terrifying to look at. Uh, basically, uh, there's a lot of hor horrific things on here. It's like um, it's a couple British guys, and one of them is offering another one a decent wad of cash, and you don't know for what. Hmm. Like, it's it, it's like, let's call it $250. And, and, and he's, he's like counting it out. He's like, he's like, you know, 20, 40, 60, you know, all the way, all the numbers. Uh, and, 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 he, and the guy's like, all right, let's do it. And the guy who's being paid lies down on the floor. And the man who is paying shits on his chest before you can even <laughs> prepare yourself for, <laughs> for someone shitting on an, uh, another man's chest uh, uh, randomly. I'm talking about the biggest... It's it's not liquid, but it's certainly not hard. It, mm. it comes out like like one of those Play-Doh fucking makers. It comes out like a pound and a half. I, I'm not exaggerating. Of of Play-Doh ejects from this man's ass in a long, thick turd right on this dude's chest. I hope you and don't it's, find it's, it. I can't find it, and you can't <laughs> even react fast enough. But like like you can't turn away. This isn't one of those where like sometimes I see people like really bust their ass on a skateboard and you know they're about to like slide their palms that really gives me the heebie-jeebies when somebody gets bad road rash and i'll look away there was no time to look away <laughs> this man took like a dog food bowl full of shit <laughs> right to his chest and they're all laughing it up and then they all start gagging and running out of the room and i was just like what is this new subreddit i found it's wonderful <laughs> The more I go through it, the more awful it is. Another thing um, that I that I, I found on there, I believe it's a it's a copy pasta um, about something called the rake. Um, you probably don't know about that or what that is. Um, I'm just going to link you to this, and if you if you don't want to be able to sleep well tonight, just just read through it. Um, uh, okay, I like creepy pasta. Oh, Jesus, even the pictures rough. The picture that's a that's one of the good reddits I like is called No Sleep. It's like uh spooky stories. I guarantee this is pretty high up there on uh, No Sleep somewhere along the way. It's uh but it's yeah, go to Creepy Pop. Definitely been on this site before. Yeah, I might check out the, I feel like the Rake story. Maybe on this I don't know. Is there um spelunking involved? I I I scanned it and okay. essentially there's a few stories involving what's sort of like a mothman type monster that people have reported over a long period of time that and they curious. all describe it similarly and um 
And there, there's one story in particular of a woman. I, should I read it? It's horrific. I think it's... it's is it too No, long? no, no, no. I'll... I'll... <clears throat> is it is it multi-pages or is this the whole thing? No, it's 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 not even... It, it's a it's an excerpt from this... This page is multiple stories. I'm trying to find the one. Three years ago, I had just returned from a trip from Niagara Falls with my family for the 4th of July. We were all very exhausted after a long day of driving. So my husband and I put the kids right to bed called it a night. At about 4 a.m., I woke up thinking my husband had gotten up to use the restroom. I used the moment to steal back the sheets, only to wake him in the process. I apologized and told him I thought that he had gotten out of bed. When he turned to face me, he gasped and pulled his feet up from the end, the end of the bed. So quickly, his knee almost knocked me out of the bed. He then grabbed me and said nothing. After adjusting the dark for a half second, I was able to see what caused the strange reaction. At the foot of our bed, sitting and facing away from us, there was what appeared to be a naked man or a large, hairless dog of some sort. Its body position was disturbing and unnatural, as, it, as if it had been hit by a car or something. For some reason, I, I was not instantly frightened by it, but more concerned as to its condition. At this point, I was somewhat under the assumption that we were supposed to help it. My husband was peering over his arm and knee, tucked into the fetal position, occasionally glancing at me before returning to the creature. In a flurry of motion, the creature scrambled around the side of the bed and then crawled quickly in a flailing sort of motion right along the bed until it was less than a foot from my husband's face. The creature was completely silent for about 30 seconds, probably closer to five. It just seemed like a while. Just looking at my husband, the creature then placed its hand on his knee and ran to the hallway, the hallway leading to the kids' rooms. I screamed and I ran for the light switch, planning to stop him before he hurt my children. When I got to the hallway, the light from the bedroom was enough to see it, crouching and hunched over about 20 feet away. He turned over and looked directly at me, covered in blood. I flipped the switch to the wall and saw my daughter, Clara. The creature ran down the stairs while my husband and I rushed to help our daughter. She was very badly injured and spoke only once more in her short life. She said, he is the rake. My husband drove his car into a lake that night while rushing our daughter to the hospital. They did not survive. Being in a small town, news got around pretty quickly. The police were helpful at first, and the local newspaper took a lot of interest as well. However, the story was never published, and the local television really never followed up either. For se This goes on for a while, but... It's not too much longer. Finish. <laughs> okay. Finish okay. it up. Finish it up. <clears throat> For several months, my son, Justin. Um, I want to do a whole episode where we read spooky pasta. For several months, my son, Justin, and I stayed in a hotel near my parents' house. After we decided to return home, I decided to look for answers myself. I eventually located a man in the next town over who had a similar story. We got in contact and began talking about our experiences. He knew of two other people in New York who had seen the creature. We now referred to as the rake. It took the four of us about two solid years of hunting on the internet and writing letters to come up with a small collection of what we believed to be accounts of the rake. None of them gave any details, history, or follow-up. One journal had an entry involving the creature in its first three pages and never mentioned it again. A ship's log explained nothing of the encounter, saying only that they were told to leave by the rake. That was the last entry in the log. 
There were, however, many instances where the creature's visits were one of a series of visits with the same person. Multiple people also mentioned being spoken to, my daughter included. This led us to wonder if the rake had visited any of us before our last encounter. I set up a digital recorder near my bed and I left it running all night, every night, for two weeks. I would tediously scan through the sounds of me rolling around in my sleep each day when I woke up. By the end of the second week, I was quite used to the occasional sound of sleep while blurring through the recording at eight times the normal speed. This still took almost an hour every day. On the first day of the third week, I thought I heard something different. What I found was a shrill voice. It was the rake. I can't listen to it long enough to even begin to transcribe it. I, I haven't let anyone listen to it yet. All I know is that I've heard it before, and now I believe that it spoke when it was sitting in front of my husband. I don't remember hearing anything at the time, but... For some reason, the voice on the recorder immediately brings me back to that moment. The thoughts that must have gone through my daughter's head make me very upset. I have not seen the rake since he ruined my life, but I know that he has been in my room while I slept. I know and fear that one night I'll wake up and I'll see him staring at me. Spooky. (laughs) Yeah, that's a good story. I'm going to, I'm going to. Fucking read more creepy pasta. I'm in the mood to be spooked. Mm-hmm. I'm not. I didn't care for that. No, I only scanned it the first time through. I, I, I didn't stop because I didn't think it was entertaining. I was just done. <laughs> <laughs> really? Well, I didn't yeah. care for that. It's the well, image. Um, the 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 image of the red. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Thank you, Smeagol. <laughs> yeah, he's got a very uh, uh, golem sort of look about him. Low BMI. Healthy eyes. Low BMI. Yeah, I could take that Flexible. guy's job. Right? That could be him. Move over yeah. to the circus. I'm going to become the rake. <laughs> Did you say Randy Circus? Andy, right? Am I wrong? What's oh, okay, 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 okay. <laughs> I'm Randy <laughs> Circus. <laughs> well, I think that was a, a good little cap off. I like yeah, that. I had fun. I hope you guys enjoyed our guest tonight. I know that's a little uh, different than uh, the, the, the sort, the ilk. That we normally have on the on the program. Yeah, he's but, a really uh, cool dude. Yeah, we've got a couple of cool guests coming this month. I'm not going to spoil anything because you never know when something's going to come out of the blue and mess somebody up. You know, there's all sorts of scheduling things. Happens. But I'll say this: um, two of the guests that are coming up, um, I have been fans of for many years. All really right, cool. All right, PKA four seventy three. No outros. Nope. Four seventy three.